Live, Painkiller Already, episode 285, with our guest, PJ. Kyle? Hello there. We want to thank our sponsors, Dollar Shave Club and MVMTs, also known as Movement Watches. We're going to be talking about them later on in the show, but uh, for now, let's talk to our guests a little bit. We were, we were talking a little bit before the show. <laughs> I know um, where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? We're going right there, aren't we? Wait, t tell me. Tell me where we're going, because uh, I don't know. I was just going to kind of bullshit a little bit, but, but you seem to have an idea. Oh, totally well, want shit. to hear Woody's side first, and then I'll tell you where I was coming from. So I don't um, know. Tell me if I get anything wrong, but I okay. think I had like recently, maybe you know, like grappled with Joe or something, and then this like high school state wrestler, if I recall correctly, wanted to grapple with me, and uh, I didn't reply to him. For the truth is this: he's like, "Hey, Woody, I want to grapple with you. I want to grapple." I didn't say a thing. When I saw him and realized I outweighed him by like twenty five pounds, I'm like, "Yeah, okay, I'll do it." <laughs> but. PJ, on the other hand, says, you know, hey, Woody, I'd like to grapple with you, too. I outweigh you by 25 pounds, and I'm a purple belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Would you like to roll? And in my head, I'm like, no, 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 not at all. No. I like how it, it changed, because we don't know about this secret challenge. We just know about the one that you flouted about of, ah, <laughs> this, this coward, you know, you think you could take me down from no challenge. And then some dude who's bigger is like... Actually, I've been doing this for like six years, and uh, yeah, I'm down to go respectfully. <laughs> and you're like, like I have time. Like, <laughs> it wasn't actually the size. If he had said Woody, hey, you know what? I think it'd be fun. I weigh two twenty five or whatever it is you weighed at the time. Uh, I probably would have said yes. It was the purple belt. If people don't know, like in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, purple doesn't sound like a good one, is it? It all purple belts are good one. in Jits. Like belts are hard to get. You know, in most of the other sports, or martial arts, I should say, black belts come if you do it for a year or two or something like that. You know, and, and then they have all these levels of black belts. You're like seventh Dan or something like that. I'm not. I'm sort of outside my expertise, but um, in jits, if you get a couple belts into it, you're fucking <laughs> legit. Like you know, like Joe Lozon until like two years ago was a purple belt. So really, uh huh. Wow. Yeah, that's so, so much different. I took karate when I was seven, mm -hmm. and I remember after my first day of breaking a piece of balsa wood, the guy came <laughs> by with my white belt that they handed out to everyone from a big, just you know, old cardboard box filled with you know the scattered dreams of former karate. At the end of that day, one day, twenty-five minutes in the class, broke a piece of balsa wood, and. He put two little like pieces of tape around my white belt, and at that moment, at like seven years old, I'm like, I did nothing to earn this. <laughs> I no longer have respect for any of these colored belts. Like, you, just, you just showed up and paid more than my mom did so far. So, I, yeah, I, I dropped that class very yeah, quickly. When no. I learned that swords weren't, when they said that swords would not be a part of it, that I told my mom I was going to quit karate, and that's all my. MMA train. Swords. I'm pretty badass. Cool, if right? I learned that swords were part of it, I think that I would quit too. I would do the opposite. <laughs> I got swords no. right behind me. Like, I got all the practice stuff, dude. Totally did that stuff as well. I do the whole jujitsu MMA thing, but then during winter, I always take a few months off and just do like really, really crappy Shaolin stuff. So that even though I'm not going to gouge your eyes out in combat, and I don't think that works. 99% of the time, I feel like it's grounding. It makes me feel good. Can you break a flower pot with like two fingers from an inch away? I can away? break a flower with two fingers. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's over for that flower. <laughs> Is that like a, a, a testament to strength? 
I, breaking flower it's pot just the kind of shit they do. Like, all right, watch me get this flower pot. Poke. And... Like you rip that tiny strip of skin off from between my eyes really fast. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, like, rip me off so story. much you destroy me in a, in a battle. Could you do that? So I have a quick story for you guys about that, about Kung Fu versus Jiu Jitsu. If you want to hear it, love there's this. I would love to tell That's about it. I do stories on my. Yeah. I'm going to bet on the Jiu Jitsu guy. Guess what? I do stories like on my channel. I haven't told this one yet, so this is PKA exclusive. But probably about a year ago, I was training at a kung fu place just for a few months, you know, and everybody there knows that I come there every winter to kind of like relax and goose frob and chill out from getting punched in the face. I don't like that stuff, man. I'm, I'm beautiful. I want to keep it that way. That's a joke. But no. I do go and train kung fu, you know, every winter. And I go there, and there's literally this like 60 year old dude, maybe late 50s, but he's like, the master kung fu guy there, like super master, everybody bows him, he's the man, and when you walk by him, he's like, oh, hello, and he'll go to shake your hand, and then when you go to shake it, he's like, huh, see, you were totally not on guard there. was <laughs> 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 not on guard, like, I'm just shaking your hand, bro. That, that's the guy, right, that's the guy, been training his whole life, and just a little bit mean that he actually would hit you like when he would do this stuff. He'd like tap your nuts and like smack your face and like super What rude. a dick. Yeah, <laughs> right? Was, what he would shoot that man. That guy's, that guy's been getting bowed to for far too long. He needs a crack at the side Stand of the head. Stand in my ground! He's not amazing because he is. He's very good. But either way, he knows that I do jujitsu. I've been, uh, I started boxing when I was eight, started jujitsu when I was 15, and I've been wrestling my whole life. I'm 24 now. So, um, Either way, I go there, and he's telling me every time I go there, I go there like every winter just for a few months, and every time he's like, hey, man, uh, just, or he's like Asian. I, I'm not going to do an Asian accent because that is so terrible, and mine is just terrible. If anybody, if Woody wants to do an Asian accent for me and then turn an Indian, I'd be down for that. <laughs> this <laughs> is my Asian yeah. accent. So. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, you know, jujitsu, it, it's BS, dude. It's BS. Jujitsu doesn't work. BS. And I was like, okay, and he's like, if you tried to double leg me right now, I would stop you before you got to me. And I was like, okay. And so I put up with this for every year when I go there, right? Every year he tells me this. Just let Finally, him get, yeah, a, get a little older every year, waiting <laughs> for your time to strike. That's the plan. Let him <laughs> kind of like just fade away a little bit the more. More attrition. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I win that one. Yeah. But either way, one day we are doing like a grappling class and I'm helping teach it because obviously I know more jujitsu and grappling than those other guys. And he comes up to me on the mat, and he's like, double legs don't work. I'm telling you, I don't even know why they do this class. It's BS. Unless you want to learn how to stop it, that's the only reason to do this class. He's like, try to double leg me. And like after him being very persistent, I decide, all right, I'll double leg this 60-year-old man. I'll do it, okay? I will have two. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So the first try, he's like, go ahead and try. I shoot, I double leg him, I lift him up into the air. After I get him into the air, he like starts like throwing elbow strikes at the back of my head a little bit. He's like, "See, I would have stopped you." And I was like, "You're already in the air. You would have been yeah. over there." Like, what do you mean? Right? Yeah. Like, the battle's been lost. He didn't realize you had complete ownership <laughs> of it. Lost. <laughs> like, you've already <laughs> lost, bro. So he's like, "Do it again." So I go again. I'm like, "All right, I'm gonna chill for a second. I pick up one leg, scoop the other one, lift him up into the air again." He's like, "I would throw strikes at your head this whole time." I was like, "I just..." I don't, I don't think so, man. <laughs> <laughs> the third time I go in, as I go in and I double like him, he takes his two fingers and stuffs them up my nose <laughs> and pulls my nose up like hard, right? So I don't start like, my nose doesn't get ripped off or anything, but he pulls it up hard until my head's back and he's like, see this? I can rip your nose off right now. <laughs> and I was like, 
<laughs> All right, you like, you win. Yeah, I don't well, know. Just die with my nose in your hand, you old idiot. Like, <laughs> Dude, I don't understand, bro. I think everything's very good to learn a little bit of each each art or just like everything in life. I think it's good to be well-rounded. But it's gosh, dang, dude. dude. intimidated by the fact that you, the that jujitsu is so clearly the superior form. Like, there's a whole league where, like, everybody in the UFC, it's like, oh, he's a jujitsu guy and he has this, that, and the other. Like, it seems like all of them could do it to an extent because it's so difficult to deal with. And he's just in, like, he. it's like finding out that the religion that you were totally into is bullshit when you're, like, 79 and you're like, God damn it! Well, in for a penny, in for a pound. I suppose. <laughs> ride this one out. But there's a couple martial arts that have proven to be more legit than others. Like you know, jujitsu is obviously one of them. Muay Thai, American boxing, um, none that have been wrestling. There's uh, a couple. I, there's a couple. There's a couple oh, of them that are legit. Sir. Kung fu is often put in that other category of like bullshito. And um, I took kung fu for a while. I don't know. I, I don't talk about it much. But um, the guy said that he fought in the UFC, my kung fu instructor. And I always was asking him, like, you know, who he fought this. I Googled. I can't find any record that this guy was ever in the UFC. And he's like, ah, oh, I was in the tryouts. I, I just missed, like, getting on TV. And uh, I don't think that's even a thing, like, in the early UFC He days. knew a guy who might have been in the UFC, maybe. Or he maybe gonna... fought a tough man competition, because they have those everywhere. We're, we're just, like, good old boys getting a ring and go at it. I, it could just be. Up um, like, he was a physical specimen. Like, he looked really fit. Not, like, amazing or anything, but he was fit. But my experience with meeting these guys who, like, oh, you know, Master Saison is coming around, and he's 16th Dan, I'd be like, whoa, like, I can't wait to see this shit. I'm expecting him to be, like, Jet Li. They never are they're 67 years old they've got big fucking pot bellies i'm like aren't you embarrassed to don the fucking karate pajamas with that physique of yours and uh yeah they, <laughs> they move like wicked slow and they, there's like nothing it's all gone that's yeah. so embarrassing like wh why do they even pretend like retire like, you don't see baseball players doing that like getting out there and like like holding the bat and like sizing yeah. it up and act like they're gonna hit a few dingers they know it's over yeah <laughs> hypothetically acting like they could hit home runs anytime they wanted but i'm not going to because you know if i showed you my home run hits <laughs> yeah. then you know i, I would kill it. you it's yeah. like instead of babe like ruth it. like pointing out is there's a guy like nah <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then going for it. I didn't want it anyway. You know, I could have called it. You know, I could have called it every time. It's, yeah. I can't believe an old man had his fingers in your nose and thought that was an appropriate way to show that his kung fu was better. That You can find that six ways from Sunday on fucking Live Leak or World Star Hip Hop. And none I, of those people know anything about kung I fu. I disapprove of your restraint, PJ. Like, it, if he had, if I think it's called tow truck, right? That's the move. If he had tow trucked me. I uh, I think I would have finished one of those double legs or something. Like, <laughs> Dude, I'm not going to kill an old guy, Woody, okay? This is exactly it. why I called you out four years ago on the grappling <laughs> thing. Because of this attitude right here, okay? <laughs> no, to finish off that grappling thing, though, about the whole... I want to say this. I was like 19 at the time or maybe 20. I don't remember. But you were totally pub stomping all those dudes. Yes. And for some reason, like like as if I'm the grand poobah, right? Right, Mirka? As if I'm that guy of grappling. Like you have to you have to answer to me, Woody, because you're not as serious as I am. I'm I'm competing in tournaments and fighting. Well, you know, you're just beating up little kids. And for some reason, nineteen year old me thought that making a video like that would A give me to talk to Woody, who I love a lot. B Take your would off. get me to 
uh, I don't know, grapple possibly Woody, and C would prove that I'm the champion of all things grapply. Okay, I don't know. All right, I'm I sorry. Think C would, I think C would. A couple of those would have happened. You would have met me. You would have proven yourself to be champion. But, but that's who it. am I? Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. It just would have happened though is you would have showed up to the paintball event, beat Woody in that grappling contest, and then Woody would have walked back into our special room with AC and drinks, <laughs> and you would have walked back to a hot picnic table. <laughs> <laughs> and Woody would have been like, man, thought I could have had him. Not the guy I used to be, I guess. And that would have been the end of it. <laughs> Yeah, that you been, there, you know, been. just like a post-game seven mentality. Just, <laughs> <nice> a flame. <laughs> I don't know what a, what a what a pompous douchey thing to do. I don't know. I figured because I was such a small channel at the time, nobody would care. But also, I was like, hey, hey, here's this guy doing jujitsu, and I'm better. What, what's going on here? I, I don't know. I have See, no idea. You're all I'm probably not even better, lose, including Woody. But I think Woody would have won this because what you don't know about Woody is Woody fights dirty. You <laughs> think getting a few fingers in your nose is, is off-putting? He's going to put him somewhere else if things get wrong. Checking in his position. oil. Yeah, he's going to check the oil. No. So he, yeah, it's going to be game over. If I'm over. going to win, it's because he appears to have some sort of respect for older people. So maybe maybe that's my Shot, edge. Yeah, go, oh, my hip! And then he's like, what? Game over, right there. <sighs> I'm sure that PJ is well prepared for his oil being checked, considering he was in wrestling for so long. He probably, Has like, anyone have you ever seen that, a, a, like a squid eat something where it like goes, and sucks it back in? That's what it, <laughs> that's the strategy is he's reaching out almost like it's a, like some phalanges and he pulls the thumb in. Suddenly you're on his turf. He doesn't mind. You think you're checking my oil? I got your thumb. <laughs> I got a grip on that thing. And now you're stuck, all right? And you've yeah. lost. Now you're what stuck. Move. Like now you've got his his hand trapped in your ass and you get the other one trapped and, and you just slam him? Was that how does that right. work? Oh he could just uh, twist it around, right? right? Like his kind of arm, move. like an yeah. anaconda. Right there. Right? Arm around for a while. <laughs> It, it's just would, you suck in the arm, you get him, and quick <laughs> twist, arm break immediately. It's oh, true. Yeah, it's it's like, I learned it from the Kung Fu guy. It's an arm bar you don't see in the UFC. Is this a yeah. real uh, PJ? You're an actual wrestler. You competed in it. Is that something that you came across multiple times? Because when Woody was leading us to believe a while back that this was like par for the course in wrestling, I think Kyle might have been more knowledgeable about it than me but i was like no fucking white like this can't be real and it turns out that it is like what's your experience with that um no it's happened to me a few times happened to me a few times but not as prevalent as you may think murka because you know if it happens three out of 1000 matches it's not that prevalent you know yeah, what I'm saying? Not. but i do notice that but it's hilarious you guys get really you're in those onesies or whatever anyway it's, it's a very form-fitting uh uh outfit the singlet and and then I see that they, they get really handsy around the crotch area, mm -hmm. and 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 I, I I get that that's a good like when I'm moving mannequins around I move a lot of mannequins around I always get them by the crotch that's like the center of gravity it's it's a great place to to manipulate it's a, a lifting point body. you don't it's have to sell us <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I do the same thing but but it makes me very uncomfortable to see it it it, it happening in like wrestling competition and as a kid I can't imagine being like. I guess like good wrestlers get into it when they're five, seven years old. I can't imagine being a seven-year-old and seeing like a couple of guys like really manhandling each other's crotches and slamming each other and being like, "Ah, oh, that's for me." The wrestling just never appealed to me. That's like my kink. multiple things about it: the singlet, the the really closeness to the other man. At least with boxing, <laughs> boxing seems to be all about get away from me, you. 
<laughs> so god damn it but, but like wrestling is like come here i want you close boy like mm-hmm. it is the gayer of the two combat sports if you mm-hmm. look at it that way like the wrestler wants you as close as possible he wants to smell your ear but the boxer is just keep your fucking distance bro i don't want you to I, I don't think it's gayer unless like you're in gayer. there wrestling like you, you're 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 just like oh and 600 and they're like god this tommy guy loves to you know always turn it over for the competition <laughs> like that'd be pretty gay if it's clear that tommy's <laughs> just trying to take one of these guys home but and if you're trying to win and it just so happens that you're rubbing up against each I other i feel like every grappler's like just overtly knows that it's gay and has come to accept it and will make a joke about it. You know, it, it, I had a guy a, a mounted triangle is a move where you really just stick your nutsack right on the guy's chin, and uh, I, I had a guy who was a bouncer and he said he always hits mounted triangles on people that he wants to embarrass. Like he was, a, he was a, did I say he was a bouncer? I think I just did. And that was like his go-to thing. Like get the thing, manage to manage to hit a mounted triangle, and that guy's there choking, having his blood strangled away from at his the brain. Bar. Uh, just so everyone understands. Well, I, at the bar. In my <laughs> imagery, that he got him outside before he did that. But I don't know. He didn't actually include. No, that. he wants everyone to see. <laughs> if, you're, if you're a bouncer who spends his off time training in martial in the martial arts, you're not gonna take him outside. You're gonna be like, "Hey, everybody, watch this shit." Yeah, Come that's here. his show. I want to not teabag you. Uh, yeah, it's and, and it, I, I feel like he just uh, yeah, it's gay. You're gonna have to get over that. Well, it's and, one of those and then, things that you, you can't come back against it. Like, you can't indulge the insult. Like, if someone's like, ah, wrestling, that's gay. You have to be like, ah, you know, I, I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the only response. Like, you can't argue sports with people because at the end of the day, you can always be like, oh, baseball, just a bunch of idiots who aren't even that athletic with a bat hitting a ball and it crosses some arbitrary line and then you run around and throw it. Like, it, uh, hockey, you're, you're on ice. Why not just a field? Like, you can't. They're all dumb. Like, you can never win a, yeah. a sports argument with anyone. But the beautiful thing about the, the argument with jujitsu is you could just say, fight me. You're gay. Fight me. <laughs> like, yeah. Or just say, fuck me. This yeah. is yeah. Either way, either way, or try to. You know? It's not I, as gay as wrestling. That wrestling is much more gay. Wrestling is much more gay because of the limitations that wrestling put on you. You, you, you have to be even gayer. It's it's like no, no, no. Don't hit him. I know you've got him in a position where you could beat him to death right now, but you got to keep going. You got to really get him out flat. That's what we want to see here. And you're just like, why? Why don't you just hit him? Why isn't that part of wrestling? Well, why because don't that's part that? of the wrestling. Like, that makes sense, though. That's like being, that's I the best okay, has the bat that's... right there. Why doesn't he just knock out the catcher and then bunt it every time? <laughs> that is foolproof. Like, <laughs> why don't you just hit him? No, flip him over and hit him with your groin. That's how you do it in wrestling. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Something that had a big impact on me. I, I worked with this wrestler, and for whatever reason, we were like horsing around at the office because I'm immature like that. And uh, he got like a high crotch grab on me, and I'm like, dude, at that's that's gay. Yeah, at the office. <laughs> I'm like, that's gay. And uh, I do have an office wrestling story to tell. And um, uh, and he's <laughs> like, well, if call. that's <laughs> he's like, well, if we ever were in a fight, that's an advantage I would have over you. You know, your unwillingness to grab people in the high crotch would be, you know, it would work against you. And it somehow burned into my brain. Like, you know, that is undeniable logic. Bullshit. bullshit. No. Okay, You're first of all, in a real world fight, in a, in a real world fight, if I'm rolling around the ground, uh, rolling around on the ground with some guy in a dark parking lot at the mall, which is what the most likely scenario, I, yeah, of course, there are no rules. If I can get my finger in his eye socket, I'm probably going to do something awful. <laughs> 
But like like we're horsing around the office, Larry. No high crotch grabs, you fucking asshole, or I'm gonna call HR. I'm worse You've than been you. Been twice. This is the last time. Oh, <laughs> that's not a knife. That's a knife. <laughs> that's yeah. That's not a knife, Mirka. This is a knife. <laughs> I, uh, so, dude, get this. Um, I'm trying to remember the whole escalation, right? It's it's late at night. Uh, by you know working at the office standards, call it like 11 p.m. And I'm going away, and I don't want to be there. I have something due. I'm, I'm working at 11, not home I yet. I, like, it's not a good vibe for me. And for whatever reason, like, one of my coworkers starts, like, annoying me. You know, he's putting fingerprints on my monitor. And I'm like, dude, stop. Stop. Like, you're, you're putting fingerprints on it. And, uh, Middle finger in the IT world. How you like that? <laughs> so, so like I'm typing and he'll like move my mouse and click and something, fuck it up. And it's like, like, like a child fucking with me, you know? And, um, uh, and he won't like, I, more than once I verbally asked him to stop and then he escalates again and he get makes his finger wet and then puts fingerprints on my monitor and oh, it's, dear. While you're sitting there? Yeah, I'm, while I'm actively working, he's putting fingerprints like in the section of the monitor that I'm like. You can see where I'm what typing. What an insane power play! From <laughs> <Scott>. <laughs> Those are fighting. <laughs> I'm glad you said actions. that because that was my response. Was this so... <laughs> or, or your Indian coworker? No, no, it was an American guy. His name was Mike, and um, and we were actually like friends. Like we went to lunch a lot, but. In this instance, ooh, I have another I got bullied story. It happened like this weekend. Um, in this instance, uh, you know, I, it was like, you know what? Like the, the friendship is suspended right now. You are picking on me. So right from my office chair, I hit a double leg. And then with my back against the filing cabinet, I managed to take his back, sink in the rear naked choke, and he tapped and went home for the night. A little and bit gay. Never and he never touched Woody's he never rank did. flag no. again. Never touched. <laughs> Not never. while you were there. His nutsack was all, all over your keyboard and everything. And he just opened up your world to a, a whole world of subversive bullying uh, and, and, and no, pranks. No way Mike pulled hours that I wasn't there. Jizz <laughs> on that keyboard. <laughs> Dude, so here, I, I, wanna, I have an am I the asshole story, right? I need some help with this. And I will preface it by saying... I might be the asshole because this has happened to me twice now, right? So, or you tell us the story on whether you're the asshole or not. What's that? <laughs> I, I didn't hear his words. Can we take bets on whether we think you're going <laughs> yeah, go to ahead, be the Go asshole? ahead. Uh, I'm going to take. I'm going to bet anything that Woody's the asshole because okay. going into something, if you're already prefacing it that you might be the asshole, you're then, probably the asshole. Then you might be the asshole. And okay. it's indicative if you're asking a question if you're an asshole that you kind of know you're an asshole. I'm going to say that Woody is an asshole, but only in retaliation. He's, he's being a retaliatory asshole. Like someone else was an asshole first, and because of that, Woody became an asshole. So right. I, I vote double assholes. PJ? You guys are both bullies. Let me just say that right now. I think Woody's a very kind guy in most situations, but in this one, I think he might end up being the a-hole, bro. All right, all right, so you'll tell me when the story's done, and I will do my best to tell it without bias. So, oh, <laughs> I messed up the wrong camera. Anyway, back on topic. Uh, we're, at the, we're in the airplane, and I have the middle seat. I'm not sitting next to Hope, she's behind me. And uh, this guy comes in, I don't know where, he's like Colombian or something. He's got some string, like one centimeter thick braided headband on and long floppy, like quibble cop hair. And 
Oh, you're the good guy then in this one. Uh, classic <laughs> Colombian. <Switches up. laughs> yeah, he's like Colombian Best or something. Best friend is Colombian. Anyway, um, I'm in the I'm in the middle seat, and I have my arms on the armrests, but only like the back fifth of it. Like oh, I'm shit. intentionally not taking all the armrest, and uh, um, he comes down. And he pulls this, like, power play move where he, like, leans his shoulder into me, bumps my whole arm off, and puts his arm on the armrest. He has taken the spot that I previously I had. I want a quick fact and honesty check. You said you were taking up one-fifth of the armrests. I don't see how that's possible unless you were sitting like this. That is exactly how I was sitting. And I left, like, 80%. The front, in front of me, 80% left... checks out. All right, continue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so anyway, and, and I'm only, like, my arm is in. I, I might have a book or something, you know, but I'm just the, just barely touching the back of it. And, uh, and he pushes my arm off the armrest, but not with just his elbow. It's a whole shoulder kind of, like... You know, that he leans over to me, takes like, you know, 10% of my chair temporarily, and then goes back. And now suddenly, as the tide sweeps into the ocean, he's got the armrest. He has full possession of it. And I'm like... Uh, he came in, took a little bit of Poland, and at the end of the war, left and acted like you wouldn't know. You didn't go back to where <laughs> yeah, he started. Right. And, and so in retaliation, what did you do? Did so you wait, the, his ear? Did I'll, you tell, you, I'll tell you where we're headed with this. And I am at first, like, shocked by this move. Like, like, and, I'm, and I'm burning in my head, like, does he know what he just did? Is this an intentional move from... That's from a trained start? move. Yeah. Right. Sure. And um, I uh, so anyway... He leans forward. He wants to put his bag under the seat in front of him or something like that. Oh. So he's given up possession of the of the armrest again. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, yeah. So I reclaim it while he's gone, right? And now again, just back twenty percent. Just back twenty percent and I'm there. But this time I'm fucking locked, right? Like, it, <laughs> like I'm like it is gonna take like two to three Yeah, yeah. It's gonna take like two hundred pounds of pressure to move my elbow one goddamn inch. Because I have this thing. Like I am nobody's fucking victim, and certainly not this Colombian douchebag. <laughs> so So you you're not even relaxing on the armrests. Oh. These are just spikes. Oh. Yeah, yeah. He's like Samson trying to push the temple down. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, yeah, just fucking. I'm locked in and whatever. So he comes back and he tries his move again, but this time his move fails. Right? It's not going anywhere. And he just and it's like more than one. It's like like he's up against a fucking marble column at this point. There's there's no moving this elbow. And. Uh, <laughs> and and yeah, then, he, right. then he starts talking to me about it. He's like, hey, you know, can you move your elbow? Well, you know, yeah, he, how did he sound? Um, <laughs> you want me to he, he, it was like, you know, hey, could, uh, you, do you want to move your elbow? And, uh, <laughs> oh, hey, you got me moving this elbow. I have a bagel shop to get home. <laughs> I don't know what I, I got going on. <laughs> He's like, Bane. So anyway, uh, he asked me to move my elbow, and I'm like, I'm only taking the very back of the armrest. You can have all the front. I'm trying to share it, but but that's where we are. And he goes, hey, I'll tell you what. Why don't you take the front, and I'll take the back. And I said, because I was here first. And he goes, what is this, high school? Like, because you're here first, that's your rules? Right? And he's trying to make me feel like a dick, but I don't know what his rule is at all. You know, I'm taking it because I'm there first. Admittedly, perhaps immature for someone as old as me. But, you know. Uh, how old is this gentleman? Uh, yeah, I'm going to call him 35. Still an adult, okay. Yeah, so um, uh, anyway, I, like his reasoning, I guess, is just, I deserve the shit you have, right? You know, my reasoning, I'll admit, not the soundest, most mature, I was here first, but what's his? 
Why, why does socialist? He wants to redistribute that armrest. Guess what? He gets the back part. And and, and you know, truth, front, back, I didn't really care. What I did care about is this fuck's opening move was pushing me off the armrest altogether. That is not allowed. What do they call it when uh, Russia went into Ukraine and just kind of took it? What do they call that? Annexation. And yeah, he just he was gonna annex your fucking armrest. Yeah, not on my watch, bitch. So, oh. um, <laughs> what he's gamer tag? D- damn straight, I am. So anyway, uh, he's like, "What is this high school?" And I'm like, "But you know, why would the armrest be yours? I'm giving you the front. I'm on the back. You know what do you want?" He wants to split the armrest down the middle, right? But I think what he really wants is just where my arm was, like you know, and uh, and I'm nobody like, wants the front half of an armrest. Dude, the armrest is an inch thick. Right? I don't understand how you, you can even the other share move it. Is, you should just, you should, okay, and put your arm around him. <laughs> just, 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 just put your arm around him like a, like he's a date. Like, like, yeah, this is much better. Come here. Like, like hold him pretty close. So anyway, or, he, he says that you know you, we should both split the armrest uh, along the side. Oh, this is a good part. So he says, you know, this is not my same flight. This is not my first flight. That's what he tells me. And I told him, you know, I'm a pilot, which isn't true. Right, but <laughs> well, this took a turn. Okay, <laughs> it's gonna be true soon, though, with your little weird ah, chair. It'll barely be true. I'll be some sort of lawn chair aviator. But well, I'm a pilot. Well, you're sitting in the wrong chair, sir. <laughs> <laughs> right. But but Get I wanted to somehow like, I wanted to take back the, like this isn't his high. And, and in my head, there was this whirlwind of like, dude, if you're bragging about how many times you've flown, probably less than me. When you get to the stage where you'd rather not fucking fly at all. You're on my level, you know? It, 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 when he's like, you know, I've flown before. Well, that's quite the accomplishment, you fucking Colombian drug-dealing douchebag dickwad. Like, I, I'm not impressed with, uh, with the <laughs> fact that he had flown before and, and thought that he perhaps knew the rules of armrest etiquette better than I did. So, um, uh, with that, it, somehow he got into He's like, you know what? You can have the armrest. All flight long, you can have the entire armrest, and, uh, and I won't touch it at all. And I'm like, I'm not trying to be a jerk, because at this point I no longer feel bullied. And I said, I'm not trying to be a jerk here. Like, I, I'm happy to share the armrest. You know. What was the tone of you saying this? Were you like, hey, hey, this isn't over. Look at me when well, I'm talking to you. No, like, no, no, it wasn't like that. It, it, as no, soon as he said. trying to walk away, and Woody was dragging him down. Nah. Give me those nostrils. Get the fuck over here. When, when he said, you know, take the whole armrest the whole time. I don't care. I was like, well, I'm not trying. I said, I'm not trying to be the bad guy. I'm not trying to be the bad guy here. I, I, you know, I just, I, I, you know, I, I, you pushed me off the armrest. It tried to like force it from me, and you know that that wasn't happening. And I don't um, feel like it because he gave you the armrest, but you kept the conversation going. You know, you should. Now it's like a 17th century cotillion where it's like, oh, you have it. Oh, I shan't. Like, <laughs> Pretty, pretty much. So uh, we somehow agreed to like share the armrest, and in reality, he and like I was like, you know, I think I took like way back. So he could, maybe I lowered it to like five percent or ten percent of the very like the back inch. My arm still existed there, but he was able to have what you might consider the back too. Still a statistically significant portion. Of the arm. <laughs> and uh, and then throughout most of the flight, it seemed like he stopped caring about the armrest. He didn't really use it. And he was in the aisle. Like, I couldn't go anywhere else. I was in the middle seat. Like, you know. Middle seat gets both. 
And Some people the, I've heard that argument share before. One. That's how it works. Yeah, middle that's, seat because the middle seat has nothing else going for it. Exactly. Everybody else has a little something extra. In the aisle, you can get out there on the window. You can lay your head down. Uh, on my last flight, I was I had the window and I was being real careful to stay off this lady's armrest. And she was like, "You can have the armrest." And I was like, "Really? <laughs> Thank you." <laughs> like, 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 I really mean, I was like, that's nice of you because it's yours if you want it. She's like, oh, no. And like, I would, I would try to like move out of her way. She's like, take it. Get in there. <laughs> All right. So you've heard the whole story. And I've tried to tell it as unbiased as I – am I the asshole in this thing? Because it, it yeah. worries me a little bit that I've been in this situation twice. I am the asshole? I didn't no, see that coming. No, it was – no, of course not. Yeah, you're totally in the clear on this. I think you knew you were in the clear, surely, because you you know, the, guy, yeah. the guy is, like, shoving you around, and all you really did was, like, hold your ground the next time it came around, and – you know, he was when when he he's like, what is this high school? You should have been like, yeah, you want a swirly, you fucker? Like, I'll take you back <laughs> Dude, to that lines like that ran in my head afterwards. Did you get your ass kicked a lot in high school? Because then yes, this is like high school. You like pulling <laughs> George Costanza? You're like, yeah. Well, I slept with your wife. Pilot. Doctor. So I just got off the phone with the jerk store, and they're all out of you. <laughs> But yeah, no, I actually want because the fact that this has happened to me twice now makes me feel like, you know, am I like, am I doing something here? Bargain. What? Uh, just, uh, on a, it's always Frank's uh, Frank's uh, alter ego is Mantis Toboggan, um, and he claimed to be a doctor and a pilot on the on the flight. <laughs> so that, <laughs> I think that you are. I was going into it thinking you were going to be way more of, of the asshole in it, but you, you get you get a huge amount of leeway. For being in that middle seat in coach, you know, because at the, I, I, I know Casey Neistat. The aisle more than the middle, but I know most people like the aisle and the window more than the middle. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, yeah, uh, they definitely superior. Need some perk to the middle, and so it's understandable that you would take both armrests. Yeah, the middle gets nothing. Like for one thing, like you're squished between two people, right? Like lean anywhere either. You can't lean. You've mm-hmm. got to stay. You've got to stay straight up and down. You can't or, even really stretch. You have to do that bullshit where, like, you know how your delta chair, you can hit that button and it goes back eight sixteenths or <laughs> like, and then you have to like basically lean back, hope that one of the people next to you hasn't leaned back. So there's a small little jut out where where <laughs> there yeah. is. Yeah. You back it, and you just kind of. Like a more precarious sleeping surface than when Frodo and Sam are climbing up Minas Morgul there, trying not to fall, and you're just, you're, it always just, oh, fuck, okay. Oh, fuck, okay. And then, the, the person next to you lean back. Dude, United yeah. has new seats. So I don't know, both of the fights that, flights that we had, um, the seats were only like three inches thick, and it's made a huge impact on the leg room. Like, I, I don't like United. This is not an endorsement. But I'm used to plain seats being, like, a good, like, 8 to 11 inches thick almost, right? Like, they're big padded things. These were narrow little, like, race car seats or something. That doesn't sound like a good thing to me. I'm sorry. Was, oh, like I strongly approved of it. Yeah, I didn't feel like I was missing padding at all, and I definitely gained the leg room. Interesting. So I'm about to start flying a lot, and I'm scared to death because I had a – near-death experience with uh, with plans before. Um, yeah, I, I don't know why you rolled your eyes. Do you believe it? Because it's a silly fear. Uh, it's a pretty and sensitive I, way and, to and talk I, about 9-11. And I've had me... to deal with it with my cousin a lot, and I think it's oh. so... And I've, like, talked this... I've talked about this a lot with him, and it frustrates me to know when people are afraid of flying. So it frustrates... It, it, no, it, it scares me because of two reasons. One, I don't like heights, and two, 
when I was, so I used to go, my family is from back east. I'm Italian and Mexican, so I got a lot of family in New York, New Jersey, and I got a lot of family in Mexico and Texas, right? I'm very, I'm very got this natural glow about me, so I'm sure you guessed the Mexican part, right? I thought you were pregnant, not Mexican. Yeah, you're you're very festive. (laughs) Super festive, right? Okay. So, so. Anyways, I'm about to start flying because I'm going to like I'm gonna start going to the conventions and stuff like PAX and fight people there. I'm going to E3 in a couple <laughs> as weeks. As you do, as you do, <laughs> <laughs> going to Hawaii in like a month or whatever. So I'm gonna start flying this year again. But I literally haven't flown since I've been like maybe 14, and the reason why is because I was on a plane, wow. right, flying and through the air as planes fly, right. Mm-hmm. Apparently there was a small and I'm. Kind of mad at Woody for this. There was a small off-the-radar plane, mm. like Woody's he's going to buy, right, flying towards us. They didn't see it on the radar. Apparently, they came over the loudspeaker. And they were like, there's a plane that's not on radar flying towards us, so we're going to have to do some stuff, make sure everybody has their seatbelts on, and blah, 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 whatever. And so what happened, I'm going to let you guys know that I might have peed myself, okay? <laughs> <But> <laughs> for real? You? you actually honestly peed yourself at 14? No, no, no. This actually happened before I was 14. 14 was the last time I flew, but this happened when I was like six or seven or eight, somewhere in that age. But it's so much more understandable that I would pee myself, okay? Mm. (laughs) Still wearing diapers at that age, pretty much, (laughs) basically. Okay, now we got a seven-year-old in diapers. This year all kinds of fucked up at this point. He he, he was six or seven. It's not like he's walking and talking yet, okay? Yeah, Yeah, come on. (laughs) He's doing both of those things. Yeah, he's on the George W. Bush model of child development. You know, first words at nine. Basically like Albert Einstein, almost the same. Mm. So the the pilot comes over. He's like, yo, we got to do some uh, avoiding this, avoiding maneuvers from this plane flying towards us. He turns off the engines or shuts, whatever, stop flying straight. The plane drops like whatever, however many thousands of feet. I don't know. All right, he turns the plane completely sideways. All the luggage falls out of the overhead bins onto people. The stewardess is hanging onto a chair, crying, right? Okay, flies to the side, and finally they level out and everything. This all lasted about maybe a minute, I guess. And I've talked with my dad about this a lot, and he says it was just as terrible as I remember it. He's like, I was crying too, because I was scared that you and I were going to die, honestly. Did they, did they like, um, did he address it afterward, or was it like 10 minutes of uneasy silence, and then like, and we are approaching Albuquerque International Airport. <laughs> uh, we're going to need you to put those tray tables up, and uh, blah, 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 sorry about the evasive maneuvers. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't remember, because I was so young, I just remember... Us falling all that all that way, and um, it was super scary. And then when he turned, I remember all the stuff falling out of the overhead bin, and my dad telling me like, "It's okay, yeah. don't worry, everything's gonna be fine." And it was and the piss very, falling in your fun. pants. You're looking, and it's flowing down. <laughs> person to you. Oh my God, we're we're. Oh we're man, truly terrible, truly terrible. Um, just like your podcast, but yeah, yeah, it was a horrible experience. Did not enjoy it, and that's why I'm scared of flying because of that right there. That makes sense. But I'm gonna do it. Like but I have so we at the age of five or six. I I can see how you'd be iffy with flying. Like that never happened to me. Obviously, like I, you're still nervous the first time you fly if you're cognizant enough. Like at like it's like seven or something. If that's the first time you fly, or at least the first time you remember. But the way I remember it was just like looking at all the adults around me and being like, ah, oh, none of them are scared. They they know what life's all about. And then that's <laughs> let's do the it. I gave to it. But Kyle, you hate people who are afraid of flying. Yes. My cousin is afraid of flying, and like I went so far as buying him flight lessons so that he could literally fly 
and like he didn't show up, so I got two hours of fucking flight lessons, which is a, a ball. If you ever want to like take someone out for like I don't know some sort of Father's Day gift, it's like three hundred bucks for the afternoon. Get a couple hours of flight lessons because they literally let you take off and land an airplane the first day, like with no training. Fuck, There's a person they next don't let to me you. do that. <laughs> Sounds safe. <laughs> it's a real airplane too. Like 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 we you know I flew the thing to my dad's house and back. She's like, where do you want to go? I was like. I don't know over there. She's like, "Well, take us." And like she's over, she's got a yoke too, but like she's just hands off as long as you don't fuck up. Um, Is it like when you learn to drive where that guy's next to you who can like take over and control yeah. at any point? Yeah, it's exactly like that. Yeah. But I la- I took off and landed and flew around. Uh it was really cool. And I promise it wasn't like when they let Dwight uh steer the ship on the office. <laughs> and he's got that 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 big fake old-timey steering wheel. And he's she's like, "Come in, honey. It's cold." He's like, I can't. I'm steering. Do you want us to run a ground woman? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And but yeah, like, I brought him the flight lessons. He wouldn't do the thing. Um, like tried to tried to physically take him there, and he wanted to. He was gonna fight. So, um, yeah, it's been very frustrating because I've been on. I don't know how many flights. I'm I'm not some world traveler or something, but I've got millions of fly of like frequent flyer miles. I I've got enough for a couple thousand dollars worth of flights. I think. Um, I don't know and how many flights. Good. Dozens. Um, and I've never had, I, I get, there's been a couple times where it, where it got really scary and like up and down, but it's just like, you gotta go to that place. It, it, there's no, there's no question about it. There's no possibility of me not going to wherever I'm going. So just accept it as part of life. The same way I accept that a meteorite could come down and kill me or like, you know, something like that could happen. Your life's always at risk to it's some regard. It's way easier to like accept stuff that you know is not going to happen though like oh you know i'm just at at peace with death a meteor could hit me right now and i couldn't even complain it's like yeah fucking right like oh if a, if a tiger bursts through i just I, i'd accept my fate like a plane like you can actually imagine dying so you know? here's even the thing it's super I, uncommon. I think that oh no kyle where'd he go he'll be back. back okay awesome right. i missed you so much for that three seconds um, but I will say that flying sounds good, like having all those hours and being like, yeah, I flew here, I did this, and I'm excited about it, and I've always been excited about flying. Like, it's always something that's exciting when I have, I've probably flown maybe five times It's in not my exciting, life. it sucks. It's, it, it's, it's just a, I, it's a place thought, to, it's a place you have to sit in. Uh-huh. Just imagine, forget the fact that you're in an aero, airplane, like, zooming across airplane. the country. <laughs> an aeroplane. A flying mobile. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you get a master original, you're gonna be loving it. So th- forget about that. Just imagine it like this. Imagine you're getting into a a box that's really uncomfortable and noisy <laughs> and, and smells a little bad, and it, and it shakes for the next five hours, and then they let you out of the box, and you're in Los Angeles. Cause yeah, that's it what might it as is well, for me. I'm not excited about the flying aspect at all. Instead, I'm, I'm in a bus that's airtight with, like, used oxygen or something, uh, yeah. almost surely going to get <laughs> sick a few days it. after this trip. And rattled around and maybe airsick. Oh, and lucky me, 20% chance that this whole thing turns into a vomit comet where I'm just, like, terrible. Oh, yeah, Woody's the worst. Oh. He gets he gets airsick, uh, oh. like, 20% of the time. Like, he's boats, like, like anything with motion stuff. Oh. Um, I don't get that ever. Like, like um, I, I just awful. get really bored. 
And sometimes, for whatever reason, I'll forget to bring anything to do. And I've literally been on four-hour flights with, like, my hands to stare at. And you start, like, looking at other people and, like, what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Trying to, like, trying to get in on his, like, iPad movie. Like, come here, man. Fucking edge in yeah. over here. Or worse, yeah, like board? a book. Which like, one? If I could I just know, get a paragraph or two out of this. The blanks, just let me watch it. I don't need hey, to hear. Hey, hey, excuse me, sir. Will you turn the closed captioning on so I can follow along? Like, come on. Can, can we share an earbud? Like, it's... Mm. It's awful if you oh, don't have anything, but I yeah, like don't think I of had, the... You know what I've found, I've found myself doing with when I'm really bored on planes in that same situation? And this is probably a sketchy thing to do, and I didn't think about it until now, but like if I'm really bored, I have trouble sitting still, and I have to be like getting up and moving. And so even when I don't have to go to the bathroom, I just get up and will like wander about the cabin a bit. And then just go stand in the bathroom and like read all the things they say. We're like, oh, would you look at that? If I flush this, uh, someone in Kentucky would have a bad time. Like <laughs> shit like that. Uh, I got um, new headsets. I have these Bose headsets. I've had them for a little while, and I actually, on a PKA like a year ago or something less, listed them as one of my dumb purchases because it was like two hundred dollars. I love them on this flight. They are magic. These noise, noise canceling, canceling oh, headphones. Dude. The uh, I've got the parrot ones. I would say they're they're the same quality. They're mm -hmm. excellent. And, and if I they're minor Bluetooth, so you can play your music through them too. But just the noise canceling aspect of anything is remarkable. Even my you know electronic earmuffs I find to be so cool. Um, but yeah, on a plane because the the noise on a plane is that droning roar that mm -hmm. just never ends, it's and just... that murmur of people. And, and to be able to just turn that off is very, very peaceful. Forget how dreadful it is in there. It's just like, oh, the and then you time. flip the switch and it goes from, oh, and, and you're like, oh my God, like, like they fixed earth. Like suddenly yeah. this place isn't so awful anymore. It, it's a whole new world. It's pretty neat. I, I don't know where mine are. I'm a little upset because, because like I didn't pay for them or anything, mm -hmm. but they're very expensive and I don't know where they are. So you value them. Yeah, yeah, I like them a lot. Kitty's got a pair, and I've got a pair. Hers are orange, and I think mine are black, and I have no idea where they are. But yeah, I, I really like those things. I, they're my car. Yeah, my car. I um, I have the earbud version, which is also very good, and I use those when I mow. Hmm. So it's a nice way to cancel that noise too. So let's. I don't uh, know. Maybe it's just because I'm like a child, you know, when it comes to airplane flying, right? I think that I'm more excited. You guys both did not sell me on it. Like the terrible shaky box that you it get is. into oh. and fly. I like the idea of being here crazy. and then like being somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? It's all so a I'm show. I'm excited to. No, you go in the box, they shake you around. It. You're not actually moving anywhere. <laughs> no, it's no, just it's a magical. trick. I can't hear you. <laughs> it's just a trick. You're not actually going anywhere. It's awful. I, uh, <laughs> it's I, just it, a it. trick. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> It's it's always on. I, like I guess I've I've been on a few flights where I felt like wow this is perfect. I, I like I've got plenty of room. I'm very comfortable. I have everything I want. But it, but it's a rare a rare occurrence. Um, it's a rare occurrence. You gotta have first class. It, it's never happened in coach once. Yeah, um, like, first class is the only way to accomplish that. Every now and then I'll fly first class, and yes, I highly recommend it. It's absolutely so much better. What's really lame is sometimes. It, like I, I've gotten first class on like short trips, like two hour, three hour flights, and they'll put you on a shitty plane. And shitty plane first class is like identical to coach. It's like the same shit. And I'm I'm like, the fuck? Didn't I pay three hundred more dollars for this? What the? <laughs> what the hell? They got cokes too. <laughs> Take their cokes away. Yeah, at least <laughs> make theirs worse. <laughs> Pepsi. Get those bitches Something. diet coke. 
you're asking for all the ice in your drink, trying to run out the supply before it can oh, right. like, And here's the here's a little tip, and I think I've said it on the show before, but when you're on a plane and you're in first class, um, ask when you ask for a beverage, they ask you what you'd like to drink. You say a can of Coke. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't say a Coke, because then you get a flimsy plastic cup with like eight big ass pieces of ice, and then like three ounces maybe of coke that'll like shake and fall off the- no you want the, the whole melting can. ice of all time as well because it's got a hole in the middle of the ice cube which just I means like- that it's got a ridiculous amount of surface area to immediately melt into your shitty coke cool ice to cool the you don't liquid. even need to be first class to get a can of coke i've gotten a can of soda uh in coach just by throwing a fit <laughs> so simple. i get a can all the time i just ask for it i actually i'll be like hey you know can i just have the can and then when they give me the can and that plastic flimsy glass, I'm like, no, thank you. Delta Just is trying can. to like run that fucking scheme that Kramer and Newman did, where they're saving all those cans because they, they are <laughs> when handing those I, out. Are, you need all 12 ounces. I don't like so, having the cup. The the I guess it's called a cup, the plastic thing. It's yeah. just that much more like shit that I have to manage. You know, now yeah, I'm you responsible for this yourself. for this mm-hmm. like container of ice. I don't want that. I just want if the got can. A book, or a TV show or something mm-hmm. like you can't comfortably use that eighth of an inch deep cup holder and just set it there and be like, oh, clearly the planes never move erratically. This is fine. <laughs> you know, my luggage isn't directly below me where it could spill on electronics. Like, no. Oh, let's talk about TSA and their and their shit. Oh, we already did, right? We already talked about the shittiness of T- TSA. Yeah, fuck them. They're the worst. <laughs> that <laughs> summarizes it. Pleasant. Like, it's know, just. Yeah. They... What do we want to go to? I want to go to a, uh, a tried and true topic here. Do we want to go to some Game of Thrones talk? Do we want to talk about um, <laughs> clouds? Do we want to talk about cloud suction? Do we oh, want to that talk was the about... thing. I thought we were going to talk about some. All like, right, so let's talk about cloud thing? suction. So, okay. so as everyone knows, Woody ha- is an amateur paramotorist. Um, at the very least, he's a paramotoring enthusiast. He, he, he is soon to be a, uh, a bird. To, he's soon to take wing. Um, mm-hmm. He's got his thing. He's got he's got a badass paramotor thing. He's got his videos up in his day in the life stuff. You can see him training to learn to fly it. But one of the concerns I understand is that once you do finally get all your training done and you can just take off and fly through the clouds, is there something mm-hmm. called cloud suction, right? Cloud suck. Yeah. Cloud suck. Okay. Uh, dude, I first suck. heard about cloud suck like a decade ago. I had a coworker at Cisco who was a hang glider. Is it hand or hang? Hang, hang. right? Hang. Yeah. He was a Could hang. Use both. Just hold by their hand. You employ hanging with your hand. (laughs) So he was a hang glider, and he lived on the West Coast, and and he wasn't motored or anything, so they would just chase thermals all day. Well, I didn't know much about clouds and, like, how that works. Now I spot clouds in the sky, and it's like, holy shit, that one is totally frightening. Like, you need to have a wide berth. He was telling me about it. He's like, people get sucked up. At 4,000 feet per minute. Ah! Oh my god! Dude, process oh that in god. your head. That's, that's, oh my god, that's 50 miles an hour. I don't even know what that is. That's 50 miles an hour is what that is. Dude, yeah. Have you it ever seen sounds like a thing that wind would go. Left behind, where everybody just starts going. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's like, because you're just... You're like, I guess this is the rapture. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right? No, so (laughs) it's a problem. You get sucked up at 4,000 feet per minute, and um, it's invisible, right? Now, you can identify the clouds, like, above it, but the, the, the cloud is flat on the bottom, and it's very puffy on the top. Almost, and if it's really bad, it almost looks like a, um, 
like a mushroom cloud, you know, as it like sucks. I up. believe it's a cumulonimbus cloud. It is a cumulonimbus cloud. Nicely done. That that's yeah. true. And uh, uh, anyway, so but like in my head, I thought that the suck started at the cloud. Like before I knew anything about this, it made sort of sense to me. Like, oh yeah, if this cloud's sucking, then just stay out of the cloud. No, the cloud is the dew point. Yeah, the right? clouds are sucking. Don't come fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where you were going to head with that. So, no way to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so people will just be like flying around at more reasonable altitudes and then find themselves getting sucked in the sky at 4,000 <laughs> feet per minute. And, and it's freezing up there. They go unconscious <laughs> because there's no oxygen up there, right? They, like sometimes they come too later just like flying like, oh, shit <laughs> all right where miles from where they started where was i yeah miles from where they freezing started. to death with a parachute above you and a dyson fan on your back <laughs> sitting in, like the aftermath of some weird fucking willy wonka knockout pit now <laughs> the, the parent paramotor that i have is especially tricky so um the thing is like a hang glider you can control your speed like they have a much bigger speed range those things go 50 miles an hour, maybe more, 70. And a lot of times they can either get out of the cloud at the side or, or like even go down against it. But I'm kind of slow. Like it's low and slow. It has some other cool things, but um, in terms of like being able to escape cloud suck. You can't do it. It's not made for that. It, you just don't enter it. And, How do you uh, escape? Just kind of like. Well, you can do. So the quickest way to get down is to do a spiral, right? But apparently, people only have like six to eight spirals in them. I'm really, I've never done it, so I don't know. For Are you sure. gonna lose consciousness? Is that it? You pull too many G's. No, you're too hard. You're hardcore. You you know you, you want to tense up and do those breathing exercises <laughs> like the Air Force pushes you. Yeah, yeah, fucking like ball up, do those breathing exercises, <laughs> right. and you better be doing 20 G's by the time it's over, because if you get sucked up, you're going to black out, and you're going to die. So he says you do that for a little bit and see if it helps. Like, maybe you're just at the bottom of it. If that doesn't work, then you're going sideways. And he's like, take a breath, look where you are, and find where the nearest exit is. You know, you don't want to go deeper into the cloud. You want to find... <laughs> it's all just blue! <laughs> <laughs> it's all gray, yeah. <laughs> and these clouds, like, from the side, they look nice. They're, like, white and puffy, and they're cool. They're terrifying. And my hang glider friend was like, no, that cloud is a monster, and it's gray, and it's ugly. And I'm like, it is clearly just a puffy, fun thing. He's like, well, you're not under it. You're looking at it from the side, and the sun's shining on it. If you were under that thing, you'd be fucked. And uh, he's like, people look at the sky, they have no idea. What's up? Does your wife know about cloud suck? Oh, yeah, she does. No. I I, I think she needs to be sitting right next to you right now while we discuss cloud suck. (laughs) I guarantee by next week we'd have that motor mounted on like a fan boat or something. You're like, you know what? I'm really into fan boating now. Uh, The whole family could come. It'd be a whole new organization like Mothers Against Cloud Suck. (laughs) That sounds so scary, man. But like. So there's two things that, that really sound scary to me. I've often there's a whole subreddit I can't remember what it's called, but it's about the fear of things in the dark, murky waters. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's lots of like very um, unsettling and and discomforting gifts and images of like dark underwater stuff and like things falling deep into the water or like looking down at an oil rig's legs and stuff like that. So falling into like the abyss, you know that movie, The Abyss. Falling into deep dark water is terrifying to me, because um, you know who knows what's down there, like really far. 
Um, you're going to die before you get there probably, but maybe something has come up that you don't know about. I don't know. Um, that sounds scary to me, but also getting oh, yeah. sucked up into that deep, like you described it. To, <laughs> yeah. Everything's just dark blue. You the way it's a total whiteout. Too far that way. way. Too you far that way. Except for oh, just perception. <laughs> got like ten miles of visibility, or, or and your or, oxygen is slowly depleting. Just like with every every minute, you're four thousand feet less oxygen. Right, like dude, it, if you've been to like any kind of mountain pass, they're only like ten or twelve thousand feet in the air. Like it, I did one in. The Yosemite. It was 12,000, 13,000 feet. And you felt like legit less oxygen. My friend got altitude sickness. Dan, uh, PKA Dan, he got altitude sickness. That's only 13,000 feet, right? These, these things go to 36,000 feet. Like, that's how high they take you. It's oh. negative 40 degrees. That's, that's really it. cold. I can just imagine the, 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 the shaky vlog, just like... <laughs> we're currently going up. up. I don't know when we're gonna stop. I'm gonna drop the camera in a bit, and hopefully you'll see me next time. And then yeah. <laughs> people have talked about broke a long time ago. <laughs> people have talked about cutting the wing off and then just deploying the reserve shoot after a minute or two. You know, like once you feel free, deploy the reserve and a minute or two. Well, I, I, I don't even know how long it takes to. I like, think you need to get that. down to like eight thousand feet or something, or maybe there's some bad. You know, there's a reason why in the movies they don't just jump out and then pull it. Mm -hmm. I think it's a problem. Who maybe here's you, you get sucked right back up again. You'd be like, thank God, and then you just because <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden you're not carrying around that yeah. big motor and everything anymore. God's you're like, oh, thank me yourself. <laughs> yeah. <Pull> right back <laughs> up. <laughs> you gotta get down below all that shit. Because oh, I, I guess doing the doing the like the spirals, you're like spilling air from the wing, right? Like yeah, and, you're kind of slipping out sideways. Like you you, yeah. you you think you're going in a spiral, but you're you're actually kind of slipping sideways through the air. Yeah, it yeah. makes sense. Cool. So, um, well, I hope you don't get sucked into a cloud or anything, Woody. But you should have some sort of uh, vlog it if you do. Exactly, and throw the camera down because Dude, you might I, just keep going. I've been working. So there are paramotor vlogging like paravlogists out there and um some of them do a really good job and i'm trying to learn w what i can from them like their audio setups and uh and the way that they do their editing to make it interesting because it really like i find skydiving footage to be a little boring like I, I get that it's really exciting and i would consider it super exciting if i was doing it but it actually just looks like sky laying to me like it's it's a, it wouldn't be much more it wouldn't be much less entertaining if you were in a bed you know, you just lay in there. If there wasn't a chance you could die, it wouldn't be a sport because it's just falling. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> and I consider paramotoring version. That's just that's the same thing, right? Have you has anyone done indoor skydiving before? No, no. I've seen There's it. an indoor skydiving in place like right tube with an, the whole the floor is like an enormous fan yeah. that's blowing up through some grates that you stand on that are kind of bouncy, and you're in a cylinder, an enormous cylinder, wearing like a squirrel suit, you know, like a wingsuit that gives you sort of wings from your uh, wrists to your ankles kind of and the 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 more you weigh the the wingsuits are different for everyone but and the fan speed is too but you can fucking go really high and do all kinds of acrobatic stuff because <laughs> as you close your arms now you're not flying so you're falling and when you're falling you can do flips and use gravity and then you can like poof out and like catch yourself and stuff um <laughs> The Go only ahead. problem with that is the only problem to me with that is like there's one literally like right next to me and every time I go I'm like should I do this and then I go there and the fan like I'm not gonna lie to you guys it's like you're in like a six foot by six foot area that you're it's just like one little tunnel so I feel like it looks a little bit like uh oh great I'm gonna go in there and float for you know five minutes and 
not move but, around at all. It yeah, looks like skylaying. When I watch those people do it, like the only videos I see online are the person like they like start playing like a fucking Michael Jackson song and the guy comes bopping out of there and he's like doing it and everything. <laughs> and it's like that guy clearly has been doing this for a fucking long time. He's got it synchronized with a song. And then like I can just imagine myself getting in there like maybe opening up like too quickly and I just <laughs> and then I, I panic and close trying to do a flip, break my nose on the plexiglass uh, casing. Like it just seems Steve, like you could Steve still get hurt and that would be embarrassing. Steve-O from Jackass was telling the story about, I can't remember the, it's one of the hangers on with the Jackass guys. It may be the, maybe the guy who shit his pants and like shit in that toilet in the very first one in the store, you know, like, like a store toilet, like a display model. Um, but they went to one of those indoor skydiving places and he didn't watch the training video at all. And they asked him like, hey man, did you watch the video? And he's like, no, fuck it. He's like, the first thing that happened was he went all the way to the top and then <laughs> fell straight down on his head. He said the people who the instructor said he, that was the worst editor he'd ever seen in his history of being there. Like, fractured his skull, like, fucked him up. Because <laughs> those things are high, too. They're like three stories tall. Yeah. When you get in there, but it's just like a small really area. I feel, like, high. I feel like I would get up there, like, pressed to the top in my wingsuit and just be like, just slowly turn the fan <laughs> Because I'm not closing my arms. Just no, it's hard to get buoyant. Like, like most of the time, you just kind of hopping and just kind of hovering, and then oh, I lost it. It takes some skill to like fly. I, I imagine your fan might be lower. And so I've only seen videos of brand new people at it, and they have an instructor like holding your elbow and your knee, you know, holding, keeping you kind of level, and you're just a couple feet in the air. And um, you know, those guys who are running to the top and bouncing around and catching themselves, they must have more airspeed. No, that's what we did. Like, like, I've done it three times in my life. But you don't think they turn the fan up when guys are doing those Michael well, Jackson demonstrations? I was going up really high, and I wasn't doing any flips, but I would mm. close up and fall and then catch myself. I thought that was fun to, like, okay. go like, facing down to, like, close and fall. But, like, they definitely changed the fan speed depending on what size we were because there was a little kid in there, and he had to go do his own thing because I think if they could turn that shit up with him, you could, he could just – he would shoot up the top. Like, <laughs> Straight up. Like, it would be like cloud suck. And it was pretty <laughs> cute too, because like the the one they make for the kid, like the wingsuit for kids, is like superhero shit. And I was I couldn't understand why we all didn't have superhero shit. I wanted to be Batman too. This little fucker was so proud of himself when he put those goggles on. He was like, ah. Yeah, why <laughs> didn't you Batman? get that? That's bullshit. I, like, because you're an adult, they expect you to be in there. Like, what a what a marvel of science! Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're in one step like a superhero. I'm weird about height stuff. You mentioned being afraid of heights. Like, like some, it, it, it's like I've done stuff in helicopters. That doesn't scare me at all, really. But I think I had this kind of mindset of just putting all my faith in the pilot and the and the the flying platform, and just saying, you know, if it goes down, it goes down. Like today's my day, or whatever. Like, and hey, it's not a bad way to die. Like, it'd be a cool story, right? Like, what happened to Kyle? He was shooting a machine gun out of a helicopter, and it exploded. Badass, too bad. <laughs> that's, the first, that's the first week of us recounting your death, Kyle. Go a couple years down the line, and it's a story of. Do you guys remember? No, come around. Yeah, yeah. Taylor knew that guy. He knew that guy. Yeah, this this <laughs> fucking jackass pretended to be Russian. His name was Kyle. Lived in Georgia. He thought that he was some, you know, the the king of you know uh, helicopter pig hunting, and so he was hanging out with a machine gun, convinced he could hold it, toppled right out. <laughs> broke his neck, paralyzed, uh, he ran, rode himself into a pool on his blow-powered hey. wheelchair a little bit later. I've always, I've, 
I always tie something around my waist. I'm always kind of tied in there or buckled up. It, I, it, I figure if I'm going to die, it's because the pl- it's because the plane or the chopper goes down. Like, like that, I'm not going to fall out. Like I, I'm pretty concerned with staying in that thing. I, that's the last. I, it's scary when you're hanging out the side of that thing and like your feet slip or something. And even though you're like secured, I, I don't think I would enjoy rock climbing at all. That's, no. That doesn't seem fun to me. No, that seems so much scarier than be like if I'm in a helicopter. As long as it's not like my buddy who's like, oh, thanks for trusting me with your first trip up. Like if it's someone I know is a pilot and he's got like scars and a military hat on that says like <laughs> Vietnam vet, I'm fine. I'm not even a little nervous, you know. But rock climbing, it's all up to me and the guy making 850 an hour holding the, the rope underneath me to make sure I don't plummet. But, oh, I almost forgot. I got, I got this thing. I got uh, this, this boat drone. Um, it's an aquatic drone. I like um, this. It kind of... Hover, it's it's got blades and stuff, but you know it's a boat. Um, so it flies and then can land on water. Um, I think it's sort of like a fan boat. You know, it, it sits on the water but uses the fans to fly around. And this is the like the main body. You got to put it together. But what I notice is they've got this weighted portion here, and I feel like that's a good place place to put some remote control explosives. Mm. Um, so I think <laughs> I don't think that's fair. Of course, to call it a drone if it just stays on the water like i feel like flying is part of what a drone is right yeah, otherwise i don't like, think so they have like all like explosive thing. drones that just sort of wheel over there and blow up bombs and shit well i've got this remote control fan here and a uh, fan boat thing and i'm gonna put some explosives on it i think and like ra- like ram it into like a regular sized boat and blow the regular sized boat <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's exactly what i think of when i see that small boat drone yeah. same thing <laughs> You're gonna think like, oh, look at that pussy ass little little boat thing. It's gonna be, and when it gets there, it's gonna be like six ounces of C4 or it's something. Not a boat. It's a torpedo. It's yes. That's <laughs> what it is. Yeah, torpedo drone. I, I have to look more into the legality of that, but uh, I'm pretty sure I'm all set. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure. New story that's, from that's near nice me. So this Fayetteville teen, 16 years old, is facing 45 sex-related charges. He's just having his first court appearance. So let me see if I can find the court. Can I guess what he did? Can, uh, mm-hmm. Did he send 46 pictures of his dick? No. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh that, that's a really good guess, actually. So oh, authorities said that a juvenile sent compromising photos to someone he believed to be a female. And then he was told to disclose his Instagram password or photos, or the photos would be sent to classmates and parents. So the way I read this is he had, like, nudes of her and then started extorting stuff like he was they're calling it sextortion right he, he would extort like passwords or or whatever like he'd get them to comply to his wishes or he would send these compromising to, to clarify real quick the guy who got in trouble got an, a dick pic i guess from a guy and then i think I, girls I from a girl <laughs> yeah he got so compromising yeah, yeah. Girl and blackmailing this, this girl into giving her uh, giving him her passwords yes okay. so they an investigation went into the victim's cell phone led authorities to William Allen Bowie I guess who attended Freedom Christian Academy with the victim um, Bowie gives his address um, was charged with 13 counts of first degree sexual exploitation 16 counts of second degree sexual exploitation and 13 counts of third degree and three counts of extortion and he's done this to a bunch of other people too you How thought that those again? SMS's were costing you an arm and a leg way back in the day <laughs> now, <Yeah. laughs> now 
to life. <laughs> yeah, so he would ask for a picture and send a picture of the female to a person they thought were having a dial. Oh, wait, wait. So he would get, oh, I'm just understanding this now, and I've read this three times. He would <laughs> pretend to be a girl, get yeah. dick pics from a guy, cool. and then start threatening and blackmailing the guy or saying, that's I'm going to send this dick pic to all your family and friends. Huh. And yeah. he made See, a that's habit. Why when that's why I didn't pic, get it. You make sure it's top notch. That way you're not embarrassed of it whatsoever. I'd be like, send them all. Send all the dick pics to everybody. Yes. I'm fine. If, yes. if a guy, that's good. what didn't make sense to me, is if like you got a girl's naked pictures and you were like, ah, I'm going to send this to everyone. And everyone would immediately, if they got that, be like, who sent this? And you'd be like, <laughs> oh, this guy's threatening me. I can't <laughs> believe it. And he stole these and sent everybody. There'd be news stories about, oh, my God, this poor girl. You know, uh, we're going to charge him for 15 counts. Not to say it's okay. I'm just saying it works better if you steal from a guy who's dumb enough to take a dick pic with his face in it. Rule one. All general pictures. Keep your face out, yes. fucking idiots. I, like you need the guy to do it because if like you get at low angle, like like below your balls with the camera, where you're like looking back, like you're in the background of your dick. Like who's doing that? <laughs> yeah, I, I've, hey! I've, I need everyone to see my dick pics. I use a penis enlarger called Photoshop. And oh, nice. <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> but he's got like weird like uh, lines on his stomach where it's been. <laughs> No, but like you, if your parents got pictures of your dick, Kyle, because you sent it to someone you thought was a girl, they wouldn't be like, you victim. Oh, poor <laughs> you. They'd be like, you fucking idiot. What do you think? What do you think of some dick out yeah. there? Yeah. Who wants that? Oh, there'd be a lot of understanding. No, there'd be no understanding. How but there's a skip doing this? If you take a dick pic and you have your face in it, you're asking for trouble. That's true. Silly yeah, rats. So oh, and he was taking the pictures that he got, like the dick pics. And putting them on websites for gay men. <laughs> dude, what, a, what a douche! Yeah, he's <laughs> such a dick. Dude, this to me is like the like, like welcome to the internet, right? Assholes will well, first of all, they'll catfish you, right? They'll pretend to be like a chick, and then they'll get your dick pic. They'll blackmail and extort shit from you, and then they'll put your dick pic on websites for gay then men. They'll, then they'll take advantage of some poor gay man out there trying to get his jollies off, and he's looking at a straight cock. He doesn't want that. Yeah. His <laughs> entire evening's ruined. I, I, Super misleading. I, I just, I don't know. It, it, when I read the story the first time, not really fully understanding it, I was like, oh, this is so internet. Right? This is like this guy thinking he can do anything, extort people, but so long as it's over the internet, there are no repercussions. I'm glad this dick's going to jail. Yeah, he's a teenager, right? He's 16. 16, but oh, he's not going to jail. Really? Oh, that's stuff that kids do all the time. Yeah, Come on, you haven't gotten a few worst case scenarios in some sort of like juvenile detention center or something like he's that. He's going to something because he's already he has a $215,000 bail. Depends what his daddy does for a living. And since he's at the Christian uh, 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 private school over there, like... <laughs> no, dude. This, I hear you. The, the Christian private school suggests wealth. But this, like, attempt to grow a mustache discounts Damn. that, right? This kid does not look like he's got a quarter million dollars. No, that, that facial structure doesn't scream good breeding. Mm -mm. He looks like Bran. He looks like a Czechoslovakian Bran. <laughs> <laughs> Am I um, yet? What is up? Oh. Did you heard about the uh, the teacher that banged the thirteen year old? 
Yeah, I Which heard all one? about that. So she banged it because she was having those parties with all those like 13 and 14-year-old boys over and everything. She'd been carrying on a relationship with this 13-year-old boy for months. She is fucking hot. They always are. Right. She's been this one. This one is hot. She's a hot brunette with big yeah. boobs, and she's in good shape. She's 24 years old. She's been banging this 13-year-old for like a year. She, the 13-year-old is a total baller. He kept that shit shut. He was taking her home, introduced her to the parents, made sure she that is. was going to go over smooth. Look at this chick. <laughs> ridiculous. Well, aside from the fact she's clearly hiding that she's fat. Well, oh my, she's not actually fat. She's a little bit thick, I will say, because there's a full body pictures of her, too. She's not yeah. here. You don't have to say that. I think she's hot, man. I, I, she, she's doing that duck face thing. But, you know, I'm not going to say she's a, a cool girl. She's just a hot girl. I mean, she's, she's fucking 13 years old. She's got some problems. <laughs> Beautiful face, bro. Amazing. It's so no, she's like I, a little a little thick, but she's not fat. Mm-mm. I do think what that's fat. Like, pre-fat. 13-year-olds pre-fat. Like, are horny. She's pre-fat. Yeah, she's so pre-fat, fat. definitely. 13-year-olds are horny, but, like, that's that's got to be fucking damaging to you if you're 13 and you have a 24-year-old with a huge power dynamic. It's only damaging you. if you don't get laid again until you're 21, right? No, like it's, no. That, that, I know that's, like, the popular funny thing. But it is fucked up. It's an adult taking advantage of a child. Can I just say this real yeah. quick? She, um, she apparently, like, he hit her up on Instagram, and she was not responding. She was ignoring him. And then he wasn't showing up to class. So finally she messages him back, and she's like, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. He, he somehow gets her number. She goes to his house to pick him up for school, is what the news article said. That happened. Somehow, in the five minutes between picking him up Bizarro for school... school. <laughs> I have no idea, but somehow her picking him up turns into them having sex because his parents are gone. Like, I want to be there, not to be weird or creepy. I want to be there during that five minutes. Like, what made this situation go so awry that, like, it's like, I'm picking up this kid for school. Oh, we had sex. Like, like I can <laughs> hardly get that shit to happen with Jackie. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe it was like, oh, you ready for the, the quiz on states and capitals today? And he's like, fuck, I don't know how to spell Minneapolis. And she's like, that's fine. Take your pants off. And then... <laughs> I'm like, hey, honey, we oh, got five minutes. You down right now? No. Oftentimes no, not. 15, so we're going to have about four minutes and 40 seconds to spare. Like, <laughs> I, I, this, this is shocking. You know, you, I, this woman's a rapist, you know, legally speaking, it seems. Hmm. Huh? Yeah. I don't know, man. I feel like I, there's, I, there's definitely a messed up line of things. Like something's wrong with her, I would say. But I think that there's a huge difference between, like, if it was a 24-year-old man and a 13-year-old girl, I think the power dynamic is way, like, there's too much of an imbalance there, for sure. But I don't know. Something about, I feel like, I don't know, bro. If I was 13, maybe the 24-year-old. Like, 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 maybe the 13-year-old girl really wants some dick. Like, like yeah, I, think, but, I think everyone always discounts that. that. No one ever says, like, well, hey, that 13-year-old boy, what does he want more than some pussy? Of course, he's a 13-year-old boy. No one ever says, well, she's a 13-year-old girl. She's cock-thirsty. Come on, she's I, at that age. Girls develop faster than boys. Girl. I think it's well, more because about nobody the wants to think man. about girls like that. Because it's very un-PC to think that. But either way, it's, I, I do understand what you're saying, PJ, where it's like, it's definitely a grosser feeling when it's like a 25-year-old guy and a 12, 13, 14-year-old girl, that that makes you feel viscerally more like, oh, you piece of shit, like you knew what you were doing. But you give women this undue credence of, oh, she must have just, you know, it's so difficult for women to find cock these days, you know? <laughs> she, had to, she had to go trolling through her fucking pile of homework. Oh, uh, oh uh, you know, oh, Steve, you know? Oh, I'm looking at the, the bulge in his Oshkosh Bigosh <laughs> and I'm loving it, you know? Like, no, that's fucking horseshit. 
You can't excuse these people. She's a rapist just as much as... <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I, th I feel like I agree with you, but I also think that in a perfect world, yes. But there's double kid. standards with men. How would, you why would you feel if your 13-year-old son brought home this lady, this 24-year-old lady, and, and you're like, you're like, oh, you went to... You went to, like, <laughs> to a state school? Yeah, me and Jackie, we went to this school and that school. Yeah, oh, yeah, you went to a state school, too? Oh, yeah, we brought, we went to the same college, me and you. That's cool. Well, this is Billy. Um, He's he's hoping Little League's going to go well this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's fucking you, I hear. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Dude, um, apparently the parents are having, like, the meet the parents conversation the on parents uh, the parents were okay with it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, apparently they went to she was together. Like, it was yeah. a thing. They knew of it. And she, he stayed at her house and stuff. This kid had a maid, dude. I don't pregnant. know what happened. <laughs> Wait, he got, got her pregnant? pregnant. She got an abortion. Yeah. yeah, she already has one child. That's her fault, though. She messed up there. Do not get yeah, pregnant. You can't put now that you're a rapist. A thirteen-year-old, like, like now you're a rapist. Got homework to, to remember. He can't be wrapping it up like like thirteen. That's that's your job, twenty-four-year-old lady. Not that guy's gonna that, that poor thirteen-year-old is gonna be having that thought every night for the rest of his life when he's like twenty-seven, just sitting there doing his taxes and then being like, he'd be fourteen. <laughs> and then, like continuing like that's, that's a damaging thing for a child it is that is that's sincerely damaging like that's Mark. if if that were my son like it wouldn't like if it were my daughter i'd be like like inexcusable like eyes red with fury but if it's your son it's more like we got to have a talk about this you know hash through this make sure you're not gonna you know be uh, capturing women on fucking street corners and cutting their faces off in 15 years some sort of sexual dexter because yeah, your 24 year old yeah. teacher fucked you crazy for for like nine months when you were 13 years old uh i don't know i feel like it, when i was 13 i'd have been down I, I just know I would have been, and it would have been scarring because I feel like I've always kind of been me, and like I feel like I was pretty sexually mature at like 13 or 14. Like I knew what was up. I knew what I wanted. I remember in fifth grade, I wanted to squeeze Miss Harrison's big old titties. <laughs> I really wanted to squeeze them. They were huge. I wanted to we, do all do. we all wanted to squeeze Miss Harrison's titties, Kyle. But <laughs> what I'm saying is that like if Miss Harrison had actually come after class and been like, oh, Kyle, can you stay after? And suddenly it was like a huge power dynamic where you're no longer this suave 13-year-old who just gets pussy whenever he wants. It's no, you to lay down. I'm telling and you, so, I was so down. I would think about it all the time. Like, like I just wish that my teacher was a pedophile. I would think that. I was like, I wish she wanted to see what was in my pants. She doesn't care. <laughs> God, her boyfriend would come over. Like her boyfriend would come to school, they'd have lunch, and I'm like, I'm he's, like, he's completely not threatened by you. Yeah, oh, this guy, he's got a car and a job. Like, <laughs> thirty-seven-year-old Civil War buff over there, and I'm eating my fucking Rice Krispies. Like, what's he got that I don't have? Dude, so like non-threatening, and you're just sitting there with the the best thoughts ever. That's the greatest thing. That's like <laughs> fucking ass. Oh but, man. Yeah, so it's it's. I definitely see the uh, you know the hypocrisy of it when we're like yeah he scored but it, there really is just a difference between men and women and it's double I, standards dude there there uh, should be though there, it's there a, are like that's real that's that's it, reality because it's, it's a because, double standard but it doesn't the double standard doesn't have to be you know one is good and okay and one is no there's there's really wrong. The double standard, yeah. yeah, this one's fucked up and we all understand the reason why this one's more fucked up and this one's right here still fucked up but. You know, I'm you, just you, saying that you cannot. I'm not saying that a that a woman can't rape a young boy. I'm just saying that a hot woman can't rape a young boy. That's that's <laughs> <the way. laughs> yeah, yes, for sure. 
Definitely 100%. Kyle speaks the truth. It's just the truth. We we all know it's true. Like, we see those gross women, and and they're like, oh, I bet she did some weird shit to him anyway. Like, she was making him eat out of a dog bowl, probably. Fucking crazy. But you see this chick, and it's like, like, nah, this chick was just... I bet it's probably the opposite. Some big sow who's fucking her student is kind of like, oh my god, I'm just so lonely, and my cats can't fuck me, and and she's getting banged (laughs) by this kid. Some really hot chick that's been able to do whatever she wants with men her own age, she's gonna go in there like the nutty professor and have him doing whatever the hell she wants. You know, "Ah, do some anal stuff. You don't know any better. This is what grown-ups do. Join in. Like, like Maybe you should take advantage of his small physique in some way. It's it's just that you you look at an attractive woman and you you think the best intentions, but if she's fucking a 13-year-old, She's she's clearly a piece of shit. Something's wrong with her for sure. Me- like something's she's a pedophile got- though. That just the yeah. act of having sex with the child is enough, right? Like she doesn't have to get all crazy with it, does she? Like I, I feel like she's just like, yeah, he's thirteen. This is awesome. And on the other end, he's like, yeah, she's twenty-four. This is awesome. Uh, we like- also don't know what he looks like, right? Uh, I don't. It, it's the same what? kid, actually. It's the same guy in that first picture. <laughs> no, it's not. He's a eighth grader, <laughs> dude. What if he's like one of those built thirteen-year-olds that's just ridiculous? I don't I, know. When I this like kid, I, I pictured the guy who banged the counselor when we were in four, we were fourteen years old at baseball camp. I pictured that guy from high school because he was clearly like three years physically more mature than everybody else. He was six feet tall and th- and like thick-chested. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't just some stretched-out six-foot-tall guy. That hit puberty too quick. Like, like he was like a man's man, like grown up, and he was really good looking. And it was like, <laughs> what yeah. Did Taylor say Woody's what? <laughs> no, I, I just said, what did he smell like? Because oh. he was going into some <laughs> like the leaves in the fall. Taylor hit puberty early. Like it. I did. I I powered through puberty, <laughs> and it was a shock to everyone, including <laughs> me. Where like I was, I guess twelve, and like the 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 seeds had been planted. But, you know, I still remember my mom being like, you're going to really shoot up after this year. And I was like, whatever, mom. Like, you know, you don't think about puberty until it's hitting you. And then you wake up one day. That's not true. I I, I did. I really did. I thought about puberty every fucking day for half a decade waiting for it to hit me. Okay. (laughs) If if the if the sapling begins sprouting when you're like 11 and a half, then you don't think about it until it's hitting Uh you. And you're like, Jesus, I got a lot of hair on my dick. Oh, not me, not me. I'm like, look at that guy. That guy's got hair on both sides above his dick, and I have yet to sprout. Or that lucky son of a bitch has crossed over, right, to the point where he actually has, like, a grown-up's bush. Meanwhile, I've just got little, little frillies on the side. Hang on. Here's a perfect one, a, a counterexample. There was, this, there was one guy in my grade who was hairier than me at that age. Well, only one guy. And he got made fun of ruthlessly for it. Like, all the time, like, aha, you know, you shave. Like, because we were only (laughs) 13. And it was a bit, because nobody else did. And when you're on the out, you think, it's like, at the time, looking back, it's like, I should have been like, yeah, yeah, I fucking shave. You don't, bitch. Like, but at the time, (laughs) like, no, they can't know. They can't know. And, like, my bush down there was, like, if it was a competition, I was winning that one. (laughs) Because we all showered together after gym, so you would see what development was going on. And it got, like, I was trimming at like the age of like four, 13, 14, 
it was just so i was just like i'm gonna walk in there and it's just it's just encroaching like it, it, not me describes a phase of puberty that i'm not familiar with because i feel like when i got pubic hair i just got it it was like one day there wasn't any and then the next day like there's hair every oh, like i got me. it it's, it's just like, no he no talks no about these two little wispy patches it on was slow to come in so it's like that. i don't have pubic hair i have peach fuzz this is just like i'll i can admit what i think what i have here is pre-hair and those fuckers have actual hair. It's not fair. Like it was like, man's like side hair. <laughs> on your My hair was like you could you could measure its girth with like the millimeter size of a ruler. Like, like, it's just ridiculous. Out of I don't know, man. Uh, that's funny. That's ridiculous. Sex with Taylor comes with an a free exfoliating session. <laughs> oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah, it's like she's in a pumice stone. <laughs> He's like a pink. Uh, what the fucking loose things? What is it? Lava. What is it? Lufa. Yes, Lufa. he's a big Lufa. Yeah. So I, I pretty much, I think I had to start shaving when I was in like seventh grade or something. So like, twelve ish. <laughs> so man, yeah, I've had like this little beard thing since I've legit been like eleven or twelve, man. Dude, That's the beauty of being Italian Mexican. I was gonna say it's that Mexican in you. Like all the Mexican kids in our school were grown ups at like fourth I think it's grade. The Italian. That gives you, it, it's you know, both of them really. It's like a mix of both. The Mexican uh, yes. definitely Warm gets the hookup as well. Yeah. No. And then those Irish English people hit full bloom at like 26. It's fucking. <laughs> 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 it's the uh, worst. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Kylie, somewhere in the middle, you had a you had a pretty normal transition into that. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Adult. You were like 15. What? What's, what's normal? What is a normal time? I don't think it's normal anymore because it's different because of all. I think it's different because of a number of the things that modern humans do to themselves. But yeah, it it seems to be getting earlier and earlier and earlier. I remember I was watching Maury one time, and they were talking about like eight year olds with their period and crazy oh, shit like that. Girls, yeah, because yeah. if something about like girls, like their body when it hits a certain level of fat content, is like, all right, you're a woman now, fucking send it through, and the body doesn't know that the thing that the girl is it's nine. Bones. You know? It's like 104 yeah. or 110 pounds or something. They hit that and something like that. So um, it's these fat little fuckers. Okay. They could be fat or they could you know, be bigger. That's about <laughs> oh, the way. Oh, yeah, gigantism. That's much more common. That's probably. <laughs> my dad had a gigantism, actually, which is interesting. Um, no, yeah. my, my, yeah, my ex-girlfriend's uh, cousin, actually, she was like a little, no offense, she's like a little fat thing, and she had her period when she was like nine or something ridiculous, which is like that yeah. might lend some uh, credence to the fact the that if you tell me. An early quinceanera, man. Uh, yeah, no, my dad had not gigantism. He had acromegaly, which is the adult form of gigantism. So, like, if you get this specific thing, it's like a tumor on your pituitary gland. If you get it when you're under the age of, like, 16 or something, you get gigantism. And if you get it after the age, after that age or whatever, whenever, whenever you stop growing, if you get it after that, you get acromegaly where you don't get big, but you get, like, big hands and, like, a big face and, like, super strong and my dad's like a, a weird superhero version of a human. It's ridiculous. He had to have brain surgery to get it removed. Can you beat him? So, but did he still you get to take keep him there, right? Dude, you're a purple belt. <laughs> Not even my dad. Dude, I don't know if I have videos on this phone, but my dad will go to gyms. Like we go to Cali sometimes. He'll go to gyms and beat black belts just off of pure strength. Because my dad is like a. Um, he had surgery now, so he's much more average compared to what he was. But before, like he would never work out. He would go into the gym and bench 600 pounds and rep it. Like, it's amazing. I'm gonna find. Why a would he have that fixed? Like, uh, you believe me? I feel like he had it broken. <laughs> is what he had. Like, Dude, he, 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 that's he's awesome. gonna pump with testosterone, bro. Apparently, what happened is uh, because most people with acromegaly, 
end up dying around their early 50s because their heart enlarges too much. <laughs> and uh, my dad was getting heart attacks, so he had to get surgery to get it removed because he was getting heart attacks like a normal occurrence. You like make it so heart casual, like it was acne. Does he, pick, does he have like any? Like, is his face normal? Like um, it's normal now. I'll I'll find a picture now, but then I'm gonna find a picture of how he looked before. I'm imagining him like a giant, one of those giant like. Uh... Like suckers, it's like real big, you know, like like with a huge head now. Who's I was picturing a sloth from the Goonies, but I think that's probably pretty. <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> no, that's not. Well, now who's I the fighter too. who has that, like some sort of gigantism or, or something. He's a heavyweight. Here is big, my. It's not. Is it? Oh, it's not uh, big. Nog, Bigfoot it's Silva. Bigfoot Silva. That's who I'm going with. That's my dad with Syndicate. You can still see his head's a little bit big. Uh huh. Um, well, you know, don't judge people for that. Uh, my dad is the one, the small one with pointing the finger. That's my dad, no. not Cinder. <laughs> <laughs> but that's him now, and he's like, he still looks pretty fit, but he before his head was like super big. And um, how tall is your dad? Uh, five ten. I'm yeah, six yeah. foot. That's like five ten. Uh, so he's never grew tall. He just grew like his hands got really big, his feet got really big, his face got big, and super strong. Like. Most people don't believe it until they meet him, but he would go into the gym, never worked out ever. He would run sometimes, but that's it. Go into the gym and just bench 600 pounds. And like people would come by and be like, what is happening to that guy over there? <laughs> he was bit by a radioactive spider. It's a pretty cool story. <laughs> Does it help other areas with growth? Uh, you know what? I'm going to tell you this. One time, my dad was getting out of the shower and he said, hey, Pat. My, my name is Patrick. Hey, Pat, can you uh, hand me that towel over there? And I was like, sure, dad. Oh my god! <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you walk into a butcher's shop and there's a bunch of meat just hanging on the hooks. <laughs> it was horrifying. <laughs> That's great. Oh, you, you know, know that was a calculated move. He was in there. Right. <laughs> He's like, you're going to have like, this surgery soon. I got to do the towel move you know, before it shrinks down. Yeah. <laughs> you got to do it before. <laughs> you know, you're talking about this a while ago. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You're like, I'm going to do this. That way, and he'll never see it again. But he's going to think it's yeah. humongous. So the joke was, and I stole it from Adam Carolla. He told it first. But the joke is, like, you let your, like, eight-year-old see your gigantic grown man's penis. In his head, it's this enormous, like, supercock. And then he never sees it again. So that's burned into it. And, you know, you just sort of assert your dominance. I still have haters, like, to this day who will that's be like, you guys don't know who he really is. He likes to show his dick to his son as <laughs> 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 a grand plan to, you know, to twer warp and as twist him. As if you're him. just, like, trying to fool the whole family, like, you know, family <laughs> in here quick! And you're just naked in the room. <laughs> like, like, I'll be in some new, like... Like a new subreddit or something, like, you know, video editing subreddit, and then I'll get, like, exposed by some guy because of that dumbass story. There's a picture of me in X-Jaws for some reason. I just wanted to show you that. I don't know why. Because oh, shit. Like X-Jaws looks good in this menu. picture. <laughs> he looks what? He looks good in this you, picture. It looks like he's on the menu for you. <laughs> Dude, I was so big. I ruptured my bicep recently. I'm like maybe uh, I'm like a, a skinny fat 215 right now, but I was like 240 before, and I was I was pretty stocky, dude, big guy. And uh, but I fight at 185 is where I fight at. So, were you happy being at like 240, or were you kind of like I want to I want to get down, I want to cut? Oh no, here I'll show you a picture. I was actually because I fight at 185, and I feel That's I don't a know how much cut. you. Yeah, tell me about him, <laughs> right? It's a big cut. I think Merker, you weigh what like one 175 ish, right? Somewhere. Oh no, I'm, I'm like one high 180s now. 
Oh, you're you're a big boy. You used to be really big, like stocky, right? Oh no, fat. <laughs> I think he was being nice. I, yeah, yeah. Back yeah. in the era, or paintball days, Merker was a uh, little oh, bit round. I was bordering on, like, I was I was American, not fat. <laughs> you, you were American. <laughs> that's, that's, like that's any other country walking around, I was I was fat. But uh, yeah, dropped all oh. that, and then I need. I'm trying to lose like eight pounds now. Yeah, you're really small. Though, I was that's... like a little too skinny because I'm I'm a, a, just a cunt hair over six foot. You're also you're taller than me by a lot. I'm six foot exactly. Um, I wish that I was like a little bit taller, but That's yeah, not there's a lot, me, actually one cunt hair. It depends on when you hit puberty, I think. Yeah, so, we, we established. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> but so yeah, this there's one eighty-five. One eighty-five versus two forty. PJ is just handing out the topless photos like he's jive turkey or something. I got some more. Like, yeah, just like, hey, look at me with no shirt on. Is your Instagram feed just filled with topless pictures? Not right now, bro. I literally haven't done anything except like YouTube for the past six months because I ruptured my bicep. So I've been out. Like, no, I haven't even been training. It's so I get an, another MRI on Monday, and then hopefully before the end of summer I'll be back training because I haven't even been like teaching or or anything, man. Kyle, don't look at the chat. Kyle. Nah, just kidding. You, can, you can look at look it. Look at this. Can... It's showing us so many pictures of him, tan and chiseled. My shirtless photos look like it's just a, a J.J. Abrams lens flare. I'm so pale. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so white right now. Kyle, can you do an ad read? Well, I was going to segue into that by talking about Taylor's body hair and how maybe we should do a special episode where we shave him with Dollar Shave Club razors. Because, guys, we really appreciate you listening to the show, and we wanted to do something to thank you. <clears throat> so we contacted our friends at dollarshaveclub.com and arranged for them to give new members a month of the, uh, of the executive razor for free. Oh, yeah, you get the executive razor. That's the best one Holy for free shit. just for buying a tube of Dr. Carver's shave butter, which we always recommend. And uh, we're super excited that they're doing that for you guys. So now let me remind you why millions of others have joined me as a proud member of the club. DollarShaveClub.com delivers amazing razors right to your door for a third of the price of what those greedy razor corporations would charge you. That means that when you join Dollar Shave Club, you can afford to shave with a fresh blade anytime you want, which feels fantastic. I got tons of these blades in my drawer. I get a first-class shave when I use the executive blade, and that's without even hurting my wallet. And when I use the executive with the Dr. Carver shave butter, the blade just gently glides for the smoothest shave ever. Shave butter isn't your average shave cream. It's a unique conditioning formula with high-quality natural ingredients, leaving your skin unbelievably sm soft and smooth. So now's a great time to join the Dollar Shave Club. New members who buy a tube of Dr. Shave uh, of the Dr. Carver shave butter get a free month of uh, with the executive razor. Uh, so take advantage of this special offer today. It's available by going to dollarshaveclub.com slash PKA. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash PKA. Nice. Check them out. I really like this. I use it every day with, uh, with your code. I always get my Dollar Shave Club stuff. I actually just <laughs> shaved earlier with it. And let me say this. My face feels like a mixture of baby butts mm -hmm. and small baby dolphins. It's very smooth. Feels great. I shave every morning at uh, eight fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I have a topic. Oh yeah. Lefty, former host on the show, seems to have landed some sort of Fox or UFC voiceover gig. I actually saw that. That's awesome for him because if there's something that he's made for, it's to get his vo his actual voice out there. 
because it is a I got I wish that my voice sounded like that my voice is fucking horrible just so nasally and midwesty that I feel like it's I feel like most people mm-hmm. from the Midwest sound a little nasally <clears throat> but he's got that perfect like newsman voice where it's well I the way I feel about that would ha- I'd, I'd, I'd have to narrow it down to these three things I'll tell you now <laughs> right after this like and then like stuff I, I, I like that I, I wish I could talk like that yeah I, I have no I guess at one time I had hard feelings towards Lefty, but they are gone. And, uh, um, uh, you know, I, I guess it's good to see that he got a gig. I don't have any idea, like, where on the success tier he is, right? Like, I, I feel like this was a great job would be, like, getting the Archer gig, right? A recurring, like, animated thing, couple of seasons, lasts a decade. Like, that is, I think, like, the peak of yeah. the voice acting uh, hierarchy. And, uh, um, you know, the lowest gig is, like, a, a one-time radio ad. And I don't know where this falls on that. Like, I hear UFC, and I hear Fox News, and I think kind of big time in some ways right but also you know he's not reading the next game of thrones I, I i wonder where this falls on the like how big a gig it is everyone's like looking at pictures and I chatting have, to oh yeah i'm excited for lefty i actually he was uh helped me out a lot back in the day when i was like first starting on youtube he gave me a lot of advice so i'm excited for him and uh i'm glad that he is, uh has such a beautiful voice and there's a picture of my dad in the chat for you that's the only one i could find in my current phone i got a new phone so I don't really have much, but that's my dad's hands in there. Like, but those that's after the surgery. So that's a few years after he got this tumor removed. So his hands are like maybe half the size they were like in thickness. Huh. His hands used to be like super fat. So it basically ruins your ability to like be dexterous. Like it just makes your like their your it hands are basically like ruined. Is it like those glove hands that 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 the guy had on uh, It's Always Sunny? I don't watch It's Always Sunny, but if they're well, big, then yes. I know. I should start. Mm. And you guys it's have really almost good. convinced me. It's like, very I'm good. So close. Uh, are you a – you're in Vegas, you said. Yes. So you're aware that Vegas is getting an NHL team. Uh, you know what? I'm so excited. I actually was so excited to come on here and talk to you about NHL. Big fan of hockey and uh, really excited. Are so you really or are you being a dick? <laughs> no, I, I can name way more hockey teams than Kyle, for example. The uh, Conductors. You know. <laughs> for one. Yeah, for one. Uh, the superhero I, the logos out of Sacramento. One of Sacramento's four teams. Like, <laughs> apparently, sure Northern California, huge hockey culture. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so you no, are honestly, excited about getting no, the team. I, I, I don't know anything about hockey. The All I know about hockey is Hilarious. how much you know <laughs> and how much Great. you talk I'm glad you did that to him because he really gets his hopes up whenever he encounters someone who might be able to talk about hockey on the same level as he he can. And I know that feeling like there's some things that I know a lot about and it's it's rare that I can talk to someone and they're like, yeah, the Benford 750. You both say it at the same time where they know exactly <laughs> I, what I just, you're talking I always, about. I, I, I feel like I come on too intense with hockey talk sometimes because it's like I'm I'm so starved for it for people. Like I talk about it with my friends all the time here. But I mean, we're all blues fans, so it's yeah. But we all ignore him. So did you stop so talking about it yet? You, now that your oh, season's no, over, you are such an asshole. You, oh, you, <laughs> no, I, wish I, I never. <laughs> you guys are so mean about the hockey thing, and you had me going so good, PJ. I thought that you were actually going to be able to talk to me about it. But every time I'm I talk so about sorry. hockey, 
someone will be like, oh, yeah, you know, I like the Kings. And I'll be like, yeah, I was watching their game versus, uh, you know, Anaheim a few weeks back. Looks like Kessler's struggling even more. That's going to end up being a horrible contract for you guys down the road. What were you thinking two years ago? And they're like, yeah, I mean, uh, our, our goalie's pretty good, though, right? And it's like, well, no, of course he's not. You traded away Anderson, and it's just like it, 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 I, I get it over my head with people. So wait. I want to talk about video games. You, you said you, you you play a lot of Call of Duty. Do you I play actually, do you yeah, play go ahead, sir. Do you play anything else? Do you play any no, RTS I'm, stuff? I play. Uh, I will tell you what I play as of right now. I have um, I have Infinite Warfare. I got Black Ops Three. Um, a little bit of like Dynasty Warriors and CS:GO. And that's really, that's all that I've been playing lately. What else? That's really it, man. Uh, Star Wars, a little bit of that Star Wars game. But that's really all, just mostly Call of Duty. I feel like every time I play another game, I'm like, maybe I should play COD to get some gameplays for my channel. You know you know that feeling. It's terrible oh, feeling. Oh, yeah. I was constantly on the hunt. <laughs> I don't even want to talk to you, bro. This five-round zombie guy we played over and over again. Hey, to be fair... Play. It's just that the first five rounds are so boring that people thought it was replayed over and over. <laughs> I, at most, used the same first five rounds twice, and then other times it was just, I'd just play up to, like, eight minutes and be like, that's about as long as I'm going to talk. And then I, <laughs> then I just quit. Videos multiple times, just so you know, for your information. Mirka, yeah. best commentator of all time, besides Woody and Kyle also. But anyways... <laughs> I know, Kyle. I know. It's. I know. You only made like one gaming video in the past like ten years, but it was amazing. I loved it. Search I, I had a dual I didn't once. know Kyle nearly as like I wasn't nearly as close with Kyle as I am now when I when you had uh, your FPS Kyle uh, plays channel. Yeah, and I had a, I had a gaming channel before that. Yeah, I liked the well. I, yeah, I watched the KLM five nine eight six channel. Some of that. Uh, the Very FPS original. Kyle plays was much better than that channel. If I. If I can put it out there, yeah, that I was love the, let's the Dead Space too. The only Let's Play I've ever watched, ever. Every I other got the one lost. I found the lost episodes it, of that the other day on my it, on an old hard drive on an old PC. It was PC. the only one that I watched, and then it ended, and I was like, "Well, I guess he's done." And that was it. <laughs> well, it's like, over. Yeah. yeah, dude. Speaking it's of Call of Duty, actually, I got a funny thing that happened to me last year. This is gonna sound. I feel like all right. Last year, I've told this story before. But everybody is like, oh, blah, 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 or whatever. Last year, I was the guy who leaked Black Ops 3 from GameStop, and I got fired for that. No <laughs> way. Like Are you kidding me? <laughs> so all the, like, images... GameStop's the only game disloyal employee ever. <laughs> you, you guys should hit me up. I tweeted you multiple times. Bullshit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Bro, I, uh, I had tweeted Kyle, but I, I'm blocked. I, I so got you blocked. That's right. You hit me with that swift block. You're not off the hook yet. Almost, though. Almost. No, I actually... I was the guy, it, last year it happened, obviously, and they told me not to talk about it, and here I am talking about it. Mm. But I already made a story, it has like 120,000 views or something now, I maybe put it up a few weeks ago or something, and it, di it did really well, I was very excited about it. But I was working at GameStop, I was like the third key manager, like a little backup manager guy, and when we would get oh, boxed... So you like, a career for this. <laughs> I did, because my boss was like 50, and he was constantly telling us how we could make GameStop our career, and I love the guy, Lord knows that I do. But I do not, not want to be like that. I don't. I don't want to be like career GameStop. I'm 50. This is what I'm doing. I just. I just don't need that in my life right now. But I will say that we got the boxes. We normally would get the stuff like two weeks early. So the promo material, like Black Ops 3, hadn't even been announced yet, and we got the promo material. And I, I may or may not have opened up this box and taken multiple pictures 
and put it online for everybody to see. All right, that may or may not have happened. I also may or may not have been uh, in a conference with Activision and my district manager and that got me fired and uh, stuff. So it was amazing. Beautiful time. Did, did you make any money out it? of it? Uh, how long was the discussion before you had to admit that you did it? Or was it just, uh, yeah, it was me. You caught me. 100% that way because I walk into like they called me into work and they were like hey PJ we got some extra hours there you want to come through and I was like yeah that sounds good I mean what am I doing today yeah I'll go went down there and my district manager was in the back of the store my friend is like the assistant manager there and then my main manager reminds me 100% of Mr. Krabs if any of you have ever seen Spongebob maybe not Woody but um oh Woody have, have you kids. seen Spongebob Are you yeah, familiar? Sure. oh yes that's right okay Spongebob amazing show by the way top 10 but exactly like Mr. Krabs in every way that was my boss my assistant manager was my buddy and he told me like yo the district managers in the back I think you're getting a promotion you're gonna be. You're gonna have your own store. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> so I go into the back, and uh, my district manager was like, "Hey, how are you? We got somebody on the phone for you." And really nice guy. He's like in his forties, uh, fresh white dude. Always had like fresh, clean Jordans on. Really cool guy. And I go and I answer the phone, and he, the guy's like, "Hey, I'm calling from uh, Activision. I'm here. I run the uh, the leak team here, or whatever it was. Like some support it's team." A setup. It's a it trap, a setup, dude. It's a trap. And he was like, yeah, we, we, uh, I'm going through Twitter. You know, this is what I do. I go through Twitter and I'm seeing all these posts from a, a, a Twitter page called uh, Overflow. That, that's you, right? I went on your channel. Let me first say this. You have a, a, a robust following. What, 20,000 people follow you? That's, that's very nice. And I was like, well, thank you. I, I appreciate Oh, crap. I'm not going to motion. I just admitted to it. Yeah. And he's like, well, and basically they walked me through. Had me delete everything, and um, he's like, this seems like you're just a big fan of the game, huh? And I was scared. I didn't know if I was going to get sued by Activision or how it worked. Like, I didn't know. I've spoken I'm to just... an attorney on this, and it's really just a rule, not a law. It's a, a guideline. <laughs> guideline. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Which, they can be broken. So, I learned that, though, actually, uh, through this. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get fired. I'm going to lose all my money, all $100 in my bank account. It's gone. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> and... The guy's like, you just really, you're a big fan of COD, aren't you? And I was like, yeah, I'm a big fan. I love, I love Activision, man. I love, I love Call of Duty. Moabs, I get a lot of them. Really good, really awesome. And he's like, yeah, I used to love Call of Duty too. Now all I do is stay on here looking for leaks. And I was like, <laughs> he said that. <laughs> yeah, he said that. And he was like, and I thought he was gonna continue on, like, but it's okay. It feeds the family. But he just said that. He's like, now I just stay here all day looking, looking for leaks online. And I was like. So oh, sad. Whoa. Yeah. well, am I in trouble or, or can I go? Like yeah. <laughs> so he had me delete like all the tweets. There's still like Google images like of the cover art and stuff that I had posted. And uh, they made me delete all that stuff. And then the guy hung up and then my DM was like, yeah, it's cool. You can go talk to your manager now. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm keeping the job. <laughs> I don't know. I go outside and my manager's like, yeah, we're going to have to let you go. We were going to give you a store though. We were going to promote you. But you know, this happened. He I was said like, well, that? Yeah, like you were right on the verge of, of being was, a lifer, dude. I was on the verge of like being an assistant manager at a store Thinking or getting my own points, dude. My room, oh, man, dude, it's really sad. But luckily, I decided, you know what? Let's uh, let's try this YouTube thing now that I kind of have this little uh, like got my chance. The things were good, I did not expect to do that and then get like thousands upon thousands of retweets, and that's what happened. Probably should have thought that one through, 
maybe do some anonymous stuff maybe yeah <laughs> but you know, live and learn you know yeah you live and you learn you know there's no losing there's just learning and what was the emotion like when you realized you'd never have to step foot in a GameStop ever again unless you chose <laughs> it, it felt at first i was like very excited because i do other stuff too i mean i do uh like i teach at a uf or i was teaching at a ufc gym i also my dad owns a massage company out here and i'm a licensed therapist as well so like that's good. I could do that. I got a lot of stuff. You guys want massages? I'll come to your house. I, I well, do. You offer a treatment called Cloud Suck. I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is an expensive treatment, my friend. Another seven dollars. Right. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> that's uh. So okay, so I, this is yeah. interesting. So I want to know about. Uh, so it's how many massage places are actually like have some sort of prostitution running in the background where they'll jerk you off. Like how common is that? Because. I, I gotta feel. I feel like it's gotta be like a one hundred percent of the massage parlors that are advertised on billboards, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say this. I will say I've been to a few myself. You, you know, I've been to. I haven't actually gotten the full treatment, of course. But I will say this: in Chinatown, you've been to Vegas a lot of times, right? Yeah. You know where Chinatown is, like right off the strip, or no? No clue. No. no. There's this big Chinatown area, and I would venture to say a good thirty. Well, I would say 90% of those, none of the therapists are licensed there. They're not licensed whatsoever, which is illegal. But I would say probably 30, one out of every three there probably do that stuff. Probably jerking it behind the scenes. Really awesome. 20 bucks an hour? How could you beat it? You know what I'm saying? That's amazing. But I've been to a couple where I walk in. <laughs> one time I went into one with my girlfriend and I walked in with, it was me, my dad, and then my girlfriend and my stepmom. And they were outside, me and my dad walked in, and this girl came out like in lingerie. I swear to God, she came out of like a cloud of smoke from the back. It was so like vapory, smoky in there, vape nation, you know? Well, that sounds like a great place to be. There's naked <laughs> yeah, was, women in vapor. It was amazing. <laughs> I walked in there, and she's like legit in not lingerie, but very scantily clad with like yeah. one of those uh, teddies on. Is that what it's called? Like see Sure, shirt? okay. Well, let's go with that. And they're like, two guys? Yeah, sure, come back. My girlfriend walks in the door, well, and they're like, oh, no you don't want massage here. And I was like, I feel like they're going to touch our winners here, dad. <laughs> so we turned around and went to another place, but conversation I've never had with my dad. Yeah. It's, uh, surprising. I'm... Why did you both have to act like that was bad news? Where you're both like, Oh, here we come looking to just have some tension relief. And they go all fondling and scooping and moving around. Like, our, of course that's what you want. Others were there at the time. So we had to, of course, pretend like it was a terrible, Thing. Who, who would run a place like this? Dad, let's come back later. All right. That's how it went. <laughs> you had to, yeah, you had to put on a show for the for your, your for lady the, For the ladies. Meanwhile, yeah, like, like when they're unreasonable at restaurants with like special orders and shit and you can't like, yeah, you, all you can do is like look at the waiter and give like a eyebrow nod of like, I deal with it more than you do. Like, and then he understands. <laughs> you know? so Have you sad. done that before? Uh, yes. Yeah. Not with uh, Melissa. Or Woody. I'm confused. For, I got lost in the conversation. I, we were at a restaurant just recently. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, uh, you've okay. <laughs> I, I see where you were going with that, but I've, I've never. I've only eaten out with Woody. I think like twice, three times yeah. maybe. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's, every time we've gone out to eat, I don't get. I haven't seen any evidence of anybody being rude because it's been just too big of a group for anyone to be rude. <laughs> where it's just like, hey, who's ordering now? And it's like, I need to get in. Give me the fucking bacon cheeseburger <laughs> and a, a beer. Thanks. Like. And, just trying to sneak in the order, but yeah. So anyway, um, 
I got one more picture of my dad's hand that I want to show you guys just because it's like a business card. Like he's legitimately holding a business card in this picture. And I'll show you the same business card just so you can get an idea of what his hands look like right now. Um, but god dang, dude, his hands are so much smaller than what they were. And they're still freakishly large. And it's very sad. Wow, this one does show <laughs> Do you it. See that? I don't believe it. It's a trick card. Yeah, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Wait a minute, where's my wallet at? God damn it. Yeah, I'll show you. I think I have the same card in here. His thumb has a bicep. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, my, dad, my dad's hands are ridiculous. That this would suck so card. bad to just get fat fingers and not be able to do anything. I don't have any business cards around. <laughs> so my dad's hand is like freakishly large. And that's his hand is small now. He used to spread his fingers and they would still touch because they were so fat. It was ridiculous. Ah. It was. Oh, they're like Mickey Mouse hands, like gloves. No, legitimately. Like, we'll be in stores sometimes. Even to this day, his hands are still big enough for this. We'll be in stores, and little kids will, like, walk up and just touch his hands. Like, little four-year-old kids will be, like, and, like, grab my dad's hands. And he's, like, I look like a pedophile, Pat. What? Why? Why do I got these hands? Can he move them okay? Yeah. Or are they, like, totally painful? No, he's good at moving them. He has a little bit of, like, arthritis and stuff because... His joints got so big, like even his uh, like his elbows and knees and everything are like thick. Acromegaly makes your joints like thick apparently, and um, his joints are very very thick. But he was like super heavily muscled, too, like a few years ago because he was getting something like I think they said it was in the ballpark of like five thousand dollars worth of natural testosterone a day. Like if he were to buy it, like HGH or something, it would be a crap ton of money that he was getting naturally because of the tumor. Yeah, because of the tumor. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it sounds weird. really dope, but you know, it, if, that, if this had happened like 60 years ago, he'd be dead by now. I like, wish I could have had that happen really to me at 12. <laughs> so I'd finally hit puberty nicely. So then you'd be some like weird golem with mouth. No, I, I just feel like if I had if I had that disease combined with my normal disposition, I'd be a regular boy. <laughs> <laughs> Was that what you did as a kid praying? Just I just want to be a regular boy. <laughs> you would have that hair like on both sides of your wiener and in the middle. It would be amazing. <laughs> Uh, so you were 15 or 16 when you finally got hit by the the puberty train. Me? Puberty Pinocchio. Me? <laughs> um, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That, 24. It was awful. That would be so rough. It, it, you know, the puberty thing is a spectrum too, right? Like, um, it's funny we we talk about it. One of the first things that that changed in me in my is my calf muscles started to grow. And it never stopped. Yeah, and uh, I, I would have the time where you're like, "Come on!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. You know, penis is this big. Calves are like grown man calves. <laughs> and but I would sit there, like, in, it, I've said this so many times. I'd sit there in gym class. They had to sit on the floor, like, and it, there's no chairs or anything. So you're sitting like this, and everyone's legs were like on display. And mine were like hairless child legs with big calves <laughs> that would like flop back and forth like, like Popeye. Yeah, like I, I can't get it on camera because the fucking. But the calves would like flop around like that, and uh, you know, even at like twelve years old. But I had not a hair to be seen like anywhere but the top of my head, and it was, it was a real weird development. Like powder. That's 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 rough. Yeah, that had to be rough. <laughs> 
Yeah, you know? it it. Uh, I remember yeah. one time I was riding my bike. I was like 15 years old or something, and uh, it's a beach, right? So I'm like, I'm only wearing like a bathing suit. You know, I was living in Ocean Town. I was probably coming to or from like checking the surf or something. And these girls shout out like, "Hey, nice chest!" And at the time, I'm like, I can't figure out if they're joking, right? Like, are, are they liking what they're seeing? Or are they making fun of me? Looking back. Thanks, ladies. Dude, you could see my entire rib cage, like, through my pectoral muscles. There's no way they were. And, and my rib cage was giant. Like, it still is. Like, I think it's part of why I did well in swimming. Like, I just had better oxygen capacity. And uh, I had this, I was, like, just fucking like a bird with this giant rib cage. And you could see all the ribs, like, like the pectorals would barely disguise you know, the, the skeleton that I had underneath. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was teenage me. God there damn. There was a kid in my grade uh, who, I guess not at my school, but my age, who I knew, who had the same problem as you with not starting puberty, but it didn't get better. Like, he got to be, like, 16, and by that point, like, I already looked like his, I could be his dad, and <laughs> he got to be 17, nothing, 18, like the first, like, or no, he's about to turn 18 and nothing had started to go. And the doctors had been telling him, like, if nothing happens by like the time you're X age, we're going to go in and just kickstart this shit. And so basically he went from no puberty at all through all of high school to a doctor going in and being like, all right, we're just going to inject you with 100% pure serum of puberty. <laughs> it was like, uh, have you ever seen Space I wish I knew they could do that. Those little guys into the big monsters. It was like that where like almost walking down the hall the next day, he'd be like, hey, Rich, what's up? And he'd be like, no, nothing. <laughs> 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 so he had to go through all of that awkwardness in like a year's time and <laughs> that fast in a year's time like you don't know what limbs are doing what and what's happening like you just have no coordination but i think he was just happy to get that that ball rolling i wish he knew that was a real thing do you think they gave him just testosterone and, and it, like now he's on it was a cocktail of different things it wasn't just like let's a, get some you know, testosterone woody i want some Let's, let's, yeah, like, I, I feel like we need to get some bootleg Mexican testosterone. I don't care where it came from. <laughs> Once I'm good enough to pan to tandem paramotor, we'll just go over in my fucking motorized kite, get, get all kinds of steroids, and come home. You're gonna need it because that wall is gonna be pretty fucking high. Ah, we'll need cloud suck. <laughs> I, I I really am so interested in that. I I I I, I need to go to my doctor soon to to get your a doctor is awesome. So, well, seemingly, I've gotten some good stuff from him before, but I'm I'm having a hard time at hedging this whole testosterone talk. I don't know where to begin with this. I think I'm just gonna. Bad you know, news. Dude. If I know your doctor, for just healthy men to take supplements of testosterone. Well, maybe I may, maybe yo I could bro, be a little healthier. Like, like I don't hook me up with some <laughs> I want like percent more. Roids are like the only type of drug that I feel like doesn't. Uh, make you a worse human, like you know, cocaine or hardcore, hard uh, black tar, methamphetamine, heroin. I feel like steroids and testosterone make you a better person in general, one hundred percent of the time. Totally do it. Well, you know, that's Jay Sonnen had this thing. 
Jail Sonnen was like, I need testosterone. It makes me a better guy. He's like, not just a better athlete. Testosterone makes me a better husband. Testosterone makes me a better dog owner. I am the best version of me when well, I'm on T. Jail Sonnen really is kind of an asshole, though. You can't, you got to take everything <laughs> as well solved. Well, right? That's exactly like, what Leonardo DiCaprio would have said about lewds and cocaine in Wolf of Wall Street, where it's like, <laughs> you know, it'd be one of those hand shots of a girl naked having sushi on her and be like, I was on top of the world, better than I've ever been. Doing <laughs> cocaine all day and night, lewds in the middle of like just like that's what his it's it's still a drug. Like it's not gonna do the same shit, but it is the bad for is, you. So I've I, because I watch a lot of uh, UFC, um the people are <laughs> the people are really in tune with the whole steroids thing. And it's weird to like it's not just making you more muscular. Like, it messes with people's head, their whole sense of self-worth. And you'd think you might be immune to it, but no one else seems to be. Their whole yeah. sense of self-worth is wrapped up in, like, the changes they're seeing to their body. It and with you neurologically. Like, your emotions, everything. That's one of the fears I have, right? Like, yeah, let's go to crazy town. That'll be fun. Ah, I need to be a good husband, right? Like, let's say, for example, I take tea, well, and now I'm short-tempered. husband. Right. So I think that I've had a lot of experience with steroids, but I think <laughs> that um, it makes you more of whatever you are, I believe. Whenever I've met oh, a guy shit. who's really nice. Oh, my God. I will be an airplane it. fucking monster. <laughs> Three armrests. I want yours, too. <laughs> No one uses the armrest without my say-so. Those are over there. Get off my armrest. You too. I want two cans of Coke. <laughs> two cans, bitch. I feel like if you're already kind of uh, like a dick or a douchebag or whatever you mean, I feel like if you take roids, you're going to be even meaner. You know what, what if, I mean? If very, guy... What if you're very rude and belittling to, like, wait staff? <laughs> Ooh, that you will be a monster in the way. People will tell tales of you after you leave <laughs> oh, their establishment. They do that already. Oh, well, <laughs> they're on the show. And why? Across the wall. The uh, yeah, no. So part of me worries, like, what if I were to get, like, short-tempered or something like that? Like, as a husband, I don't want that to be part of me. Um, and then coming off of it is a problem, too, right? You know, like, I intend to live more than five years. Am I really going to be on these drugs for more than that? No. So so the way it works, and, and I'm certainly no expert, but you, you tell him. What, what am I doing? You're the one who's done the, te- done the steroids. I've just, I've just I, got your personal knowledge. I have never done any steroids, just so you know. But he just had his dad spit into his mouth with all that. Just- <laughs> <laughs> <That's what happened. laughs> no, I've been around a lot of steroids. I actually... um. Yeah, I've been around a lot of steroids. We'll just say some things. I actually just ran in Jay Culler this morning. You know Jay Culler, right? The uh, Mr. Olympia bodybuilder guy? Okay. So he is my stepdad's or my ex-stepdad's, uh, one of his like best friends in life. So I grew up around a lot of, uh, not, not saying that he took them, but saying but that professional I've been around Professional bodybuilders who are known <laughs> and, to take them. All right. Yeah, they don't. No, not, no, not at <laughs> all. But my mom's ex-boyfriend, I think that he would have no problem with me saying this. He uh, did a lot of roids. Really big guy, like 350 pounds. Like six foot four, super muscular, millionaire buff dude, right? Like, what are you, what are you doing with eighteen Lamborghinis and thirty four inch arms? I don't know, but real yeah, life you do have cheat codes. Real life cheat codes, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, once you get off, you do have to do like a little, um, a little cocktail, if you will, to make sure that your estrogen levels don't shoot up and everything. And uh, pretty much, it's so organized, though. I feel as though if you just 
do it right, you're going to be fine 100% of the time. You know what I mean? I've never, hmm. I think just like with any drug though, if you're taking way too much of it, yeah, sure, maybe there's some side effects, but he I really a do. a juice partner. That's yeah, what he yeah. needs. Like we always talk about how awkward it would be for Woody to have to score pot. How much more awkward would it be for him to be in the gym and like trying to score roids? Like looking at the biggest guy he can find. Just like, hey, you on the juice? Like the next thing you know, you're in a headlock. You're like, well, I guess you are. So <laughs> you give him like really obvious signs of what you think is clear for steroids. Like, hey, come on, like. My cousin was always talking about a friend of his that, that, that did steroids and he talked about that he would have like emotional breakdowns every now and then and like have crying fits and shit and like smash walls and like I wouldn't want anything like that but there's um, a reason that roid rage exists the um, term so, and who was that wrestler, that professional wrestler who like went crazy and killed his family uh, and hung himself? Chris, uh, Chris something. Yeah, yeah. The, the um the football team. I feel like team that's emotionally damaged person already. Sure, and maybe rage. and maybe brain injuries from what he was doing to himself as well. There could have been a lot of things that. that that's made. common for athletes, like uh, I guess boxers. I don't know about MMA or UFC because they seem to do a good job distributing the beating better, and so they're not always <laughs> taken into the head. Uh, no. Enforcers in hockey linebackers and li or linemen in football like there's a huge rate with people like that of killing themselves and harming others like on accident sometimes even because they just aren't MMA is still young it seems like you know the oldest MMA guys are just entering their upper 40s now you know mm -hmm. there, there's some a few with their 50 yeah. maybe but it it just doesn't have the history that like a football does where generations have played this game it's finally uh, starting uh, to hit with hockey where a couple of enforcers, Todd Ewan, one of the enforcers for the Blues I watched growing up, he killed himself uh, last year. A dude, Stephen Pete, another enforcer from the early 2000s, mid-2000s, like can't remember shit anymore. Like he burned his house down because he just, he'll be cooking something and then walk away and has no memory of stuff. Like, because I guess he got hit on the left side of his head too much. Uh, football people, that's been happening for ages. I'm sure it's going to come out for UFC. But still, like, it'll look great compared to boxing. There's a yeah. couple guys, that, like Chuck Liddell. See, the thing is... Uh, Chuck so has Chuck, always been weird. Chuck Liddell and Chris Lieben are the two I'm thinking of. And both of them are just not like they were before they entered the sport. They talk a little slower. They seem a little more confused. They're duller. They're not sharp. And uh, Forrest Griffin has some of that as well. Forrest Griffin was very charismatic, almost like just near Chael Sonnen like you know in, in his ability to like spin a tail and, and win over a crowd and now he's kind of slow and dim-witted and I wonder where that'll go over time but with the Thank exception of Forrest Griffin um, with the exception of Forrest Griffin those guys have drug issues too so you know you don't know I don't know man is. Forrest Griffin so I, uh, I actually massage <laughs> the UFC as well god I feel mm. like every time yeah so my you company know, massages PJ, the UFC Yes. I'm the gay guy on the show, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you know me very well. <laughs> all right? Dude, I feel like, so I was on the, I was on the podcast show with White Boy and uh, all them, you know? And I Did Jive take his shirt off? Did you guys have, like, shirtless pose-offs? We pose -offs? together. Uh -huh. and it was kind of really weird. I don't know. And Did then make him very uncomfortable? Speaking of gay guy on the show, But I don't think Jive. people know about that. But, um, no, I was on there, and I feel like... Uh, there were some comments that I got like, A, this guy is too hyper, or B, people would be like, 
this guy acts like he knows things about everything. No, he doesn't, but I, it's true. I really do massage the UFC, all right? Just so everybody knows. Um, <laughs> but I always feel, I don't know, obligated to say. Do you get any of the women ones? Um, we actually just massaged Misha Tate. So not me, but some uh, person from my company. Good choice, right? Mm. But we uh, go down there to the office a lot, and Forrest Griffin is always there. He's still really super charismatic guy. I don't know. I actually didn't pay too much attention to him beforehand. Mm. But, I mean, he still seems really super on point, um, you think? to be honest with you. I feel yeah. like he talks slower, and it's like he's figuring out every word. Really? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Hard. I just haven't paid attention enough to I him, but I feel like he's always he's been pretty much the same. I have a question for Woody about this uh, this this PC I'm building. So oh, it seems I that immediately all of those 1080 graphic cards uh, 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 sold out, and and so 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 I'm learning more and more about this thing as I go. So I guess the initial version is called the Founders Edition, right? And it's like a mm -hmm. hundred dollars more than the standard edition that'll come later. And the other thing is that what I should really be waiting on, it seems, is for the third party manufacturers to like take the 1080 and make it their own thing and add improvements. So, that have to do with power consumption and, and cooling potentials and uh, uh, things like things things of that nature, right? Um, cooling for sure. I actually thought, got it. Someone's gonna correct me on this, but I actually thought that the third party stuff just had their own like enclosures and they had better cooling and okay, you know, the, your own philosophies about it. Like if you stuff the case really full, then you might value cooling that shoves it outside sure if it's more you know if it's the only card in there and there's nothing else then spinning it around inside the case is okay but so yeah. it seems that i definitely want to wait for that for some third party version of this 1080 right i don't know there's always a wait right like but this is a short way this is like because it, i mean I, I won't be able to get the only way to get one right now is to if you go on amazon they're like a grand because people are and and all they're doing is adding you to a waiting list. They're gonna be like, oh yeah, shipping delays for three weeks until they get you one. Mm, that's not cool. Yeah, plus the grand thing's not cool. I don't know. Yeah. I, I would just, I might wait for them to come in stock and then just pull the trigger. I, you're going to be in a cycle here where like two weeks, four weeks from now, there'll be something around the corner that's interesting. You know, oh, you know that. Asus came out with theirs, but you know we have to wait and see what you know someone think, else does. Is it AMD that just released the like budget card that that can max out 1080p ga games in 1080p? It's like Maybe. a $300 card, I think. Um, but but what I'm concerned is definitely the 1080, and one or two of them is still yet to be determined. But I'm definitely getting that monitor that we that we looked at last time, and then it's just building the rest of it around it. One of the things that's that that's that's a bummer for me is because I'm I'm so bad at like. I need someone to help me put the parts together, I guess, because I, I think there's some areas where it's easy to waste a bunch of money when, you, when it's just unnecessary. I've done that. Mm -hmm. I did that um, in my build. I wasted money. I mean, money like, I don't, I don't need 64 you know, gigs of RAM or anything. Like, that, seem, that seems outrageous. Um, yeah. I, I don't think I need, like, five terabytes of hard drive either. Either I don't think I need a solid state drive that's bigger than a... I, I'm kind of interested in that one terabyte. Actually, so, I, I, on the solid state drive might be a spot where I spend some one money. terabyte. I know if, when I build, I will. Cool. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah um, uh, sixty-four gigs is probably twice as much as I'd buy for you. Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. Yep, uh, I wasted money on a really high-end motherboard, and it has cool features like you know it it can manage to start up the CPU even when it's cryo frozen and I, I gotcha yeah so it's got a lot of like aftermarket features that don't apply unless you're going in some niche direction exactly with your PC. you know crazy sorts of things for overclocking competitions and, and I, I would like to overclock everybody's like, like yeah, first of all I don't have them overclock I'm talking about using liquid nitrogen as your temporary cooling now, and I have been talking about liquid nitrogen and that like all right <laughs> dude I now let me just say this 
if if doing that is a two hundred dollar or three hundred dollar upgrade, or if you're like, well, you're close, it's actually four hundred, then I might consider it just on the cool factor because I think it's funny to be like, well, actually, my PC is co- has to be cooled by liquid nitrogen. You know, like, it's temporary I, though, right? Like it goes away. Well, yeah, it's not just some magic fluid that stays cold. Like, yeah, I'll have, have a big like... fucking tank of it. I'm sure I can find something to do with the excess liquid nitrogen I'll have. I bet it's going to be like can, changing so, yeah. a fucking cat litter in there. You'll see Terminator 2. No, not even out. cat litter. Like, I think it, you're talking about four minutes of runtime. Like, I'll need a very large tank, of course, or many tanks, whatever it takes. You but, just but... pour more. Like, if, if I, I've That's seen not... it done, I've never done it, but they have, like, they take the CPU, you can picture the little card, instead of having a heat sink on it, they have, like, a bottomless glass, you know, and then you pour it into the glass, and the nitrogen's sitting on top of the CPU, sealed on there, and, uh, and you, you, when it starts to run low, you pour in more liquid nitrogen, and you just, you, you're pouring it. On the it CPU. seems like a really like needless like Gilligan's Island style way of using a computer where you're like pouring more liquid in trying to make it work at the same time and <laughs> well, then like you're cranking the coconut lever or whatever. It's the competitive overclocking. It's working. every bit as stupid as hockey and baseball like we talked about earlier. Competitive overclocking. Can yes. you explain what that means? Yeah, literally, people compete to run their CPU at the highest rate. You know, like no, they do not. They do. Then oh, that <laughs> my motherboard is one you oh, might use in these competitions, and I thought like, oh, I'm just getting the best one. Do you do anything right. with it, or do you just like try and update Skype a lot and, and do a bunch <laughs> of other shit in, in your fucking computer? Like, what, what do they do? Well, just I mean, it? I I used its overclocking features, but I didn't use anything that wouldn't be in a cheaper motherboard. And there are other there's like ports in the back where you can put like external monitors to see how stuff is going without like needing a screen. And they're just a pain in the ass to me because I'm like trying to stick a USB in there seven times before I realize that's not what it is. And yeah. It, it, How do you win a, an overclocking match? There's a judge. I, I have only seen it like on YouTube. I don't <laughs> pretend to be an expert, but there's a judge that verifies the head, that you the head ran. The virgin steps up. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> of course, he wears the wizard cloak and the hat. Yeah, the grand virgin. <laughs> the grand virgin. <laughs> <laughs> and he verifies that you ran it. I, if, I hope people correct me if I get this wrong, but he verifies that you ran at a given frequency for some. And he period checks your of time. phone for contacts uh, upon <laughs> seeing no female names. Hands it back, and, the winner. <laughs> and, and if, if you really did run at that frequency for a minute, I made that up. I don't know what it is, but you know, it booted at that. Then um, you succeeded and you win. I, I suppose it's Does compared it to those competitions. You know, they had those competitions when they run, like, sound systems. Like, like, they have really loud subwoofers, and they have competitions to see who's got the loudest car. Or those competitions where they had, like, the hydraulic, uh, like, like, cars and stuff jumping up and down. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know about this as a, as yeah. a Mexican. They, <laughs> it, it, there's all kinds of silly things like that. Can't hop over that wall. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, heck, even the drifting competitions, that's not an efficient way to get around a track. Uh, that's, that's cool though. That's it looks really like cool. the most efficient way. I'm yeah. told it's not. That it'd be much well, better to stick way. to the ground. You don't see F1 <laughs> guys drifting. All drive. I bet it depends on what kind of like. If you're in a really nice race car, I bet yeah, it can grip way better. But if you're in a Honda Civic with like a glass pack and some like pretty much a stock engine, you gotta drift it like around. I, the I think drifting is just for show, I, it, with the exception of that. Um, what is this? dirt sprint car stuff oh and that yeah. type of motorcycle racing they kind i know of... what you're talking about i, yeah. I don't want to get away from the pc thing though because because i want to get this thing built i want the parts i want to start playing my game of expensive ass fucking legos mm. uh, and <laughs> uh, and get going with this but 
Um, I guess there's, there's there's some components that I'm sure are going to be just like, yeah, you definitely want this motherboard or this amount of this kind of RAM. But beyond that, I know I want the 1080 graphics card. Just don't know where else I'm going. But uh, but I want to get started on that. I want to make that happen. I guess I got to wait on the car the cards though. Because yeah. what I, I I guess what I could do is get the rest of it and put it together. But how how upset how awful is it going to be to have the fully set up thing sitting there waiting on the graphics cards? That's up to you, I guess. You know, like, I don't know. I thought that I broke my AC, you guys, because I turned it off for this. If it's too loud, I'll turn it off again. But I live in Vegas. It's like 150,000 degrees here, Celsius. I, I don't like it there. I really hate it. So when hot I go here right now. <laughs> the air is so dry, I always get nosebleeds. Um, really? Like, <laughs> that yeah. sounds terrifying. Yeah, when, yeah. I, when I like blow my nose in the shower, it's all these like bloody boogers. It's disgusting. Um, I, I never sleep well when I'm out there, it, and then the time zone change. I, I really hate Vegas. When I, I hate. when I first started woodworking, I didn't like wear any kind of. I didn't have dust protect, dust collection. I didn't have like a respirator, and I would just breathe in sawdust all the time. And the next morning, <laughs> I'd like blow a dowel out, <laughs> you know, like that out of sawdust. Jiu -jitsu too, right? Mm -hmm. Every, when you you train with the gi, right or no? Yeah, well, both. But go on. When you train with the gi, every night after jiu-jitsu, you go home, you blow your nose, and it's like a bunch of like lint from other people's gi's. I never out, heard right? that. Oh well, I train hard. I go. I oh, get serious. That's probably I what it was. We were just joking around. <laughs> I, I breathe in people's gi hair. It's how I've, I do it. I've had it be black before, like like blow black snot from yeah. uh, from gut from the gunpowder and explosions and stuff, and the the so the, the aluminum powder. I'm sure that can't be good for you. Like, I Why bet not? cocaine up your nose is not as damaging <laughs> as gunpowder. <laughs> Puts hair on your chest. Yeah, it makes me feel strong. Well, all right. <laughs> Taylor, what are you typing? I'm curious. Are you... I was trying to find an interesting video of people overclocking their PCs <laughs> for us to watch, and I just Take skipped around limits. one video. <laughs> and it was one dude, it was that like, like uh, you know, CPU overclocking fail. And I'm like, oh, let's see what they got. And it was a dude sitting there like six minutes long. I skipped up to about five minutes. And it's just a dude sitting in front of a computer with there's a couple lights blinking with the in the tower, and then he moves his monitor. It all goes black, and he acts like there's been a problem. And I'm supposed to be like, "Oh, oh what a rube!" Like, like, what, <laughs> like how fucking stupid is that? Like, needless. That's like flooring your car until it breaks and then being disappointed. Being, Find oh. a montage, bro. Find a montage of this. So maybe like get that. Let the bodies hit the floor. Like, yeah, let the bodies hit the floor. And then you just hit the power button. You know? Jump cuts to the beat. <laughs> Zoom in on the liquid nitrogen bubbling. Yeah. And that's like, you know, one, updating Skype. Two, updating Adobe Reader. Like just trying to hit everything. Real quick. <laughs> Three, downloading Steam games. <laughs> Nothing wrong with me. <laughs> That's the God. I love going back and finding Call of Duty montages from Zer like 2008. Yes, Zerg Grizz. Yeah, Zer so yeah. still holds it up to this day. I don't think so. Like, no, I, I, I'm not I, good. I, wrong, Woody. I'm sorry. I'm I often wrong, opinion, mm -hmm. but it's wrong. Zerg <laughs> Grizz is a man. No, he did a great job. And he with like that weird spiral thing on top, where the guy like pedals and it kind of spins, and you never leave the ground from like 1906. It's like if someone made that now, you'd give them shit, but it was back then, so you give them a little bit of credit. It's like at least they were trying something. That's what Zergris is. You can't go back and watch it now. It sucks. But at I the time, it was I the only thing in, in the market. You know? Dude, if you it, watch it now, it's like 
it's 480p and it, like 480p downsampled from 1080p like you're probably thinking it's not all isn't bad the matrix trilogy <laughs> is all in hd i'm pretty sure uh, no i don't think I it don't is i think it is yeah uh, and I, if you watch the matrix trilogy again back then it was groundbreaking just to have like like ooh, he used something you, from the opening cutscene. That was a great idea. <laughs> you know, whereas before everyone oh, was just you, multiplayer. You like half of the loading screen, you're like, wow, some real production value here. <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So in the helicopter flying over uh, Iraq. Uh -huh. <laughs> like you know, he bothered to go to single player and grab a cutscene. Like they did know? a lot more than that. There was some. <laughs> there was a lot of stuff going on that I'm not even sure how they did it. But it, it, but I, I think and that's good. true. Like they put things. In, like there were like TVs on a table, if I remember yeah. right. And then the gameplay would be on that TV, and then they'd zoom in, and suddenly like you're oh watching the TV. Oh my god! Right? And then he ran down the stairs with the deagles, the double deagles. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was crazy. crazy. Like, like, I, I didn't know like... how he did that. He did good it, stuff, but I'm just like I feel like if I watch well, no, it now, I'm like you know I'm not following the. The, He's the running down the, the the stairs in COD Four on uh, what's that map called? I love that map. I know the name Dis of it. The um, one with district. the district. Oh, I think yeah. a different one. He's like and he like runs on the stairs like <laughs> Matrix so run, wall running with two deagles, which you can't do in COD Four, you know, because they they had done that somehow. To, but a, yours are Grizz, so you can. I yeah. want to say this, Woody. Maybe I need to see. I again. agree with you to an extent. I understand that so much has been done since then, but as a classic, it's like when you look back and you watch. One of the classic movies, the original Godzilla, the best movie of all time. You don't compare it to movies now. I'm, that's a lie. You don't <laughs> compare it to movies now. You just say, yes, it was good. That's it. Yeah. Even, and even if you go back to like the best of the best old movies, I'm sure there's some movie buff out there who would debate this, but you're objectively wrong. You're People totally who say wrong. shit like, uh, oh, Citizen Kane is the best movie of all time. I went back and watched that about yeah. four years ago, and it... I'm I'm the idiot because I expected a movie from the fucking 30s to be revolutionary to me, someone you know born in the era of the, the internet. And good lord, like if somebody made that now, they'd be laughed out of Hollywood. Student like, film, like a student film. But you have to appreciate it. It's not. I was waiting for like the really deep symbolism and the messages and the oh wow, you know, oh this guy really is the fucking newspaper kingpin. Like it's just, it's just not. Not I don't know. Maybe it's not compelling because back then, like Nazis were the number one threat. Well, but let me tell you about something that's not insane, and uh, that is movement watches. Mm. Not insane. Very reasonable. The past Super few reasonable. months, we've been working a lot with movement watches. We love them. You guys love them. So I asked myself, why do I only have one? You see, movement offers different colored bands, different faces, and different styles for each of their watches. Movement watches start at just $95, so do some quick math. You could have a couple of movement watches, and it would still be a better deal than having one department store watch. Get a blue one, a white one, maybe sandstone is your thing. Whatever your style, whatever your style is, movement has watches and bands to match for every outfit in your arsenal. There's no hassles. Just order online with free shipping, free returns, and a 24-month warranty. So join their more than 1 million social media followers and get a movement watch today. That's mvmtwatches.com slash pka today, and they'll give you 15% off your entire purchase. That's mvmtwatches.com slash pka. I actually, I love the movement watches. I used your code. Love it. I have two. I got one for me, one for my girlfriend. It works way better than any other watch I've ever had. I really, I endorse the product. And he's wearing a PKA shirt, so he wouldn't just say that. Oh, I don't even think you can. So he see knows it. quality. Oh yeah, there we go, PKA. <laughs> he also knows available black on black. Also yeah, black on black. Black on black. Uh, it's the yeah, only. No way. one will speak up about it. 
It's subtle. It's subtle. So people see me, they say, what a classy shirt. And then they get closer and they realize it's even classier than they originally thought. PKA's on it. I like that. Is that the baseball style shirt where it's like the, yes, uh, the short? Yes, it is. I have the sleeves the... rolled up, but yes, it's a baseball style shirt. Boom, boom. It's yeah. amazing. I go outside sometimes and my girlfriend legitimately doesn't like me to wear this shirt because I get so many numbers from random girls. They just come uh, up to me. Like, tell me about it. Massage. That yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <coughs> uh, so, do you play? You, you talked all about the FPS games you like and whatnot. Have you ever played RTS games? Ever given those a, a fair shake? Huge, huge fan of RTS games. Absolutely love them. I play them almost nightly. Wait, do you? Do no, you? Right he's after doing the hockey, the hockey no, thing. No, not, 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 <laughs> I just want to be accepted, you guys. Right? <laughs> no, but um, my deep love of StarCraft. Yeah, we've been playing a bunch of Company of Heroes. I, I, uh, I, I'm really digging that game. So, I didn't like. So Kyle basically had a. Uh, uh, he texted me yesterday and was like, "I got a Japan mod." And in my head, like I'm at work, I'm thinking like I can't wait to get home and play with like the Arasaka rifleman and the fucking you know, whatever kind of tanks they had. I don't know. And then Kyle texts again. He's like, "Oh, they just use the German units, and it just changes the name." Yeah. And so all of the, the, the wonder and the mystery was gone, and it was a little disappointing. But yeah. overall, I really like the game. The, never... um, there's, I have a second Jap Japan mod, and on that one, they look Japanese. They're... Really? Yeah. Okay, well, then I want to play that one. Half of it is like, the, the, this sounds so stupid that I wouldn't want to play them because of the way they look. But it's like Racist. it's a thematic World War they, Two. They, they even they have like eight Japanese people's faces for the each unit. You know what I mean? So like, I, I, if that matters. You know um, what? I they, have started. They have a poison truck as one of their units that you can build immediately. You just park this truck somewhere and press a button, and instead of healing in a radius, it just vents poison gas that is invisible and damages all units, friend or foe. It's such a bullshit weapon. Why? That is a Jap. That is a Japan thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, put the poison in the truck and then drive it into a field and leave it. <laughs> we have to sacrifice one driver. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you have to hold his breath because the poison is so potent. <laughs> uh, if you're not fucking with me, then I actually do want to try that mod because it sounds yeah. stupid. It's a World War II game. I want it to be in theme. You the know? only problem with it is it only has one commander. Um, it's fine. Uh, yeah, but but it's fun. Yeah, I, I'm really digging it. I like it because it's World War II, and I'm not a I don't know a t I'm not an expert about World War II weapons, but a lot of them I've shot in real life and I've I've handled them and stuff. You know, I may not know who invented them or anything, a, a certain thing or what it takes to but, be an expert in the gun world is way too high of a bar. Yeah, yeah, like 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 you have to be a bit of a historian mm -hmm. slash gunsmith slash mechanic slash. It helps if you speak German. It seems <laughs> um, a lot a lot of, a lot of Waffenwarfers and and Stufenschniffels out there, but Stufenschniffels, <laughs> Stufenwarfers. That's a very serious. And thing. They wore flamen, and but but um, I've shot a lot of those guns, so it's cool to to use them in the game and see that they took considerations as to. You know, how did this thing operate in real life? And not just how the gun operates in real life when they're determining determining its range and its, you know, it's it's the radius that it can, like, pan left and right without having to hop up and replace. Um, but even, like, the, the infantry in the game, you know, the Russian infantry are conscripts. Their, guy, their guys just kind of rousted up and sent into battle, you know, throw them a rifle and get in Stop. there and yep. get at it. 
There's six of them, which is a lot, but they suck at their job. Um, but the Brits, on the other hand, they only got four guys, four hard asses. And when they're in cover, they got extra abilities where they can't. It's hard to uproot them because that's a thing that the British do. Um, and then the you know the the I Germans think we talked and about this already. Kind of We've really? even described all these units before. Yeah. I think I had this conversation with you maybe in the game when we were when we were like prepping for play. Oh, we'll know when the show's released. Yeah. yeah I don't mind hearing They're going to be like, God damn it, Woody, you ruined conscript talk. Yeah. <laughs> you always script do. talk. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a really good game. I'm yeah. enjoying it a lot. It's much easier to get people into than Age of Mythology or, or you probably even StarCraft. I'm not going to join Chiz and play StarCraft. I can't get into the space laser fighting. It's just not It's just our side. Chiz has gotten on two or three times now and played uh, Company of Heroes with us. And, and then we get three or four fans in there, uh, play some D. There's, we've got a D Day map, which is like, you know, exact. It's a replica of Normandy Beach, which is kind of fun. So we've been having a good time. I like playing with the fans. That's that's the cool part. Um, there's that. What's his name? Um, Gun Surgeon. He, he, um, uh, he does our like monthly fan meetup things where uh, we all have like a, a Skype call together um and, and i learned he only had one arm he lost an arm yeah, in, a in a motorcycle accident yeah. dude did you read the web page he sent i don't think i did yeah did so it? he's like hey i've got a write-up of like how that accident went down it was like oh. oh cool but then after we ended the call i went and read it that was a hardcore accident man what was can you like give a quick run through oh shit it was like a month ago but he so he was in a motorcycle accident and um, it wasn't his fault. Someone did something that made him hit it. His face broke. He had like many surgeries to refix re his face. Uh, he lost his arm and, uh, and oh, the, um, the rehab, like all the physical therapy he had to do to come back from that was brutal. And like, it wasn't like he went straight to this great rehab hospital or something. He's like, uh, I'll make, I'm going to mess this up, but he's like Fort Lauderdale rehab. They're the worst, <laughs> you know, tiles falling off the ceiling. Is that like it, it, like he had, like, it was, a, they make you fend for yourself in Fort Lauderdale, <laughs> really trying to get you back in the world. It, it was, it was <laughs> had to fight tetanus first, dude, you read <laughs> yeah. the thing and you're like, like, cause on TV, when people have these horrific accidents, like I watched, um, Friday Night Lights, is that what it is? Where the quarterback, like, mm -hmm. in the opening pilot episode, the quarterback gets a back a spinal injury and, and he has to recover and stuff. But he has all this love and support and the whole town loves him and the rehab place is fantastic and he makes good, like, paraplegic friends and stuff. This was not <laughs> this guy's uh, idea. It didn't happen to him at all. He was just like, you know, I had to get out of that shithole. They rescued me from here. And it was, uh, it was a real rough recovery. Yeah, wow. Well, I've been playing some Company of Heroes with him. He seems like a nice guy. Yeah, he just does yeah. seem like a nice guy. So speaking of um, terrible injuries, hmm. UFC fights this weekend. What do you think's happening, Woody? And uh, other I'm sorry, we're talking about this is the Rockhold Bisping event? Yes, <clears throat> uh, Rockhold. Dominic Cruz and uh, Uriah Faber. Faber. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta take so, Faber in that one. Uh, no, <laughs> that is a terrible decision. Um, we'll see. Come, come what, whatever wait, day it is. There's a thing though. So Dominic Cruz did an interview on Fox. Did you see his knuckle? Uh, -uh. dude. So the source is my ass, but that is broken as fuck, dude. His knuckle. It looks like there's an egg sticking out of it, and it's really? all black not, and blue. I didn't see this. Yeah, Dominic I, uh, Cruz's right hand is fucked up. Like it I doesn't... consider myself a huge UFC guy, and I like pay attention to everything. Like m probably much like yourself, like yeah. I'm on bloody elbow. I read the MMA forms like every day. Mm -hmm. Super obviously, I do the whole UFC stuff too. Um, but I didn't, I did not see that. I... What you, you you just said that 
my pick was bad though. I didn't pick Cruz. I picked Fabio or whoever. Yeah, I changed Fabio. my mind. Well, okay. So here's the deal. In terms of style matchups, Faber is custom built to get his ass kicked by Cruz. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he's basically a wrestler. He only moves forward and backwards. And Cruz has such great footwork. What's Cruz? Uh, like like a boxer, he's a uh, human male. Um. Oh. He uh, shit. I don't know. Well, he has great wrestling and great striking. And um, in UFC terms, he's kind of groundbreaking with how well he cuts off the cage and gets himself out of trouble. Like he just he dances around so much, which you'd think is easy, but it's actually somewhat complicated. Um, that that no one can seem to get him where they want. You know, they can't set him up to hit him properly. It's very difficult to do that to him. He, on the other hand, seems to just float like a butterfly and hit you all the time. Not super hard, but he touches you up. And uh, um, Faber is particularly well-suited to be abused by his style. Except that Cruz has got a busted hand, and I don't know how that plays into it. Where is this interview at? I want to see it. <clears throat> it was on Fox, um, it was, and I saw it on YouTube. I will find it on YouTube right now, and I will give you my expert opinion. Being a guy who's broken all of my knuckles multiple times, just kidding, that's yeah. a lie. But I have broken all the fingers and stuff. And So it wasn't a lie. I don't know what to believe with you. <laughs> God knows what lies he told Chiz. Who is this man? Yeah. <laughs> this guy isn't even a fucking YouTuber. The real guy's tied up under the desk. Yeah, you're just a, a Vegas burglar. Well, uh, I hear the sirens, so it's time to uh, call an eye, guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, listen, They're coming guys, to bust I'm... up my massage ring. <laughs> little lies, though. I'm, I'm like, I lie a little, a lies a little bit. Liar? Not a liar, though. Would never lie about anything serious. Yeah. Like a Trump kind of liar. Prepared. Like, yeah, just yeah. little, you change your mind, little you things. Sprinkle them. Why is our friends you just haven't met yet? You sprinkle them across your. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lies are friends can we, you just haven't met yet. Can we group watch this? Sure. All right. So there's a, there's a starting timestamp on there. Mm. So it should take That's you to right to 125. I want to And see pause at 125. Like, don't jump right into it. You guys know the deal. Um, what you're going to see is he covers his hand throughout the entire interview. His left hand or his right hand. I think his left hand is covering his right. The whole time he sits here like this, except at one point, I think he wants to say like twice and you'll see his busted up knuckle. He's <laughs> just There's, like, oh my God. Yeah. Are you ready? <laughs> no, they've fought twice before and they're one and one. That's right. All right. Ready, <laughs> set, play. I'm about to get the belt right now. No, you're not. You didn't touch it when yeah. I was gone. For four years, you couldn't do it. Did you see that knuckle? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. He says, for four years, you couldn't do it. That's what I I'm about saying. to get the belt right now. No, you're not. You oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, his, his knuckle is messed up, my friends. <laughs> yeah. People say I don't know anything about the UFC. And while I don't know everything, like, I, I, I honestly am a fan of this stuff, you know? I, uh, I follow oh, it closely. Oh, that's... Yeah, at 129, you can see it in particular. And later at like one fifty something, Jesus. Who is what? Faber? Is Faber dark hair or? Uh, Faber's the one with the the cleavage in his chin. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I think that he could beat Garbrandt. These are like it's like so two bad won. actors being told to argue. <laughs> Actually, I, I, I find Cruz's arguments to be really good. Like he, he, he uses Riveting. logic in them. That's He's one of the few the kind of smart people that are fighting. And, uh, you know, and he calls people dummy a lot. 
He's like, no, you said this and then you said that, you dummy. And it's like, well, fuck, I guess compared to you, like, you're just so deflated. He, um, I, I, and it, he just makes all these sound arguments, backed up usually with stats. Like, you know, you think you're going to take the title? I was gone for four years. You didn't touch the belt. You think you're going to touch it now? You had three chances. You did, And you're just like, oh, man, he's really pushing all the right buttons in this argument. You stinker. But... That's, that's my take yeah, on his it. His knuckle looks pretty messed up. That looks, yeah, I would have to agree with you there. That looks like it might, it might be broken. If it wasn't for that knuckle. I'm, I'm pulling for the crimson chin in this one. He <laughs> uh, um, got a Kim Kardashian butt on his face. It's beautiful. So as much as I want Bisping to win, I just feel like Rockhold is just, he's very good at MMA. And he's a fucking perfect specimen of a human. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know that we've ever had a better athlete in the UFC. Like, can you I think? I feel of like it? they say that the sport is you so young, they say that every year. Like, John Jones yeah. was that guy last year, and the year before that, it was, oh, GSP or who, all these people. It seems like every year the sport is in its infancy so much mm. that it's an exciting time to watch. You know, because every year they're figuring new shit out. I, like, there's not going to be somebody in the NFL that comes out and just totally does football differently and just <laughs> takes the world by storm like it's too mature it's too chiseled down to a science you know it's possible this is- dana white is such a good promoter that any line of bullshit he spews i eat the fuck up <laughs> it's like oh yeah really this is a not a once in a lifetime a once in an ever well, yeah. I, i'll be buying the hey for you we haven't had a once in a lifetime opportunity like this since december like, <laughs> <laughs> it always happens and uh, uh but yeah anyway i think Rockhold is just too much for Bisping, he, and like, like where is Rockhold better? Oh well, he he's better on the feet, and he's he's better on the ground, and he's a lot better and, in, in transition. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, cage. yeah. In, 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 in life, pretty much. Yeah, right. He's better looking. You know, he's, he's, he's his just, confidence must be through the roof. Oh, uh, looks yeah, he's everywhere. It, it's and and yeah, he's like I I don't even like the guy, but I can't deny his superiority. I hope Bisping wings. I predict Rockhold does. I would have predicted Cruz won if it wasn't for that knuckle thing. Now I don't know what to make of it. Um, I think he looks wins. very painful. Outside of the top two, I don't remember the rest of the card. Do you? Um, Max Holloway uh, versus somebody, and then uh, Hector Lombard versus Dan Henderson. Beautiful fight. Oh, <laughs> dude, that, it's like the XTRT battle, right? The the this Vitor on this card, man. If we right. can get Vitor TRT Vitor against uh, Luke Rockhold, I'm saying he gets his head kicked off again. It would be it would be beautiful. I uh, I think Rockhold beats uh, TRT list Vitor, but with TRT though. Oh, we can beat, like what a monster! TRT tour is a whole nother animal. <laughs> yeah, TRT is testosterone replacement therapy, and it used to be legal in the UFC. But um, the people who like what it's supposed to do is bring your levels up to that of a normal guy. And what people would do is just like bring it. <laughs> you they make you superhuman. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I think Kyle just wants to boost a little. He just wants to be normal and a half. Right? No, Kyle is yeah, a big, like, it's a go big or go home kind of guy. Not with something like this. I, I feel like with this, so so what it really feels like, it, it's it's like a every every ounce of effort you put into working out would be getting 120% results. It's like, oh, Does wow, yeah, it's all, it all means something. Every every little bit of, like, uh, suffering that, that I go through. But, and yeah, I, I feel like you'd recover more quickly because I, 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 
I'm so sore the day after. I'm so sore the it, the day after I do leg stuff. Like I'm just I'm crippled. It's bad. I've got one of those foam rollers, and it's excruciating. Like I'm I'm literally in the living room rolling that thing with like all my body weight on like one muscle group, groaning and like biting my teeth, like just clenching my jaw to to like wring the lactic acid on my legs so that I don't walk with a limp. That's it's, happening to me. So I do um. I do this paramotor training. I don't want it to dominate all my conversation. No, I want to talk more about it. We haven't talked about it at all tonight. We talked <laughs> about you so potentially cool. being sucked away and like sort of Wizard of Oz of yourself. Tears. But I'm just conscious oh of the fact it's not everybody's cup of tea. But anyway, um, what people can get on board with is you're carrying something heavy. Like that wing weighs, I don't know, dozens of pounds. And uh, uh, you're running down. You're doing like wind sprints up and down a hill. And the next day, like, as I zip up the stairs, my legs just don't have the pop that I'm accustomed to them having. Like, I, in terms of arm strength, I'm, I'm kind of just like a regular person, but I really do have pretty strong legs, like, you know, more than average. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm just not used to, like, running upstairs and being like, dude, like, I didn't really just soar up that shit. Like, that was work. And I feel the muscles in a way that normally they don't have any, like, feeling in them. They're sore. They're beat. Might be an age yeah. thing. I don't know. You know, no, like, how old are you? What are you like? Forty-three. 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 That's, yeah. That shows you how long I've been watching. I remember when you were just a wee child at like thirty-eight or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You're so young, I, man. <laughs> I remember everyone used to insult me. They're like, "That dude's like 40. I'm like, "I'm thirty-seven, you dick!" Like, you know, like, <laughs> you know what like I just found out. <laughs> I've been calling Keemstar like forty-something this whole time, and he's like thirty-six or something. I just found that out. I just thought that was hilarious. I thought he was like forty-five. I was on his like Call of Duty team and stuff. Really? I don't know if you knew that? Yeah. I'm like, so um, he's he's always been nice to me. He actually reminds me a lot of my stepdad. Both are huge douches, and so I'm used to that. But either way, I was like on his COD team, and the whole time I. I just thought he was like 47. So every time I talked about him, <laughs> oh man, just found out he was very much younger than I thought. Thought it was hilarious. Yeah. He, uh, he hasn't been follically blessed. No, not at all. Except for in his beard. His beard is pretty. Yeah. He can't grow strong. a beard. Yep. But can't grow a hair in his head. <laughs> <sighs> oh my gosh. No, no, I can't say that. All right. Okay. Mind. Okay. Um, I was at uh, oh. Expo with like uh, some people, and there were some big YouTubers there that do not like that guy. I brought him up. Like I was uh, whatever. Either way, there were some huge YouTubers that legitimately I thought they were gonna fight me when I when I said I was like friends with him. Really? <laughs> like like yeah, who? Type it in. Oh man, I cannot uh, say names here, but I will say names through my keyboard. I don't know if you guys know him. I know Evan. Like. Three million subs. We're supposed to hang out at E3 actually in a couple weeks, and him and like some other dudes there. Um, mainly him. He was the main guy who was very upset with me about it. <laughs> but god dang, dude! I like that guy's videos. I've seen some of his stuff. I don't watch super them nice all or guy. anything. Yeah, but uh, super nice. I'm supposed to go to his house in Texas. He lives in like somewhere. You out might there. be starting to give away. You may. Have, you, you're pre-doxing I, him. Yeah, oh, right. I, no, you know, no, I don't Texas, know his house on Earth. Yeah, Del Rio, Texas, uh, I don't, in Mexico. I don't know if this has been brought up on the show, but I started thinking about this the other day about you, Woody. Um, oh, where were you, you when you were thinking about me? Tell me more. I, I was in the bathtub. <laughs> mm. um, I, but I was thinking about how you always shit on the, the superpower of being able to fly. Yeah. And yet here you are, very moving heaven and earth, <laughs> making 
you know, lots of effort and lots of time and money to well, just the thing to about be able strapping to... a fan to your back and putting on a parachute is that it solves a transportation problem that I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> you know what like so first of all i recognize the hypocrisy and i saw this conversation coming yeah. um, <laughs> i bet you did <laughs> uh I, the thing is i don't feel like i'm wrong this whole paramotoring thing unless you count enjoyment and possibly an interesting video here and there uh or a clip or a portion of a video it, it doesn't have any purpose like it's not a great way to get milk you know, like if if we run out of bread, it's not going to strap on the paramotor and land in the I just thought it lot. was funny you that should, you wouldn't want to be able to fly at will, but you would want to be able to fly with something that looks like something a guy in the 20s would use to escape Alcatraz. Now, that's not true just, because I would love to be able to fly at will, and I always would have. But the argument was like, hey, choose a superpower. And, like, they put flying at the top of the list, whereas time travel, invisibility, like, the, like almost every other superpower is more useful than basic flying. So yeah. instead Unless of working out a is... lot and getting your super strength up to par, you've decided to put a fan on your back and take to the, take to the air. I took the easy And learning to be really crafty. For invisibility, just kind of blend in. The, uh, <laughs> unless invisibility is paired with, I'm sorry, flying is paired with other superpowers that make it more useful, like the ability to resist extreme heat and cold, whatever would happen. Yeah, you got to get the combo. Some meal. super flying, like, strength. And, like, just being able to, like, not use ladders is cool. Like, you know, imagine how quickly you could work on the stable if you could just float to the rafters. <laughs> it's like being able to... Yeah. It's like yeah. being able to breathe underwater, but you can't withstand any different pressure right. than a normal human, so you can just, like, breathe Scoop in, in Olympic the... pools. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and as nice as it would be not to need ladders when I'm, like, wiring up the stable, it's, it's not the superpower that I choose over... Like, invisibility is amazing on its own. Right? Controlling time or teleporting are amazing on their own. Like, if I could teleport, step one, I'm, I'm setting up a delivery company. <laughs> you know, like, just get a hold boxes and be like, zap, bam, zap. You know, take things in play. When you absolutely, absolutely need it there right now, you call Woody. Prices I like are how high, you but... are founding some kind of company to compete with FedEx with your teleportation when. My first thought is I could teleport into any bank vault on Earth <laughs> and back here. Like, oh, they're starting to catch on, you know, better teleport to a bank in New York. And then, ah, I wonder how they're doing in Tel Aviv. And then just like <laughs> zipping around, you know, grabbing Your idea does seem easier than delivering packages and checks and stuff. I like that you're trying yeah, to start a business with your power, though. That's nice. Yeah, I also like how you made it so that, like, flying didn't seem thrilling because you said something like, you know, flying, what's that good for? I don't have to use the stairs at my house? Like, what a small, like, area to fly. But no, there's way more things. I just want to throw this out there. If I had flying, I would be doing more than, like, I don't know, flying to the second floor of my house. Like, you know, I'd be flying places. Maybe start a delivery service, you know, was my idea. <laughs> That's a great idea. Now I'm on board. No, <laughs> I that going okay for you, Woody, until you get, like, one customer service complaint about being too slow and you go on like a long diatribe of like if you didn't know woody's teleportation express delivery i literally teleported to you it couldn't be faster in a 
another person teleported it to you and just getting pissed <laughs> off about something like that. I can't imagine something more banal up. than a delivery service with your teleportation <laughs> ability. That is mind-blowing to me that that level of bad you are. That you're like, well, I might be able to really, I mean, I might be in the in the red for a bit, but after a little bit, I mean, the overhead would be nothing. <laughs> uh, I think I, I see a, real, a lot of potential. <laughs> It's a real premium for five-second deliveries. Yeah, right? Like Fun Time magazine, like, looking over his shoulder, like, changing game. <laughs> Forbes, baby. It's got to be for a time. That's amazing. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I'm going to learn to fly, and it's going to be virtually useless. But I should Did like you say it. you got bullied at the flying place? Oh yeah, you did. You had an experience with bullying from like a couple days ago. I'm trying to remember what we're thinking of. I know we Wait, talked what's about, that about the armrest, the armrest thing. I, okay, I, I thought maybe it was also like I, uh, I thought you got bullied at like flying camp or where, where wherever you're getting trained to I don't fly the paramotor. They mostly like me. If anything, yeah. I get too much like love and attention because I'm like taking videos and stuff all the time, and you know like. Uh, some people think it's like this really cool thing and and i'm just like can i just be like everybody else you know like i need to take the footage but like sometimes there's a little of that yeah but you, next time you need to sit down with your flight squadron and have a beer you, well, you know, i did that down, drink the beer <laughs> i didn't drink just, of course maybe but they all did for a while if you don't like it you know pretend like oh me and the ah <laughs> Why is that? I like being a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are you liking it? Ah, so crisp. Like <laughs> yeah, right, read it. Like That's I really taste the the malt. Um, like uh, I, don't, I don't know. What, what's in a what's in a beer like hops? Beach? What do you hops. Know yeah. Be on the side of like a Bud Light, like ah, the Beechwood. You know? <laughs> yeah, I heard they make their own barrels. Yeah. So <laughs> interesting <Bud> story. It's just made tin cured in an oak barrel for thirty minutes. <laughs> seconds. You know, we got a lot of turnover. We got a Honestly, it's just a tube made of barrels, but we can count it. We just spoke to an attorney. You know, if we filter it through that real quick. <laughs> I think it would be funnier if you broke out your, like, you know, your martini or whatever with that crowd. Like, like just break out, oh. like, the little mixer thing and just pour yourself a Like a rainbow martini and... or a gingerbread martini or Yeah, something. put your little gingerbread man in there. Uh -huh. like... That's the only way to drink, man. What, what I want you to do is get a flask. Fill it with, like, go to the store, buy the most intense-looking bourbon or whiskey you can. Fill it up. Next time you're there, they offer you a drink, and you go, nah, I'm good. Pull out the flask, undo it. You act like you're taking a drink, so don't fill it up all the way. You know, just take enough to put a little in your mouth so you smell like it, and then just close your lips so it looks like you're drinking, and then be like, ah. Oh, that's good. You want some? And then everybody will be like, Dude, that guy's hard as fuck. Better yet, like, go the Wings of Redemption <laughs> route. Your beard a like, take the, take the hardest-looking, like, I don't know, um... Uh, What's the black one with the? It has a seven on it, I think. Uh, Jim, Jack Daniels. One Jack Daniels is what I'm going for. Like, buy the Jack Daniels, pour it out, fill it with sweet tea, same color, you know. And when and when they're like, you know, like beer? No, 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 no. I don't like to have beer drive or something. And then just chug a lug <laughs> the sweet tea. No, can I, I? I really like Jack. Can I have a drink of that? No, no. I need every. Drink. <laughs> <laughs> I 
think that guy's an alcoholic. He just drank a fifth of Jack and then drove home. If I don't finish this by myself, I'm going to start shaking, and that's not good for me in the sky. So. <laughs> Hardly affected him. <laughs> Someone was telling me, not telling me, I think I saw it on a podcast or something, but they were saying alcohol and one other one were the only drugs that don't stop working. And the other one might have been caffeine. What do you mean? Like that like you don't eventually Like, um, what, maybe the other one was steroids. Did you see the same thing I did? You know what I'm talking no, about? Then no. I would assume if you were on roids and you were working, you'd be done with all of your uh, woodwork. He's saying <laughs> don't build a tolerance yeah, to those. Yeah, don't build it. Like, like um, oh. you know, cocaine. I you do like, build a tolerance working. to them to some regard. It's like, true. Like, 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 like to alcohol for sure because, mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen what hardcore alcoholics can do. They could drink incredible amounts a of case uh, of, of beer alcohol. but i think the point what he's making yeah. is like a guy he's... like the hardest core alcoholic in the world couldn't take like a gallon jug of vodka drink the whole thing and just like not feel anything yeah your liver like, can only take so much yeah like it's, like, it's still going true to with... affect you i feel like yeah. I, I don't really have experience with it but like cocaine in a lot of drugs heroin meth etc aren't you always chasing that first high like all the other highs are not quite as good that's the, it's, they talked about that with heroin more than anything. Is but, you know you're chasing the dragon with um, with alcohol. You're never like chasing that first drunk. No, no, no. There's many more drunks. You know, to <laughs> many, many drunks to come. Yeah, yeah. You can always have more drunks. <laughs> no uh, more drunks. I haven't been drunk in a long time. Uh, I don't. I, like, we can do a. Uh, I was a probably there. So if you guys want, you might have oh, been. God, it's been a episode. long time since I have I have gotten drunk. I feel People don't know what they're asking for when they ask me to be a drinking episode. And it's like, let's do an episode where we all just, like, hit our testicles every so often. Like, yeah. you know, like give it a good bop. No. <laughs> yeah, that's how like, I feel about the drink. Like, do I have to? It tastes awful. It makes me sweaty. It makes me fat. Like, I need more of that. It, it makes me, like, like sweaty. all the bad things that happen. Like, I just, alcohol is not a good night for me. And, Why and, does it make you sweaty? Has does, it always done that? Is That's that just me? Uh, yes. Huh. Um, I don't get sweaty. <clears throat> no, no, my upper lip it starts here. I'm you know, like real <laughs> conscious of it. Oh, that, that, some people get that. Yeah. yeah, I remember I was riding home on my bike in seventh grade, and it's hot as balls out. And some other kid goes, ugh, you've got sweat on your upper lip. That's disgusting. Okay. <laughs> So for 30 years now, I've been self-conscious about having beads of sweat <laughs> on my upper lip. Like, oh, no, I can't have that. Apparently, it's the grossest <laughs> thing there is. You know? <laughs> oh, oh, that's so wild. <laughs> my birthday but is this weekend, actually, so I might have Happy one birthday. beer. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. What a great birthday gift. Let me just say thank each and every one of you here. No, seriously, though, Woody, you, that guy, beautiful time. Love being here. And um, I'm going to go. Totally, no, I'm staying. But it is my birthday. I'm super excited. And uh, this was, Chiz hit me up, and it's uh, my, uh, it was a good birthday gift, for sure. I'm excited to be here. Did Chiz hit you you up today? I'm turning 25. What's up? When did Chiz hit you up? Uh, He, I have been talking to him uh, since, like, December. Oh, okay. (laughs) But he hit me up last night. He's like, yo, you want to be a guest? And I was, like, in the shower, and I was like, my girlfriend was here. I was like, babe, babe. (laughs) Tomorrow. It's happening. Like, she's like, can I come over? She was supposed to be here right now. And I was like, can you come over? No. You stay at your house. <laughs> I'm very busy. Did, did you misunderstand me? You dumb whore. Like, <laughs> you not paying attention? This is no, you're overstepping your bounds. I'm a, I'm a basically, you know, fighter. 
who can massage people. I'm not in a drought by any means. So you fucking listen. Yeah, but, no, it's it's great. No, it's beautiful. So what you were saying about the drinking episode, though, Woody, we should do it eventually. You know, I'm honestly not in a rush for it either. Like, <laughs> so there's none of us are pushing for it. But, but, uh, like Let's we, we it will now. eventually because people want to see it. But Is it you just haven't picked anything that's good to drink. Like if you there, oh, it's, there is it's on stuff the out up? there. So there wait, if, if I understand like. this correctly, provided I keep picking bad things to drink, we'll never have a drinking episode. Yeah, well, no, no, I'm saying like you're making yourself drink stuff that's like oh. grosser than what you would like. Like you're making yourself drink big, thick, like, like, uh, every <laughs> drinks and that, like I was watching you do that. Like, that's just awful. Like, why was he? Oh, I pretty like much did you, like the gallon milk challenge that night. Yeah, see, you, yeah. you basically you're like, oh man, drinking alcohol is so unpleasant. I'm gonna supplement it with a lot of milk and just let it. <laughs> it's like it's the only way. Like makes things right. When you could have just you like Angry Orchards, and you would have liked those. Like that's you, right up your alley. They are so sweet that you you couldn't hate it. You guys should do the opposite of a drinking, or do a drinking game, but like instead of alcohol or something, do like a G Fuel drinking game. Like, you know, every hour you gotta finish two shaker cups where the, and just as it goes on, whoever whoever has a heart attack first loses. Let's do it that way. <laughs> we could just do that with coffee. Or G espresso. Fuel's no or joke, coffee. man. Like, I, I, okay, so I don't drink a lot of coffee or G, or I guess I drink some G Fuel, but whatever. I don't drink a lot of it. So people ask me, like, does it work? Is it effective? Dude. Yes, it works. It wakes you the fuck up. And if you take it, if I take it after like four or five, that's a three a.m. night for me. Like, you know, <laughs> tried. Uh, it's called Redline. No, it's mm -hmm. uh, like a pre-workout and like you've been to the store, I'm sure, and you see like C4. Put this in fucking water and drink it. And you're gonna you're gonna be shaking on the way to the gym. Like this is something like that. Where, but you can get it at a gas station, and it's right next to the Red Bull. I don't remember if I've told it's, this. Before. It's not the five-hour energy drink. It's, no, it's no, no. Different. It's a bigger container than that. Uh, still not like a full beverage container, but it just said like energy. Like I guess it's a pre-workout energy, and I didn't read it. So I got one of those early in the morning before work a couple years ago. <laughs> guzzled it down real, real quick, and then got there, like threw it in the garbage. And my boss at the time was like, "Why are you drinking uh, Redline at?" 7 10 in the morning on like a wednesday i'm like because I, I didn't have a monster i just wanted to grab something real quick and he's like dude you're gonna be like sweating and shaking in a bit like you're not about to work out you're, you're just at work like you're gonna be in a rough spot i'm like i'm fine i drink so much soda my caffeine tolerance is through the roof like 15 20 minutes later i was like sitting in my office just kind of like like foot tapping like oh, all right oh, okay oh, like get out <laughs> I, I had to like, just walk around for a while because that shit is like a drug. Like Those things I have like two no, servings in it too. That drinking something like that, just to drink at a gas station, that is a true energy drink. It gives you so much energy, you're uncomfortable. Like, oh, you're only cool. supposed to drink half of one of those too. I like didn't before you look it up, at PJ. <laughs> <laughs> just killing them. It's like if you put go. like if if you buy a Red Bull, you don't like take a couple drinks, weigh it, and go, I'm good for now. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just thought it was like any other beverage that has like seven ounces in it. You just guzzle it down uh, and you're fine. The but, the uh, nice thing about G Fuel is I have like ten lifetimes supply of it. <laughs> so it's free. Really free. I, I we have like a, a basket devoted to G Fuel. We must have like 
like I don't know, 25, 30 pounds of G Fuel powder. <laughs> That's like, so ridiculous. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know. Let's shed tomorrow. <laughs> we, we have a, a basket like this big, but it, the top of it's overflowing. Like the Beverly Hills ba- wagon when they like leave for Tennessee or whatever. The, the Beverly Hills Hillbillies is an old reference. Never mind. Y'all children, <laughs> fuck you. We, we got, I actually just got you. sponsored yeah. by G-Fuel. You guys sponsored by G Fuel? Yeah, so I just got that and um, a couple other things, but super exciting. I just got a bunch of stuff. I don't know if you guys can see, you can't see this. Looks like a chessboard. Oh, yeah. Oh, so you can see it. I can't see it on I can see half a chessboard. Yeah. I got like, they sent me three of these and then sent me some like hats and shirts and stuff. Super excited because that's like the first time that anybody has said, hey, PJ, good job out there. If you want to do well with G Fuel, I'll tell you, they are not shy about hooking you up with what you need, right? So, like, you go into packs, right? If you want a backpack full of those stick packs or something, tell them. And they will be grateful that you're handing out free samples at packs. You know, if if you're like, hey, I'm going to do this thing. I wish I had a hat. Tell them. And they will happily give you it. Like, they're not... Anyway, if you want to pimp G Fuel, uh, don't be shy about asking for props or supplies or something. They're happy to do it. Cool. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's yeah. good advice. I will get all the backpacks. <laughs> so, Woody, who do you have now as your cup prediction, if you know anything about how it's been going? Uh, well, I'm going to take the Penguins, because I'm pretty sure they're up two games, right? They are. Yeah. yeah. So that's where the smart money goes at this point. <laughs> um, you think they're going to finish it in, in four, in five? I, no. I, well, five or six, I'll say. Five or six. Okay. I really hope that the Sharks get swept because... <laughs> Chiz will be I, so heartbroken. Chiz, oh my goodness. You know, I was trying to console him the other night. Like, Chiz, <laughs> it's okay. The series isn't over. And he's like, I'm just so invested with this teal team whose name escapes me. Uh, <laughs> I could hear the whales. First Bernie Sanders and now the San Jose Sharks. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I just, I don't want... The Penguins, like, people are all rooting for the Sharks because they've never won it, but I do not want any team to win that. I don't want any team to win their first cup until St. Louis gets one, gets their first. Like, we've already been, we've already been lapped by so many teams that it's just like, no, just, no, not you two, not you two. So, no, I'm hoping St. Louis has never won a cup. No. That's crazy. Like, because they've been good for a long time. St. Louis is. In their 50-year history, 49-year history, 50s next year, they've missed the playoffs eight times. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Hurricanes, probably in, like, their 15-year history, Jesus. also missed eight times-ish. And uh, they have a cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Oilers have missed the playoffs more since 2004 than, or since 2005 than the Blues have since And how since many cups do they have? They must have, like, ten cups. The Oilers have a, uh, they don't have any recently in the modern era. Right. Uh, so I, I really don't even consider cups as meaningful if they're before like 1990 at this point. Uh, just because if you go back and watch the game, even like Gretzky, like he couldn't do what he was doing then now. Yeah, but Gretzky. Like he'd still be a Sidney Crosby level guy, but he's he wouldn't be way better than Crosby, I don't think. Like players wouldn't give him special treatment for like not hitting him as hard and not starting shit. Like, you watch Gretzky, everybody had so much respect for him, they'd be like, you know, no, I'm not going to cheap shot Gretzky, that's fucking Wayne Gretzky. And Sidney Crosby, it's like, this guy's really good, I'm going to see if I can jab him in the ribs while nobody's looking, just fucking with people. Like, it's just a different era. But Dude, I, 
Sorry, Sharks fans. I don't want you to win. It hurts too much. I like that. I, I like how you described that. That makes a lot of Dude, sense. Dude, there are some players, like, this might be too early for America. Do you remember Barnaby? Uh, Barnaby, he played for Pittsburgh. Sure, Kyle knows. Rough uh, guy. He was one of the agitators. He was a good fighter, but he was an especially good provoker. And, oh, um, nasty. Yeah. There was a guy, Avery, I think, for the Rangers who did the same sort of thing. John Avery. Yeah, yeah and he would just so find. Shit. Dude, they had to. Dude, during the playoffs, they made a new rule for him. Because he was. T- the, if for I sure. remember it right. It's the knee rule. What is it? Isn't it the knee to knee rule? No, what I'm thinking. I, if I remember right, he literally stood in the goalie and waved his stick in front of his face. Oh. And there was no rule against it. And they're like, shit, quick, we need a rule against this. Because, <laughs> because, because this guy's fucking doing this. Like, no one's ever done this before. Where they just fuck with goalies. You know, just like, wait even. And, uh... And, and like, I'm not touching you. Yeah, like, by the next game, they're like, well, I guess we need a rule against that. You know, and they made one. It's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. I, the agitators, I hate them when they play against me, but I find them entertaining. Oh, I, we're going to lose our agitator this year that we've had for a couple of years, Steve Ott, who is just the <coughs> best at fucking with people and getting under their skin. Before he was on the Blues, he was on the uh, the Buffalo Sabres and the Dallas Stars. When he was on the Dallas Stars, there's still a clip of him as the agitator, like, going down, like, in the, you know how they line up for the face-off. On the side, there are two guys. Mm-hmm. On the other side, there are two guys. He was on this side, you know, lining up. And they were kind of pushing each other back and forth, you know, like fucking with each other. You want to go? I'll go if you go. Like just talking shit. And they lean in for the face-off, and he goes over, and he licks all the way up the guy's face mask. And he just goes, and then goes back to looking, and the guy's just like. (laughs) (laughs) And he just totally got in that dude's head, because it's like, what? This has never happened before. (laughs) Dealing with a crazy person. I don't know what's going on. That guy licked me. Like, <laughs> he licked me! <laughs> oh, I love shit like that. I want them to eventually mic up those kind of players so you can hear. Like that uh, Blackhawks player got in trouble for saying faggot in the uh, the penalty box against the Blues this, this series because the camera was on him and it just showed him perfectly mouthing like, like mm-hmm. perfectly <laughs> screaming. And... That's such a, a non-issue in the NHL. I guarantee they're saying worse shit than that. Talking about like people's dead parents, like anything to get them to fight you. I f- like I forget what it was. There was a um, a Philadelphia player against somebody else, and he called him a frog. And um, I didn't know this, and I don't know what he knew, but he knew it was something that French Canadians hated to be called. And uh, I think he might have called him a fucking frog. And the two hated frog. each other. They hated each other all the time. No, apparently it's like an insult you say to French Canadians. Because they eat frogs. Oh, yeah. I think you're just saying that. <laughs> How much you want to bet? Uh, $5. Deal. All right. Uh, Briz boy. Why Brisbois. do they call... Uh, called French. Vaclav Proposol. I think it's uh, French people in general, though. I, 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 I'm, and I'm, that's why they do it to the French Canadian. I'm guessing. Uh, I guess they called. Yeah, <laughs> Brisbois and Prospal called him a frog during a 4-4 tie in that, Ottawa, December 27th. An insult <laughs> that French Canadian players have endured for decades, and that Brisbois <laughs> wants. To... 
<laughs> yeah, the guy literally had no idea that it was. Apparently, they like he got in trouble. He got like reprimanded by the league. I don't know if he, he was suspended or what. It was this big deal, and he's like, "That guy, that guy does everything he can to get under my skin. He's always getting me." He's like, "I apologize to French Canadians around the world, yeah. but not him. He is excluded from my apology." You know, like I like that guy. He's his feelings aren't hurt. You know, he, he's just using this as yet another tool to piss me off. And obviously, it was an effective one. But, yeah, he, he like, so This got... is from the year 2000. And there is a whole article on canoe.ca slash hockey Ottawa archive about how... Well, he's a moderator there. <laughs> ...heard about this. What's that? I hadn't even heard about this. I didn't know that Frog was something You know, that you... you want someone to talk hockey with. I'm your boy. I told you. Yeah. Yeah, this is the subsection of hockey that I want to devote my time. <laughs> it's, it's non-slurs that some guy... It, no, it, it even says here... It's not just uh, a hockey where, thing. Where is it? Um, I'm from uh, Prosball, who is from the Czech Republic, said he wasn't aware saying frog could be taken as hateful. Uh, I admit I say these things in heat of game. I apologize to team. <laughs> this is what he said. I apologize to team. Um, but I, I, I remember, like, if I, if I have this right, and I think I do, he specifically said, but not to this guy. This guy and I have a history, and he's just doing this in an effort to get me in you trouble. You know, a part of hockey that you should watch, Kyle, that you would actually enjoy, uh, that's not the actual game, is look up post-game interviews of Russian players and East European <laughs> players. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko, our all-star goal scorer could not string together a coherent sentence his first year in St. Louis to where they're like, uh, and, and they're pushing him as the face of the franchise because he's the first yeah. superstar we've had. So they're like, Vladimir, how you liking St. Louis so far? How different isn't it in Russia? And he's like, it is uh, much nice here in uh, United States. Uh, it, uh, very, very, uh, <laughs> and like this postseason has gotten so much better. But they asked him, like, in an interview, they're like, Tarasenko, do, do you regret uh, not turning it on until so late in the third at the last game? Seems like he must be really agitated about that. And he's like, what is this word regret? And they're like, <laughs> you, you wish you could go back and change something. He's like, why would I be talking now about this? I, it has already happened. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it, just <laughs> or maybe that's just fucking culture. Don't look back. Yeah, no. I couldn't relate to that at all. He's like, why would we talk about that now? It's over. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, um, yeah, that actually does sound fun. I always like the post-whatever interviews. The, the post-UFC uh, interviews are, are sometimes really good because they're often beaten up and shit. And, uh, you know, they're out there all beaten and bloody. You know, they just got their asses kicked sometimes. <laughs> he's out there, he's like, well, you know, it didn't go how I want it too clearly, you know? Um, <laughs> when he was on top of me, uh, what did he hit me with? Was that a chair? Oh, it's just his fists. His fists. Oh God, it felt like a chair. Oh, something, something definitely went inside me. I thought it was, I thought it was part of the chair, but you know, like they're just all beaten up. I like that part. Yeah, I like insensitive questions from reporters right after big losses in UFC because I don't care enough about the sport to like be invested and be like that's disrespectful. But just to see a guy with his eyes swollen shut and they're being like, uh, scale of one to ten, how would you rate your performance? He's like. Well, if I could open my mouth and tell you, if it wasn't wired shot, I'd say I wish I could go back and do it again. Like, it's, it's just... You really needed this money for your, your daughter's college fund. How do you feel now that you lost? Like, uh, 
shit. Not good. <laughs> <Little> things. <laughs> Yeah, Looks like little Susie's going to public school. <laughs> Christ. Dude, Hope and Colin. Well, Colin's done school. Today he took his last test. And Hope's done tomorrow. So summer is about to begin. Oh, and then the real work begins around the Woodworth household. Hope's summer job this year is shadowing me. Uh, there's one oh, guy who keeps writing that, last. like, Hope's my favorite character in this show. I hope I see more of her. Oh, yeah. We got a new camera woman. She's gonna when we strap that paramotor to a go kart, you know, she's gonna be filming it. So that's gonna be hilarious. Is I she getting wait. paid for this, or is it an internship, so to speak? Um, is she being paid in in housing and food? Is what I think she should be paid in. <laughs> she what what it is is she really wants to go to this speech and debate camp this summer, and I'm like, get a job, you know, like I. I and we came up with this sort of compromise where her job will be working for me, which she's I think so, might be pretty cool. So, I, like, like, I'm just imagining like, like that the 15 year old or 16 year old me like that summer, like, oh god, if I only could save up enough money to go to speech and debate camp. And <laughs> I think I was like, I'd really like a, a faster car. Could we give me a Corvette this time? Could, could, let's get something fast. Like, like she just completely couldn't care less. Yeah, I would not. Have... I still don't understand that. <laughs> she's yeah. a good kid. Obviously, I mean, it's not like she's like I want to learn to do crystal meth. She's like she wants to go to speech and debate <laughs> camp. Like, like clearly that's a that's a great and admirable admirable thing. But it's just like, come on, it's fun time. <laughs> yeah, I I would not want to go to a speech camp. That sounds that sounds oh my god that sounds so boring. Like it's it's good that. It's something she likes. I'm sure it's healthy and it's I mean you're better than drugs. But <laughs> Well, it depends on the drug. Yeah, yeah. If it's, you know, HGH or whatever, apparently that's hunky dory. Just talk to your local pediatrician and he'll hook you up. <laughs> you know, I'll be, you want a sucker too, Kyle? <laughs> but yeah. I, I would mm -hmm. never go to a speech camp unless my parents made me. I never well, went to any camps. Um I I, I I don't I think I've ever went to any kind of summer camp where you did a thing. That yeah, that that's part of where I was coming from with hope is like, you know, I really want to go to speech and debate camp. I think I want you to support me in this and that. And it's like, girl, like I went to, I think, one camp in my life and it was computer camp. And uh, hope has gone to three in a summer. I'm just like, dude, three camps in one summer. Yeah. And it's that's like too many camps. You need too to many camp. start, uh, you know, like give it back a bit. She's so that's more of a survivalist than we are at this point. They're, yeah. they're not can't like you know I, she's I staying know, in like dorm part. rooms and stuff part. that's the lamest part if i'm being honest is that it's not an actual camp like if you go to when i think of computer camp i still imagine you in the woods with cabins that's true just, yeah. <laughs> it, it really was yeah i mean as a matter of fact we were in computer camp but everyone all the other campers were in like regular camp you're shitting so, me were they canoeing while you were learning to code like what the fuck yes but it's what i wanted like i was very excited about it i came in thinking i was going to be like the smartest coder i was not um but uh but yeah you know i was really excited like we, we were like learning fractals and like making stars and shit, oh my graphical God. stuff and uh, um you know i i was I, at the time i wasn't using any loops or like really logic flow in my coding and uh like it just went from top to bottom and did its thing yeah and uh you know they taught me that i was really excited about it. i like computers yeah but all the other kids and i'll say this they totally underrated my swimming and it pissed me off this is like before i was surfing or anything but i was a damn competent swimmer and uh damn fine yeah, I mean, I was I was a drown-proof kid. Like, 
That's a challenge. And <laughs> yeah, you're, one, you're one heavy rug away from proving for me proving you wrong. I, I <laughs> Drown proof is a term they use for when kids can get themselves back to the to shore or whatever. And uh, uh, you know, so like if I fall off the dock. It's not an issue, right? Yeah, you only have to prove them wrong once. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, they didn't like let me go out in the deep yeah, part the of Titanic the lake. Titanic was undrownable. When I would have been fine. So, yeah. My worst camp experience. I've, I've talked about one when I was older, I think, before. But when I was really young, I, I got duped so many times by my parents into like they'd give me like a pamphlet of like you're going to X, Y, and Z camp for a week and like it'd show people like on blobs and zipline and you know like street hockey and it's like oh my god this is gonna be so dope like who's going? Steve's going? Ted's gonna be there? Like Tim? This is gonna be great and then you get there and it is so religious that you just <laughs> you can't do anything what we would do I shit you not uh, we'd wake up every morning I was ten, right. uh, the first time I guess I was like nine nine or ten and all my friends were there, so we were all excited. We never, none of us had gone. It was like 9 to 13, 9 to 12, the ages. So we were the youngest that got to go that year. And we show up, wake up at 7 o'clock in the morning, go to eat breakfast until 8. Then we had a chapel from 8 until 10.30 or 11. Oh, God. Where you just had to listen to a bunch of suit musicians use the same two chords and sing about God in different ways. Lord, and, I and lift your name on high. Come on. Literally, that song. And <laughs> yeah, that's their favorite. 11 to like 3, you get some free time. But they were Nazis about it, where it was like, oh, you want to go on the blob, do you? Oh, well, you're going to have to get a chaperone down to the blob. And it just so happens all the chaperones are talking about God. And if you want to grab one of them, you're going to have to talk about God with them while you're jumping on the blob, and it's going to ruin all the fun. Then at 3 o'clock. <laughs> then at 3 o'clock. But I love to sing your praises. I know that whole song. I remember it. <laughs> 5 p.m. that night, or whatever time dinner was, you have dinner till like 5.45, 6. You go back into that chapel room, and they had another two and a half or three hour sing song believe in god or go to hell party you know what this was called was it called super wow super wow no yeah i went to a thing called super wow i was lured into somehow they made me work to go i had to i had to help them make barbecue chicken for like three weekends like slathering the chicken breasts with this vinegar I'll mix computer camp delicious. kicks your camp's ass My, yeah they were like it's nothing but water like verses at camp they were like, it's nothing but super soaker fights, wrestling, and uh, and what was the other thing that they said we're gonna be doing? It? Oh, and playing at the beach in the water and 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 in a water park. <clears throat> we it were doing science all day. You're in the <laughs> biggest church you've ever seen in your life. Twenty thousand of us singing that song and watching the this like man and woman put on these bullshit religious skits oh, where they're God, like skits. You you had skits too. They're like faced oh, with like, like decisions like. Like, like they don't know if they should have premarital sex or not, and then they like stop, break the fourth wall, and face the crowd. Susie doesn't know what to do. Mark says he wants to pound her pussy, but God doesn't <laughs> like that. And they're just like actual like, words. Oh, no. That's why she gives up the butt. Yeah, <laughs> that's the Christian the way. That's how you've been sure. I that's want to. Uh, I'm so glad you had that same experience, Kyle, be or a similar experience, because it is so un to be nine years old. 
and to be cringing at a 43-year-old man and, like, his wife talking about... Are we talking about, about my channel? <laughs> like, to watch that, it's... To watch that at that age and understand how uncomfortable it is is, is a profound level of self-awareness that can only be found in the most awkward of situations. I think I was 13. I think I was 13. Um, I was the only one with a super soaker. We never had a super soaker battle, um, even though I brought mine from home. Um, we didn't watch a lot of wrestling, but I didn't like that anyway. I was really just there for the water park, and that was just one afternoon. But be be between, like, sandwiched between churches. Like, like morning church and afternoon <laughs> church and water park in the middle? What kind of shit is that? Oh, kids! Hey, get out of the big wave pool! We gotta learn about Christ! Oh like, no, there's no time to dry up all the way, so just sit down and kinda be wet for three hours. It doesn't <laughs> matter, because you're nine and you have to do what we say. Like, Let the stench of chlorine permeate, permeate the air while I teach you about Isaiah. <laughs> yeah, all the girls' blonde hair is like turning green and nasty by the end of the week. But, I went um, to, yeah. um, I went to, for my freshman year in high school, I went to Gorman, which is like a Catholic Christian high school. Mirka went, you went to like a religious I went to a, school, right? a religious school, yeah. So it was a private religious school, and we had like a class where they made us do the whole Bible story thing or whatever. Slept through every class, of course. But gosh dang, I have never met so many bad kids in my life. Like, those every, yeah, it was terrible. Awesome parties, lots of cocaine, but. You know, we were 13, so I'm just... That's the thing about private schools, that, like, all the parents who send their kids to private schools have this weird delusion. Because a lot of the kid parents who send their kids to private schools are parents who went to public schools, and then they did well enough that they're like, all right, we're going to send our kid here, give him a leg up. <laughs> He's going to be and the so best it, kid. <laughs> it's always to be helpful, and they always think, you know, shit, you know, shit happens at public school that doesn't happen here. No. No, it's the same shit, except everybody has more money to spend. And so, <laughs> so there is no, like, like, lull in where it's, like, everybody's just into weed. It's, like, the accelerating, like, fucking sea-doo of danger of, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> just hitting different drugs at such a faster rate. Like, weed's not enough. Now we gotta start boozing. Now we gotta, let's see if we can get some ecstasy. Oh, some molly. That's even more pure. Let's check out some cocaine. And it's just, like, that's what happens, because all you need to have is one really rich friend. And in that's those seventh grade. Well, that's it. Yep, seventh grade. Exactly. Yeah, that's I had just puberty, I guess. Or I, I was three years <laughs> into it. So I wonder. I had been a man grown for many years at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we nearly sent Hope to a Quaker school. <laughs> and, uh, like. Quaker school? She wears a bonnet and speaks with spoken Time out. Time out. You initially sent Hope to a Quaker school? Nearly. So, um, when we... Whose idea was this initially? Who was the first person to go, I like bonnets? <laughs> we, um... Come, so, Hope has never just, like, gone to the default school, right? Like, her whole time, she went to year-round school, like, through most of her childhood. And that yeah. sent her to, like... I, don't, I get magnet and charter and all that shit mixed up. But, you know, it was always sending her to some school that you attend by choice. And when it went, when she was going into high school, again, it was like, well, like the, the local one's okay, but we had heard there was like too much pot there. And, and some girls that she didn't like from middle school were going to be there. It was? I, almost enough, I guess. So um, when we were choosing schools, there was like, well, here's the, she ended up going to research Triangle Park High, which is like a tech focus, a robotics team and stuff. But we looked at like a couple other like charter, magnet, whatever. And one of them was a Quaker school. It was like, a, you know, it was something friend school. And uh, 
they have these like kids that are tour guides and they are perfect children right they're like good looking they're studious they like just the right amount of respect for adults slash like independent pride like like you see these kids and you're like holy fuck like this is what i want mine to turn into like (laughs) this is like the perfect child automaton droids (laughs) and uh you're like so this school turns out these like this is the model that i would you know that that, that would be fantastic and uh can um, i just have that one (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Negro boy on the left. <laughs> she it was a girl and she was <laughs> black. Yeah. And and yeah, so, what, <laughs> you know, like have a, 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 a like a, a switch where you're like hitting them in the back of the legs, like testing them. <laughs> he's got he's got one of those like like people calipers. He's like he's like pinching his arm right here looking at the measure. Yes, yes, very good. But there were lots those of things on your head to study phrenology. Like, <laughs> ah, a little bit of a lump in the back shows a malformed prefrontal cortex, of course. Yeah. There were no grades no at good, the school. No good. Dr. Quack. There was yeah. no schedule really at the school. There were no lockers, so the kids just left their shit all over the hallways. And and there's Way no to prepare for real life. <laughs> and there was no uh, theft either. Like people, there were just like iPads sitting in the hallways and Utopia? stuff. I don't know. Like it, we applied for it, and uh, she was on the waiting list. And somewhere, like she probably would have been picked off the waiting list because she was like first or second. But somewhere along there, we got worried that all the other kids had gone through first through eighth together and she would be an outsider till the day she graduated and we're like i don't know about that it'd be nicer to put her to school where everyone was the way they pick those people that you were seeing the cream of the crop like those are hand picked yeah uh, hope does it now at her school i have a story where i uh the person who usually did that like the ambassador to the school or whatever the fuck some goody two-shoes kid like hope who does very well in school uh they picked me to replace him one day because they asked me, would you, mind, would you mind doing this? Because uh, I won't say because Michael isn't here today to do it. And I was like, fine, whatever. Like, I'll do it. Uh, so you basically get a kid for the whole day where he comes in and stays a whole day at the school and looks around. So it's it's almost like you get to skip class a little bit because you can make stuff up and be like, well, we're going to leave about 10 minutes early because we got to make sure we get there and to make sure this new kid, you know, he's the priority. Uh, so I got a kid from Kenya, and he spoke English all right, showed up. He was adopted by parents. I don't fully get it. Missionaries apparently just go to Kenya, and then they hold tryouts, and then they pick the kid who wins and adopt him and bring him back to the U.S. <laughs> and I guess this kid won the competition, like the, the 06 winner. And he came in, and they are like, Taylor, you need to show him around and take him to all your classes today. And I was like, all right. And so I, I didn't have any experience with it. So he was asking me questions that I didn't have answers to, like, and uh, what what is it the uh, time to do if uh, if I do not uh, bring a lunch? And it's like it's fine, man. Like you can you can just go down there and then they'll give you some lunch. Like I'm sure not, they're not going to make you pay. Like it's no big deal. And he's like, oh, I understand. And it's like, okay, I, I don't know if you do, but we're going to keep going. And <laughs> was he deaf? Lunch lunch rolls around, and I get in line. He's behind me. As far as I know, just standing behind me. I go through, get all my stuff, get my food, and I have, like, the two vouchers or whatever for me and him because I got my lunch free that day for being a good Samaritan. And I turn around to find him, and this kid's fucking gone. And I went to private school, and so I could pick out a black face back there. 
in this crowd of people if need be. Like, I should have been able to be like, Bo, gotcha. Come over here. Like, Jog it up. You're good at that. Like, oh, God. <laughs> and really nice guy, but I looked back and he was fucking gone. And so I backtracked, went through the whole line, this weave, couldn't find this kid. And I looked around the entire lunch hour, first being like, God damn it. Like, I told him to stay with me. By the end of like the 45 minutes, I haven't eaten. I can't find this kid. I checked all the bathrooms. Uh, I, I was just looking around the school desperately, and I didn't want to go up to the whatever lady runs this shit and be like, hey, you know how three, almost four hours ago you told me to watch this guy? <laughs> I, I botched it. My bad. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't want to do that. So I looked around, skipped my next class, just walking around trying to find this Kenyan kid who nobody had, had brought back in yet. And I found him at the tennis courts. No tennis ball. No tennis racket. He was just sitting on the tennis courts, and he told me it was because it was a really nice day. <laughs> yeah. and you gotta so, learn to appreciate the little things, you know? Yeah, but it was like, d d dude, like, you almost fucked me here. Like, <laughs> That's the main like concern. For losing you, and you're just sitting out here on the tennis courts. Like, he didn't, he didn't even look over and have a look of like, oh, you know, oh, you found me. It was just kind of like, oh, he's here as well. Now we're both on the tennis court. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know he was lost. Yeah, he didn't know he was lost. He was just enjoying it, but... Uh, I didn't ever do. I never got asked back to to do that. Well, you did a great job. Win win. He did end up going to the school, so I guess I was pretty good. You know, like <laughs> uh, I guess he just thought you could walk out to the tennis courts whenever. So <laughs> take a break. Did you guys have any walkouts in your high school? Like, did walk kids out. ever riot or anything? No. Mm -hmm. One day I had a walkout, kind of. Not really. It snowed here in Vegas, which is amazing. And by snow, I mean tiny pieces of ice fell and then melted on the ground as soon as they hit the ground. It was amazing. I called my dad. and I was like, hey, dad, uh, everybody's leaving because everybody did go outside during these classes. And we were all like, what? There's snow. No way. Like everybody left their class to go outside. And the teachers didn't want it to happen. But there were too many of us. So we did. And um, <laughs> I called my dad. And I was like, yo, it's, it's a snow day. Everybody's leaving. Everybody's going home. I don't know how old I was, like 13. Everybody's going home. Nobody's here. The teachers are cool with it. My dad came by and picked me up, and by the time he came, like there was no more snow. Everybody was back inside except for me. I went home, slept the rest of the day, and that was my walkout personally. But that's the only <laughs> so thing. You just got to skip school, <laughs> basically. Nice. It was amazing. Yeah, terrific. We had this Japanese exchange student named Yushi or Yoshi or something like that, and um, she was a senior-ish. I don't know because she went to the first three years in Japan, and they weren't going to let her walk. You know, I guess she didn't have this is walking for graduation where they hand you a diploma and she didn't have all the credits and stuff that you're supposed to do. But she wanted the experience of graduating from high school. So she's like, yeah, just just let me walk. I want to put on the gown. I want to you know, be like a real American high school student you now in their last year. And she took all the senior courses and everything. So that was kind of her her peer group. And when the school decided they weren't going to let her walk, all the students did a walkout. You know, they just like. Everyone knew, like, psh, you know, one, you know, noon, we're all gonna walk out. And psh, between this period and that <coughs> period, everyone's walking out, and so everyone knows about the walkout. And everyone is like, "Are we walking out? Like, is this for real? Is this a thing that we're gonna do?" And um, I'm like sitting in class, and I'm on like the second floor, and one of the main entrance exits is below me, out the window, and I just see people pouring out, like. <sighs> 
hundreds of kids just like flowing out of this door. And there's tennis courts across the street filling up. And all, my whole class is like, well, I guess there's a walkout. Like, like <laughs> it was almost like, oh, shit, we're supposed to be outside. You know, like, oh, my bad. Here I am sitting in class, not really following, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, the horde mentality. Well, it, it almost seemed like I was obeying the rules. Like, you know what, I'm not, apparently I'm not supposed to be in class. All the kids are outside. So guidelines. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I walk out and everyone starts chanting like, "Yet yeah, Yoshi, let Yoshi walk, let Yoshi walk." So I chanted too. I mean, I'm nothing if not obedient. So uh, uh, they, the school started like threatening stuff, like you know, if you don't come in now, you're getting suspended. If you don't come in now, you guys are getting expelled. And even me, and I'm dumber than most at this point in my life, I'm like, eh. I just don't think they're going to expel a thousand kids. <laughs> I, I think this whole thing would fall apart without these thousand kids. Yeah, because like, the school had like 1,300 kids, and there there were over a thousand people outside. You know, and, and like um, the news vans start like racing in to cover it and stuff. The police come to do like crowd control, and uh, you know, we're all peaceful and chanting and stuff, and... I'm just standing around. I never met Yoshi. Like, this isn't really something that's near and dear to my heart in this walkout. And uh, I think they actually, like, capitulated. Like, right there on the spot in order to get kids to go back to class. They're like, all right, we'll let her walk. So, um, like, a week later, uh, I remember one guy was, like, my brother's friend. And, or my brother's friend's girlfriend's friend or something. Like I was like vaguely connected a few ways through. And there was this person. You can only miss 18 days of school. This is a number that I knew well because it's, it's <laughs> like, you know how grownups get like 14 vacation days or 10 vacation yeah. days and they take them all? That's what I did with my sick days. I was like, all right, you can miss 18 days. Nine excused, nine unexcused, and it's my obligation. You know, they just go to waste if you don't take them, right? So I, anyway, she did not have it. It's like PTO. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's paid time off, exactly. So um, uh, that's how I consider my, my sick days. She didn't have it so well counted, and she missed something like 23 and a half days of school, and they weren't going to let her move on. And uh, so they tried to stage another walkout for her. And it was the same sort of deal, except instead of 100 kids pouring out the door, five did. And, yeah, and there is just five kids, and they start the chant and everything. And everyone's looking outside. But this time we're just laughing at their <laughs> unsuccessful walkout. And uh, It worked so well last time. Yeah. What's going on? And it's they so were cool. yeah, you, can't, you can't strike gold twice that – or you can't tap that keg. And twice this, that quickly you know like it's like the coney 2012 thing <laughs> like even now if somebody came back and was like hey coney 2016 let's get it on like you know the reckoning no. let's get Too it soon. under control people would, people would be like no no that dude was jacking off in the street i don't trust you and yoshi like, was like a good student a good kid she had good grades she was a pretty girl and like i don't know people rallied around her um, this was a, a metalhead, right? Leather jacket with the Bon Jovi fringes hanging off it and stuff. Yeah. Missing like twenty some days of school. It yeah, just, no mass appeal. To yeah, that it guy. just wasn't. Nobody the... wanted to fuck that guy. No, and so nobody's walking out, you know, in solidarity for you know metalhead Richard who, you know, wears scary T-shirts to school. Exactly. And those big boots. Um, big big Nobody boots. ever would do a walkout for that guy in your class who wore a trench coat. Because there's one in all of your classes, guaranteed, who wore a trench coat around. Or was there not? We definitely had a trench coat. Oh, yeah. It was for, it, no you one had a trench that. coat guy? We had two. Boom. See? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I think it's a scary. I almost got yeah. into a fight with the with the trench coat kid. I've told the story <laughs> Never before. get into a fight with the trench coat kid. All right? I know. I don't, I don't I know, know how it would have gone. Win, you lose. He comes back the next day. We all know what happens. It's not good. All right. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Go you can hide mine. weapons under there, even if it's not a gun. It's just like a bat. Like that could fuck you up. Yeah. Like, yeah. All weapons. Well, most weapons provide a really significant advantage. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. Hence the weapons. That's mm. why people bring them. We have a machete. <laughs> like a machete, Kyle. <laughs> well, your walkout story was far better than my walkout story. I'm ashamed now. Yeah, you just skipped school. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> yeah. That's what happened. Dude, I had like 47 missed days of school my senior year or something. It was pretty bad. It was Wait, good stuff. Seven yeah, I had days? so many. But if you go to a private school, it's not like public school where they're like, well, if you miss more than 18 or more than 22, by state standards, you cannot graduate. Private school, it's like... Hey, you you got to come to school today, Taylor. And it's like, oh, did, did is the tuition paid? Are my grades all right? <laughs> and I'm gonna not. Teacher to pick me up, the hot <laughs> one, preferably. <laughs> yeah. Circling no, back. That. Uh, that's a full circle right there. That's beautiful. Mm. But you know, I went to private school for only um, a few years. I was in public school like my senior year and junior and everything. Uh, so yeah, they they were mad at me. I, I could say that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so who's excited for COD 4 Remastered? I am, right? Kyle's yeah, definitely excited. so. I think that's going to be fun. Um, one of my old COD 4 buddies Skyped me the other day. He's like, so we're getting the team back together? I was like, yes! Oh, impulse? The team back together. Uh, no, I don't think you know him. It's, 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 oh. it's too much. That's but, so... Uh, I, I played with him. I'm super excited. I played with that guy. Okay. Well, it's too much. He was... Uh, yeah, Skype me the other day, but I've got all his, all those guys on Skype. Uh, I got Impulse and Socrates. And I wonder if they still. Play. I'll play with Socrates. It'll be like a 1.2 KD now. He's all rusty. <laughs> I'm going negative. It's like, yeah, we're gonna put the old team back together. We're like some high school football team in their 40s. We <laughs> can't throw or catch anymore. Yeah, you've been smoking <laughs> for 12 years. <laughs> I've been so, playing a lot of Doom lately, though. I, I got Doom for <laughs> Xbox One, and mm -hmm. the campaign is really fun for that. It's uh, you know, there's a ton of different weapons and. Uh, tons and tons of different bad guys and it's really brutal and gory and uh, lots of nasty stuff and you know you chainsaw people in half and explode smashing heads in that right smash yeah you once you weaken an enemy enough he starts kind of flashing and that's your cue to like move in and do a physical attack on him and depending <laughs> and depending on the enemy and like what angle you're attacking him from you'll do all these unique things where like sometimes he just gets their skull and just crushes it and sometimes he'll just like so punch their violent. face in and uh, all kinds of stuff. It's 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 a lot of fun. I like it a lot. Do you think if they came out with Half Life Three, it'd be a huge commercial success? I'm not the one to ask about that. Well, I, mean, I've I never don't played know. the first two. Yeah, yeah. I, like like I couldn't care less like about Half Life Three. I, I know it's a big deal on the internet. Everybody's what like, what is oh. it about? Like, what kind of game is it? Alien Space Invaders. So you, no yeah. interest. You play a scientist working in, on Earth, like in a like big facility of some sort and uh shit i'm gonna have this story wrong but like for some reason aliens come and they kill most of your co-workers the co-workers that are left are not always necessarily on your side and um you need to get out of this place and that's that's essentially half-life and then you get above ground and shit i'm messing Who are it you? up are you like a general or are you uh, uh just a dude no you're a uh, like a lab worker scientist a doctor you have a phd but um, you have a suit that you find early in the game that makes you resistant. You know, it makes you kind of a minor league superhero. Like you can't fly, but you're strong and uh, resistant to being hit. 
Sounds kind of like Dead Space a little bit, except instead of a doctor, Doom. it's an engineer. Doom in is Dead very Space. much like Dead Space. I mean, very, very much like Dead Space, in both in the, the layout and the missions you do and all that stuff. Although at one point you get to go to hell, which was interesting. Mm -hmm. You actually go to hell. Did you uh, beat it yet? I got to be close. I'm, I'm real close to the end, I would say. Did you I've pick up like the BFG 9000 and use it in the room with like every bad character you meet along the way? Um, it, that thing's only got four shots in it. Um, I'm out of ammo. It didn't take long. I think long. the room comes with tons of more ammo. Yeah, if if I remember right, you'll get to a place where, like, they, it is the, this old Doom or new? I thought Doom? that was the same. I thought it was a remake. Well, they've definitely made some alterations. Nah, I don't know. I, I just know by like videos I've seen, and uh, they seem to act like it's just like all the monsters are in the same place. It's the same map. It's it's like remastered. I don't know though. I could be off. There's a lot of jumping and grabbing ledges. Was that a thing before? Because there's so much of it that, it, and there's a lot of like, um, you've got to you've got to stand there and look around and be like, all right, so I'm gonna jump from this ledge to that ledge, and I gotta time it just right so that the train doesn't hit me, and then I gotta immediately turn around, spin, jump, and climb up on the catwalk, and then that's gonna lift me to the next level, and I gotta jump off and do it all over again. There's a lot of that. Um, I'm not sure. Actually, it's been so long, and like this is literally I played these things in the '90s. Like I was yeah, playing. It, I don't think in the '90s they had the ability to do what's going on here. It, it's it's like Dead Space with lots of puzzles and uh, not. Uh, yeah, lots of puzzles and yeah. uh, the, jumping around on ledges and trying to you know get. Obviously, there's the getting the key cards to to go to through you know the blue card, the green card, the yellow card, whatever. Mm -hmm. But but it's it's really fucking hard to get those cards. You got to hop and jump and. When you're in hell, you're jumping on these floating like islands of rock, um, and it's really precarious. And you've got like a double jump feature where you know you, you know how double jump works. Yeah, sure. Um, I, I have I don't to know. look at it again. It's been it's so a lot long. of fun. It's it's a lot of fun. I, I I'm glad I got on the console too because it just feels like a, it feels like it's more fun on the console. I, I don't like shooters on the on the PC. Maybe I would if I got uh, better at it, but. People, RTS um, is definitely best on the, with the I, mouse. I gotta get more games in. I've been playing so much Call of Duty, man. I need to play more. I want to play Overwatch. That looks fun. Yeah, I've seen a lot of videos of it. I know it's very popular, but dude, that Wings of Redemption should seen. play Overwatch. Should he? I don't know if he'd like that either. I don't know. To me, it's a first-person shooter, and it <clears> is the rage right now. Like, did you watch his last video? The vlog. Yeah, I thought it was yeah, terrible. I saw it. I, like, what was he even talking about? He, he didn't get to anything good. The title was great. It was like Gangster Grandma, Drew M.I.A., and something else or, that was sounded interesting. And like, I watched the whole thing, and it's just him you know, talking but not really saying anything. I wish he had planned it a bit more. Like, I don't mean to rip him to shreds or anything, but I remember like I'm watching it, and within 10 seconds, he's like, ah, oh, hmm. Yeah, I don't know really what I'm going to talk about. Yeah. Well, it's July. It's not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> seconds in, that's when they happen. Yeah, oh, wings is the best. <laughs> and uh, I did a duel on with wings like during M Dub Three, and he didn't oh, yeah. link me. And that's it. <laughs> he's the best. I love him. <laughs> that's funny. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I watched that, and and it sounded like he had some good ideas, though. Um, I've always been an advocate for the Gangster Grandma Show or the Wings Family Show or whatever you want to call it. You know, King of Cox, whatever. Um, so the idea of getting her on camera more and asking her questions, I think that was my idea for, you know, like two years ago. And he did like two episodes of it and then stopped. It's so. a great idea. As a daily vlogger, I guess five days a week. Can you call yourself a daily vlogger? I don't yeah, know. that's like a work week. That's good. Close enough. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's easy to underestimate how much effort it takes. You know, like 
it's funny. I, I've been thinking, like, hey, if you could be any kind of YouTuber, what would you be? You know, and uh, makeup girl. Yeah. Maybe I know it's profitable, which might be where you were headed, right? Because their ad rates are so. It's high. also great. Like, like, like you, you, the whole thing is about being you're, you're pretty and, and you're good with your makeup. And hey, if you age, then all of a sudden you can advertise advertise a whole new line of products. It's great. Yeah. It's a great job. You're probably hot if you're doing it anyway. You're probably like getting getting tons of dick. That's what you're into. And, and <laughs> it making is. tons of money, Selling you know, slinging L'Oreal. You're getting paid coming, going, and standing because L'Oreal wants to run a pre-roll ad on your video, and they want you to use their their lipstick in the in the vi in the video when you're you know. Uh, and your fans are happy. Be my to pick. Oh, and because it would definitely be my pick. So like you know, there, there's gamer, there's daily vlogger, there's um like blockbuster maker. You know, um like I think. Of, the best example is Epic Rap Battles. Um, uh, the Shooting Can Channel. There's a lot of cool stuff. But um, Makeup Girl, I think I'm as, as better as I am compared to where I used to be. I'm not wired for like tons of negative criticism. And I feel like no one's set up for judgment more than Makeup Girl. Nah, nah. See, see, it's women on these videos. It's not true. Dudes. It's, it's women not, coming to these videos to learn boys. techniques. Yeah. They're coming to your video because it says like, um, um, what do they call it? Um, when you the, when they contouring, the, contouring. Thank you. I know yeah. because Melissa watches a lot of these makeup yeah. girls. It's and... like contouring with light skin tones, contouring with like pale skin, and like every girl with pale skin is like, I want to learn how to contour correctly and not look like a clown. So they're watching an, a girl who looks like them use use the product that they're pimping to achieve what they want. It's perfect. You get paid for the pre-roll. You get paid for the product placement, and everybody's happy because you because they wanted yeah, to see and the product. Every one of those girls will like pull out just a pirate chest full of like thirty grand worth of makeup, and that like I'll talk to Melissa and I'll be like, "You have so much makeup, like you've got more," and she'll be like, "Well, I don't have as much as you know Susie Q eyeliner over here or whatever yeah. their names are." And it's like right. I didn't see you complaining on Halloween. Yeah. They sell it as like a hobby too, which it mm -hmm. is a hobby. A lot of yeah. women yeah. and girls just like doing makeup for fun. I know Melissa does quite a bit, but that it's it's like magic cards, but even more expensive because <laughs> once you have a magic card, if you only need one, you got it done, done. File that away. You know, in ten years, this is still going to be a piece of cardboard. You know, makeup. It's like you have to reload every couple days and when you're going to reload you're seeing well you know i'm not gonna not purchase this sunset cinnamon blush like my god uh and so you just end up augmenting it and you have so much shit and there's so many powders and sparkles all over the place and you're, <laughs> you're walking out of the house with, with things on your face and you're wondering how did this get here <laughs> out there but uh, <laughs> i'm sure does your girlfriend watch that stuff now uh no, I've um I've I've had girlfriends that did, and I've had girlfriends that were I I've run the the gambit I guess I had a girlfriend who like who had her purse stolen one time and uh and she's like oh my makeup was in there I was like well you know just go get some more go get that makeup at your house she's like that was all my makeup that's all the makeup I own I was like, wow. <laughs> all right then well fuck you better go shopping <laughs> you know i guess if it's all gone is, but then i definitely had girlfriends who had a, a war chest like you know just multiple you know like a tackle box that like extends to it like, like, like it's like there's russian dolls they just more and more and more 
like just powders and, and creams and schmears. There, with our router sitting on top of it and the modem is a black box about th- yay big. If you were to turn it, like it'd be like that big. You open it and it's like uh, a Mary Poppins bag of, of makeup where it's just you reach in, you're pulling out umbrellas and, and so much blush and eyeliner that you couldn't imagine. It's got to be like two grand of powders and sparkles in that box. Wow. Yeah. So, so guys I just are read adorable. through some of the comments. Like you, you're taking your like you know, pre twenty something. No, no. When these girls hit their forties, it comes in a rolling cart. <laughs> you wheel it over to the mirror and uh, and begin your routine. <laughs> so Jackie does just gets the, it, it's like a mechanics uh, like trolley <laughs> where you push that big metal box. Over and you, the in out. fairness, I think she only uses the top shelf. Or two. If it's I were a girl, comparable. I would get one of those airbrush things so that I could airbrush it on those there. Those are like, have you been airbrushed? A few times. It's really gentle and sweet. Yeah, I like being airbrushed. I just read through the comments of some of those makeup girl sections, and the worst comment I've seen. Now, remind, remind you, I do uh, gaming videos. Mm-hmm. Most of my comments are like, "You clickbait in, uh, dude. <laughs> you better uh, stab yourself through the chest and then cut your balls off and delete your channel." That's most of my comments. Ninety percent. The worst comment I just seen on this makeup girl's channel is, "You look good, but your hair was a bit messy. I would be a makeup <laughs> girl." That's that's what I, that's what I want. <laughs> That's amazing. And my girlfriend actually is a cosmetologist. She does like hair and like makeup and tons of stuff for people. Legitimately, I cannot walk through like the my office, which this is my room. My office is like right there. She has like suitcases that come out like you're talking about with so much stuff in them. She has like three of them. I don't even know why. I don't even know. I understand you're doing people's hair. But God dang, dude. It's like 150 pounds worth of stuff over there. I'm not lying. I'll go grab it. I was it asking evolutionary gathering, you know. It is so much stuff. It's like, yeah. Maybe, maybe makeup girl would be good. I don't know. I just, I think about like how to make that video. I feel like makeup girl might be great through your first hundred videos, but when you get like three thousand videos deep, how are you not just making the same video again? There's got to be new techniques all the time. New right? color. The penguin like, eye. Like, like, like they, they constant. They're constantly changing and innovating. Like a thing mm. to do to your lips or your eyes or your face. It's, it's. I mean, look at every men's magazine, right? They've been telling you how to get six pack abs since the '80s, but you, they're still flying off the shelves. Like it's just a different way to get the six pack abs. You Are know? they it's, flying off the shelves? They gotta be, or they stop doing it. Yeah, sure, flying. When's well, the last time you bought a magazine not at an airport? Oh, that's that. See that little caveat there. Yeah, <laughs> the caveat, ruined it. You know. The magazine business isn't living off of layovers in fucking Kansas City. Yeah, like I guess not. Yeah, maybe so. But I, 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 I think that they're clearly successful. They're always doing and, and like they're always coming up with a new product. Yeah. Oh, we hit that four-hour mark there. Let's see here. Turn this back on. Yeah. All right. I think we're all back, back, right? Beautiful. Yeah, more or less. Why does my screen look so dark? Did I break it? Uh, it's because that we, we we went four hours. Um, oh, okay. yeah, it'll, so it, it takes uh, a minute some or two. weird thing. It does. Yeah. Oh, Skype is amazing. I love Skype. Skype's very no annoying. problems ever with it. That's um, been my experience too. <laughs> um, what was Game it? of Thrones? You want to talk about Game of Thrones? Uh, you know I do Ooh. as much as possible. Next season, I bet. You. Um, man, I I I think the season. Are you great. all caught up? Just real quick. I am so we all can... caught up. And even okay. if I wasn't, I'm not a big spoiler carer about her. 
Anyway, sorry to interrupt, Kyle. Continue. So that last episode was pretty good. I don't, um, it wasn't as good as the two before it. Um, right. I feel like it's more of a setup episode. Um, I'm trying to even I, remember it. So, well, okay, no, at the very end, just, Danny did her thing. Uh, well, wait very, too much, so, Sam. Yes. I, I disagree about the Sam. I, I feel like that uh, the Sam stuff was great. It was like to see. It was nice to see what Horn Hill looked like. Um, because my, my girlfriend and I were watching it, she was like, I can't believe his daddy would, you know, force him to give up his inheritance and everything. And I was like, that's Horn Hill. She's like, oh, well, that makes sense. <laughs> I, was yeah. like, I was like, yeah, right? Like, you cannot... I think we all see what happened there. Like, And if we read... We all read the book, so we know that, like, he tried for a long time to make a man out of Sam and just couldn't make it happen. So He's finally he makes Yeah. He He's, was pissed that he showed back up so fat. Which I would be too. It's like right? how he kept that weight off. <laughs> like, like it didn't make you still he, found. He was the first guy to fat. eat a White Walker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a good joke. Like instead of being, you know, Sam asked for the bread. He's like, "What? You're not fat enough." Instead, it should have been like, you know, she's like, "He killed a White Walker and a thin." Eat him. Eat him too. That would have been hilarious. That would have been great. Because. Uh, it, it it does look bad that he's that pudgy and everything. Like, if he came back and he was, like, 50 pounds lighter and had put a little muscle mass on, which you would think would happen with his experiences, and then he was like, I killed a White Walker in a thin, and this is my Yeah. I mean, it, even though he's not like, this great swordsman, been. he's hiking yeah. his butt off. You know, like, he's Lots walked up north. Yeah, he's been on a lot of adventures, and they've been short Sneaked on food. a lot of berries and... <laughs> Sneaked a lot of stuff. <laughs> Or that poor lady he's trekking with, you know. Uh, oh, the baby, I hope it's okay. And he's just back there. Oh, it's going to be four. It's going to be four. No, that wasn't a handful of cashews. I just ate snow. You know, like, he was. I thought that was cool, though. He steals the family sword or mm -hmm. takes it for his own, which, it, you know, it's his by rights. Because you can have your rights taken away by your father, I guess. Right. Ah, he it didn't see it that seem... way. And, and he knew that that sword was better served maybe in the hands of someone who could swing it at a White Walker. So uh, they'll probably melt that sword down and make a bunch of cool little weapons. Uh, you know, I think they should make blow darts. You know, Utilize that steel as much as possible. Don't be making these big daggers and swords. Let's make, let's make some bullets out of that steel, right? Like, Why is nobody working on that? Bullets are why has nobody got right? guns yet? What's going on with them? Well, I understand they don't have guns, but you know, <laughs> you get a slingshot. You know, a sling. Crossbow bolt is what you're talking about. Sure, just yeah. like nice. little tip. Mm. Just yeah, the tip. Tips like out of them or something like that. Um, or maybe you could somehow bow. melt it and like <laughs> add arrow. it to fire and then spray it on them. So what else happened in the episode? The best dude? part of the episode was that the girl has a name again, right? Yeah. That was beautiful. Oh my god, I was so happy that she didn't go to another test and have a quarter staff battle with that weird little uh Monster. blonde girl. Like yeah. I could like Kyle was right, the last episode, their last little bout that was choreographed really well. That was a good fight scene. If that had been like the only or maybe one of eleven times we'd seen her <laughs> fight with a quarter staff, it would have been really dope. But because it was number sixteen in as many episodes That's what they do. Yeah, and, and they're really it, I'm not learning anything she from be these beatings. Better at quarter staffing at this point. <laughs> you know? she, oh, she healed super quickly from getting like cracked in the skull with that staff and everything. I was 
Very impressed. She took away more of a beating than I could. That's for sure. I'd be she like concussed take. and dead. But the problem is now that the you know the men with no faces or names or whatever they're called, uh, they seem to be on the hunt for her. They without banners. Is that what they are? The faceless. Yeah. The faceless yeah, men is what I was searching for. Um, fuck! Is it? Well, you know, you guys are dicks. What are they called? It's the faceless men. Na, 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 right. na, the faceless na, men is what I was looking for. So, um, uh, but yeah, they catch their people. Like, remember when Arya needed three guys killed? Yeah, he was outstanding at it. Uh, the, the idea that Arya is gonna like evade the faceless men for all that time wouldn't it be interesting if they killed her? That's not. Oh. What, she's gonna kill that blonde chick. That's what's yeah. coming. They're gonna face off. She's killing the blonde chick. That's that's coming. That's gonna happen. Uh, we they got to kill Uncle Benjen. Finally came back. Half White Walker. Uncle He's Benjen. been. Hey, Uncle Benjen, he was just just a boy when I saw you last. <laughs> like he comes back all like crazy faced with that thing and, and everything. It's great to see him uh, finally getting in the mix. Um, where the fuck has he been, right? Like we could have used you like forever ago. Like mm -hmm. Jon Snow's been up here, fucking having to slaughter the half hand and going through all kinds of crazy shit. His girlfriends died and i think that Where's ruined a fan theory there was a fan theory that he was somebody important i forget what it was like he was leading some army somewhere well good i hate those fan theories they don't know anything <laughs> <laughs> some of I them think, make sense uh, yeah some of them make sense i think i i think the one of, so i i definitely believe r plus elk is j mm -hmm. and i'm starting to lean toward the whole uh fan theory that that Tyrion is a uh a baratheon yeah. not a baratheon I mentioned the fan theory yeah. in PKN that the grave digger guy was still alive. The hound was the grave digger. Yeah, no, fuck you. That's not a spoiler. It's a fan theory. It's a fan uh, theory based on book information that none right. of the show watchers or non-book readers have about a character. That it, it, it's a it, fan if theory. If we're being technical it's based about it, on information we, from books. That if that, we're being that, like a hundred percent, like technically, it, we that is a fan theory still. Yeah, and so I've never read the book. Spoiling books. fan theory, it's not. Yeah, the fans yeah. will decide. Digger theory. What's yeah, I, I feel like I could just as easily say like, oh yeah, Uncle Benjamin comes back and he kills Bran, and you'd be like, oh, no, spoiler, spoiler. It's theory. What's well, a that theory would be a that... bad theory though, because why would he kill Bran? Well, who knows what these things? Like, there is a some guy made a really well thought out video on how. Is her name Marisandra? The the Melisandre. Melisandre was not the one to revive Jon Snow and turn out to be a bad fan theory. Some of them are right, some of them are wrong. So wait, what's the theory about the Hound still being alive? I never read the books or anything, and I don't well, look at the As you know, even in the show, they just left him for dead. Like, you didn't actually see him die. Yeah. And um, I think in the book somewhere they mention there's a guy working in a cemetery or something who fits the description. But it wasn't a perfect description. It was just like, and it wasn't mentioned very long. It wasn't like they spelled it out in my memory. I don't know. Oh, but, so uh, nothing crazy, just like he's still alive is basically it? Or? Yeah, the, the theory is he's alive and he's living a more peaceful life as a grave digger or something close to that. Am I missing anything? Uh, nope. No. Yeah. Anyway, it's a fan theory. And Kyle and Mirka, I felt like threw me under the bus. They're like, whoa, Woody, you did a spoiler. I feel like it's a major spoiler. It's not. It's a fan theory. It's a fan theory based on something that's in the books. What's though, in the book? That, like, it's a it's a fan theory. So, so here I, I am. I'm a fan who watches the book. It's not so like let, a let me give you a for instance. Thing. I'm so convinced that's what happens. Yeah. yeah not, so let me give you. You guys were convinced that Bran had superpowers. I'm a watch. No, you're just not superpowers. Just just go ahead. 
Go ahead, I'll listen. Interpreting what we're reading. It's a superpower. It, so if I'm a fan who just watches the, 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 the show, that's a book thing that's probably going to be used in the show, or potentially could be. Or if I'm just a fan who's never read the books, then that's a, that's definitely a spoiler, right? To tell I me that... Like, I'm, I'm, shit, I, I hardly remember this part of the book. I know more about it from the YouTube videos than I do from the book. And I'm not sure you read this part of the red. I feel like it spoils it for me. I, I, feel, I feel that it's spoiled for me, though, even. Like, that's why I think it's a spoiler, because I feel spoiled. But it's a fan theory. Like R plus L it's equals J is just as much that as I had is a bigger spoiler. Yet. Yeah, but I read and, and and came to R plus L equals J on my own. I knew what the I had heard those letters. But it's not about you. I, like you've mentioned R plus L equals J a thousand times on this show, right? But I was never like, whoa. But those Kyle, are just letters. What are you doing? They, they they don't mean anything. No, you totally spelled it out. Don't like you did. I I, I don't think so. Yes. I don't think. And if and if we did, we always had like a spoiler warning, like you know we're talking about book stuff, or we're talking about you know movie stuff, or or, or show stuff, or whatever. I don't know. I feel like we've been throwing around that as fact for ages. And I think it is fact. I mean, it's so clear in the first book. I'm pretty that, that sure it's, it's true too. Uh, yeah. yeah. But, like uh, that. That was the thing about the the grave digger. Like I don't know. If you're right. It's not technically a spoiler. It's just like I'm so convinced that that's the way it's going to pan out that I thought of it like a spoiler. Because I've already pretty much taken that as a given, that that's going to happen. But and you think he's I could be wrong. Be in the, in he the does tend to prove combat? people wrong. Yeah, he yeah. does. You think he's going to be in the trial by combat? Uh, I, I would believe so. But Cer Cersei says she's... Is she going to be in one? Or they're... Like, did they already... Because they, be they talked about her trial by combat in, in the last show. Well, yes, they're, yeah, yeah, well, it was... Yeah, Jamie was saying, like... What was it like? Oh, you, aren't you nervous about the trial coming up? And she's like, "It'll be by combat." And I have the mountain that she gave yeah, her yeah, little yeah. eyebrow thing, where it's like, ah, you know, it, it can't go that well. We've we've been through this. Like now that you're not as hateable, something bad's gonna happen. So the faith and the crown kind of did that thing at the end where they're like, "Oh, we're good buddies now and everything." What is the queen's name right now? Cersei. You think Marjorie? Not, Marjorie, Marjorie, Marjorie. Is, the queen's name. Oh. is she? So she's super good at acting like she's super good, right? And she's—that's what she does. She puts on an act to be like, "Oh, I'm the best," or "I'm really nice," or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't—I didn't know at the end. Me and my girlfriend were talking about it. Um, is she really? Because I don't know. I didn't read the books. Is she really like super? Is she actually yeah. friends with the faith now, or is she like no. putting no, on an she's, act? She's, act, she's act. very smart, and so she knew that her impressionable young husband was going to get probably won over by this charismatic Bernie Sanders-esque guy. <laughs> she recognized so it in him. She recognized it in him and realized, if I come out here and I'm like, oh, thank God, you got to save me from this fucking loon, like, he'd be like, oh, maybe she's the crazy. Maybe I've been duped, gotcha. and now I'm seeing the light. So she had to come at him and be like, I see the error of my ways. I'm so repentant. Thank God that you are forming this alliance with the church that we may once again be pure. And so then he's like, okay, well, this is working. No reason she should still be here. She learned her lesson. Like, I'm going to go speak on her behalf to the High Sparrow. You know, at least no, that's Is was this my all inferred? Because I was with PJ. And, uh, like, all right. That was all inferred. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, in I had the same. Uh, to me, like, I don't necessarily decide, like, when I watch these things. I'm like, huh, I can't tell. Just like PJ, if she's pretending, because she's awesome at that. And I don't give Tommen much credit for being able to fake it. You know, so I, I feel like he's just. Yeah, he's too young. Yeah, he's a true believer. Yeah, but she he's is a true believer. Not. But she's her acting in her brother's interests. Yeah. Totally ruined her getting naked at the end of the episode, though. It really messed. Oh, you that knew up. that wasn't coming. 
She got naked in Tudors, though. That that that, that exists. That's a good show. Yeah, it's okay. It. <laughs> well, I guess I just got invested in. Uh, honestly, what kept me going towards the end is because basically the show follows King Henry VIII, I believe, and he had a fuck ton of wives. Did very poorly interpersonally and was just kind of a, a weirdo king. And it's just the the tale through like five seasons of him marrying women. They either sleep with someone else or he gets tired of them and they only have daughters. So he finds ways to kill them. And, and if you just go to King Henry VIII's Wikipedia page, give that a read. It's really fucking interesting. But uh, yeah, that, that show, towards the end, it's the same shit over and over. Oh, I wonder what's going to happen to this wife. Uh, what do you know? Oh, oh, the next one. Maybe this is... Nope. Nope. nope, nope. Uh, oh, here comes a young blonde lady. Maybe she'll give him a... Oh, no. Turns out that didn't pan what, out. Like What Game of Thrones episode are we on? Is it like six, maybe? Six. 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 Yeah, there's going to nice. be... nice. I, I, are there I'm, ten or eleven? There's ten, right? There's ten. usually ten. Yeah. So, four more. That's good. What do you I think am... the last... Or, this is clear... We, okay, never mind. That was going to be a question <laughs> that could only be answered with spoilers. I didn't yeah. start watching Game of Thrones, actually, until because I'm, like, an avid PKA watcher, right? So until you guys kept talking about it every episode, <laughs> it was driving me crazy. I'm like, I, I haven't watched any shows. Game of Thrones is the only one I've watched. I never watched, like, Breaking Bad or Walk of, uh, or Walking Dead or whatever. But you guys talked about it so much that finally, like, last year, I was like, oh, my God, dude. I need to sit down and just watch these. So that's what I did for about two weeks. Watched good, right? Everything. It's really good. It's super good. This is the first uh, year that I'm actually watching it as it comes out. So, but it took forever because I watched that like last summer. I was like, "Oh my god, there's no more episodes for like a year. This is terrible." And now I'm mad at myself for watching them all at one time. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what. I'm I'm really excited to see Walter Frey back in the mix because I've been saying it since the Red Wedding that like I need him to pay. And now we know. I think it's inferred that for sure. This season, not only is Walter Frey going to pay the Iron Price, but both of his sons are the one because he even singled him out. He's like, "You remind him that it was your dagger in his daughter's belly," and he's just like, "You're the one who stabbed this person, and you're the one that cut his throat." And like, "Oh, okay." And also, audience, audience, remember, he's the one. And you're like, "All right, that's an asshole." That okay? All right, we're, we're watching. All three of them are going down for sure this season. Something horrible is going to happen to them. And I hope it's your guess, Woody, because that's, that's what I'm hoping happens. I see what you typed in there. I'm, I'm kind of thinking a similar similar yeah. thing. Yeah, I um, want to be thrown under the bus for spoilers again. I, I <laughs> Even though you just laid out that, like, I don't, mine's different, but okay. I, I, I do think that mentioning that character's name is a spoiler, but... but eh, that's, just, that's why I didn't... Unsub uh, Woody. That's why I typed it in. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think that we're going to get some vengeance on them finally. Fuck those fuckers. They're the worst uh, of, of all. I hate them more than anyone in the show, and I, I never let go of that hate. It's still fresh. That Red Wedding thing was traumatic. I still tie into the theory that, like, Walter Frey almost can't lose at this point, right? Like, you know, he's he's going to die soon. What do you uh, do? He's had a great 97 years. <laughs> right? Like, 97 years. It's about years. his empire. It's about what he leaves behind. It wasn't all about him. That's the reason he had all those kids. And he's got. And he's, that's why he cares that the twins is, rises in the world of Westeros. That they're laughing yeah. at us. They're laughing at us. We've like, been spit on by the river folk for if, fucking a long time. But and if life were measured. like I could die right now. <laughs> like. You know, there's this, like, the Occupy Wall Street guys were talking about the one percenters. He, he, you could end his life right now 
and he nah. still has a life that 99% of the people would trade sure, for. You just ended his life, but that's not what we're going to do. We're going to take all of his children. We're mm -hmm. going to bring his house to the ground. We're going to destroy it all, and then he's going to die painfully. He'll lose everything that is Frey. All the Freys are going down because of what one of them did. They're going to be like uh, that... What, what's the song that they, they, they that the Lannisters always fucking play? Um, it, they played it at the Red Wedding. What's the it called? Of yeah, the Reigns of Castamere. They're gonna, they're gonna be like those motherfuckers. That's what's coming. Yeah, I want to see Walder Frey. That does get, suck. Like, I mean, like, freaking don't... out and like like his own castle collapses on him as he's like he's crawling, refusing he's to like, leave his stupid throne. Something. That's what I want. I want to be better. Like PJ, answer me this. What do you yes, think? Sir. So this guy lives to like 97 years or however He's old like he the is. Bill Cosby of Game of Thrones. Right? Like this guy has, <laughs> has been living the high life. His version of perfect life, right? Which is like a new 13-year-old bride every, every you know, year. <laughs> right? Weird. Like, yeah, like a teacher almost. And so he's got like, like a, 16. <laughs> he's got his new 13 year old bride every year. He has 19 sons. He's lived in this castle. He has lived his version of an amazing life. And then they kill him and they kill all his kids. It's, is it, did he live a horrible life? Did, he, did they ruin it because the, la the end was bad? The, I think that he lived a great life, but what he wants is not going to happen, if that makes sense. So, like, I'm kind of halfway it's on it. All like, for not. It's all, it's all for not. Yeah, yeah, that's his, true. But he still had a great life. Like I would, I would take that over. You know, ninety-five percent of the people in Game of Thrones. I, I don't know. Rob Stark had a pretty great life there for a while. Rob Stark died at like nineteen. 19. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a good. It was a good, was a good quick life. <laughs> he had a good. It run. was a good quick life. As a matter of fact, I bet ninety-five percent of the people, if you look at all the extras and shit, would trade their lives for Rob Stark's. What about that guy getting his years? legs sawed off in that field? I'll take those 19 years, sir. Exactly, like, yeah. right? Like, but most people are poor and they're hungry. All the guys that Marjorie pretends to feed. Yeah. So, like, Frey lived an amazing life with a terrible ending. And I hate that, it, like, you know, the kids die, too. And, you know, that, that really ruins the whole thing. But um, I just... He's dead. I He's feel... not going to even know. He's going to be right? dead. Oh, he'll so know. He'll have to watch. Oh, yeah, he'll be dead. He'll know. He'll be the but, last guy. but when he's dead, like nothing, there's nothing. You know what I mean? So like, at well, least you can he... only do so much to a person. I mean, well, you then know he I mean? goes to the seven hells. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that, that. That could happen too. You know, they that that and and they they said it. Say they 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 brought it front and center in the show whenever all that happened about how the gods didn't like that when you when you betray a guest inside your inside inside your house or whatever. They really talked about that a lot, and I was expecting some god to come down and make that shit right at least within two seasons and here we are like years later that's where i was headed with the whole how how i thing um like when have we seen magic really play a big role we're, we're, i feel like the the show is building towards that clearly I, to, to me it's saying the only thing that can say it was his magic and magic is slowly growing in power and focus throughout the whole series Does maybe and daenerys better or worse better <laughs> um, but and Daenerys rode a dragon, right? Which I guess she did at the end of last season. But now that she's like picking them up like horses and using them as transportation devices and stuff, like that's a thing that I've been waiting for since season two. So that's that's really cool. But it's like, is it possible that Bran becomes the next Lord Sauron who kills forty White Walkers with every swipe of his Not arm? Not like that. No. Uh... Possibly. No, he's going to be a different kind no. of power. Well, yeah, he could just no. as likely know what? The, the, the Sauron mace thing. Okay. I, I, I so he like, won't be like that. He he's could. a mental power. 
now. What I'm trying to say is, it's just as likely that he's a fuck up in the show whose only real contribution is allowing the White Walkers to come past the wall, which is, used to be built out of magic, but because they're touching him, Bran goes south of the wall, White Walkers go south of the wall, and that's like his major role in the show. It's what was always meant to be. He's luring them into a southern trap. So, like, southern George R. R. Martin hasn't really been delivering, like, the big magic shows or the happy endings or any of that stuff thus far. So we'll wait and see. You know, I think we're just running out of characters. He can't keep going willy-nilly, killing people <laughs> left and right, or there's not going to be anybody left to, to care about. That is true. I, I'm trying, I was going to say they introduced new ones, but I don't really feel like they have. Bra- yeah. I, feel, I, 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 I continue to believe that Bran is integral, integral to the story. Um, he's not going to be some like fall to the wayside, oh, it was all for nothing kind of character. Yeah, I absolutely. think his magic is overpowering and all-important, just like um, he's just as important to this thing as, as a Gandalf character is, yeah. to arrange everyone and use what power he has to, to give them the edge that they need to... He's to a combination win. of two all independently powerful types of magic that, folk, where it's like, oh, you're a green seer. Wow, you're really powerful. Oh, you can warg into things. You're really powerful. And people. Oh, you're Nobody both of those things? Like, that's well, crazy. And you can people. control people? Yeah. Like, he's... It's totally he, possible, like, and I see how he's setting that up, but I also see that he's set up lots of things before and it goes nowhere. Yeah, but not as much of a setup. I don't feel like anyone they they've spent like many seasons like the brand thing was season one. They they start brand on his story with the three eyed raven in season one, early in season one. But they literally like, just fired him for a season two. Like brand didn't exist. Was it last year? Or the year before? That's because his storyline is like ne- couldn't. Be, it wasn't time for his storyline. He needed to spend yeah. like it was. It was going to be him in that cave holding on to that branch for a whole year. It was it. It just wasn't going to work. Like the the storyline where he comes into play is after a year's worth of shit happens to everyone else. They just I feel had. Like to they be. could have arranged the story. They, they, really, they just didn't include Bran in the storylines. But why not? For spite? It could be. It was not budgetary. I, I, I'm what I'm saying it, is, like you know, hell. we're calling him the most major character in the show, the Gandalf of it, and I'm like, eh, you know, like I don't believe that there'll be a Lord of the Rings where Gandalf misses one of them. There uh, was. It, it, he was gone yeah. between, you know, the, the first and the second one. He was, he was he gone, gone for a else. few hours there. Yeah. 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 A but, few wait, hours of Which footage. episode of Game of Thrones didn't have Gandalf? I, and, and all, none of them have the, Gandalf. Did I say it wrong? Which yeah. episode of Lord of the Rings <laughs> didn't have Gandalf? Uh, the, as soon as he's smote by the Balrog of in Mordor. the minds of Moria. He was not smote by the Balrog. He... He, what did he say? He uh, something about he laid his ruin upon the mountainside. Nobody's ruin that, upon the mountainside. Yeah, I yeah. like how you didn't know what happened, in so you think that he was smitten by the Balrog at, at the end of the first one, where he's like five fools, and yeah, yeah. Frodo's like no, freaking out, and then they're all running out there and they're crying. On the, so on my the point rock. is, he's in the first, second, and yeah. third one, and he's, he's in the, in the first one up till there. The second one. He doesn't even pop in until they're already in Rohan. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And then they're, you know, riding through the Fangorn Forest and they finally that's like two hours of runtime. That's a long time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what like... I'm saying, it's not even comparable. What I'm saying, that's what I think about Bran. Yes, it is. It, he was gone for a whole season, but I, I think that's a, that's a TV show thing. Not a narr- you can't you can't you can't let that change how you feel about him as part of the narrative because. 
George R. R. Martin didn't say, eh, not this season, no. He didn't say that. It was I, just how TV show came he together. He does appear to be a major character, and it does look like they're setting him up for something big. But they didn't drop Tyrion off for a season. Like, Daenerys has never taken a season off. Um, I, you know, you know it, him going through puberty and being a little kid might have had something to do with it. It's um, just different pacing. Like he, you It's been a maintain. year learning to be a tree man. I, I feel like that's incredibly boring. Like they were, Well, he didn't they, have to show the whole year, right? I mean, he could have been... Like this storyline could have been introduced last year. The last thing I it want is more supplemental storyline stuff will... shoved in for different stories. They're already fucking struggling to get these stories moving every episode. Like I hear you. They... You're right. You're right. And they had to drop someone, and they dropped Bran. And I'm just saying, yeah. you know, to me that says a little hint that maybe Bran's not exactly Daenerys or Tyrion or any of the characters that weren't dropped. You know, I think Cersei it's hint... didn't get dropped I... for a year. I think it's a hint that he is integral hmm. that you know it basically shows a whole year or whole book whole season rather where there's no brand there and everybody's trying to fix shit but it's just spiraling out of control nothing is going well nothing's going right every plan has fallen flat uh nothing is going correctly and brand is going to be the one to He's we'll going to be the adhesive. Because I, think, I, I could argue we'll against myself and be like, White Walkers are not that important because they barely get any screen time prior to this year. Well, we're waiting on the winter. You know, it's still summer down there. They can't. They yeah. can't do the thing but without. I, well, the... what I was going to say is, White Walkers actually are important, and screen time is not the only measure of that. You know, I think that they're, yeah. they're pretty clearly being set up for a big thing. So we'll see. I guess I'm just really cautious of what George R. R. Martin does, which is sets up a character as the center of the universe, like Ned or Rob Stark. And then kills him. Uh, but he sets up sort of traditional uh, hero archetypes. You know, he, the the good-looking, strong, white guy with the big sword. Ah, he's your hero. He's the one who does right. Nope. But but here's a crippled kid with like with like mental powers. I, I can't see him killing Bran off and be like, ah, none of that meant anything. You know, it, it's that all the other characters that he kills off just when you think things are gonna go good or, you know, they're they're traditional. Oh, the sun will rise. The young wolf is rising to lead the armies uh, of the north. Like it's just—it's just what you thought would happen. And you know, the guy pulling the sword from the stone is supposed to be your leader, not the crippled boy who who, who like controls retarded men and and like travels through time, uh, clasping onto a tree's roots. He's a—he's—he's he's a weird kind of magical character. Um, again, I don't think there's going to be any like overpowering, um, like destructive magic. Um, coming out of Bran, but I do think that he's going to have some sort of overpowering, like no, and like like maybe the whole world changes in so to some regard because like you see the Night King over there just raising up all those people from the dead. I'd like to see Bran with a, a similar power, but something different, putting them all back down, crumbling back into bones. Yeah, that would be cool. Or um, I would like it if I would like it if he really bitched out like the Night King and like made him like slap himself around or something like that. <laughs> yeah, um, but but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Brand do some cool stuff. This has been a great season, uh, one of the better seasons. I see it's got like a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. If that means anything, I mean it's such a fan favorite. It's gonna do well no matter what, I guess. But I'm digging this season I, a lot. I feel like last year and the year before, fans were like, even I was. I don't know if this is what it used to be. You know, I, I was upset that Sansa wasn't becoming a player. And this year she's becoming a player. Yeah, I was uh, I was mostly upset with the Dorn stuff and the silly fight mm -hmm, choreography. Mm -hmm. I didn't care for that. Um, I expected more from a show with such a high budget that we're all kind of paying for it one way or another to watch. Um, I, I bought the books. That counts. And um, 
So that, that, that kind of frustrated me. But I still think it's the best TV show on television as far as, far as production value and effort and acting, like actually good acting that, that, that's in that show. And they continue to like surprise me with some of the stuff they do, like that random jarring cock shot um, to like uh, uh, on the on the edit. With the warts. Uh, yeah, like I don't I think really there were any. I saw that thing. I, mean, I saw it was it hanging out, but I like, gotta, it wasn't like I saw like are those really warts or not? Oh, I wasn't. I don't think there were any warts. I was just looking at the guy's cock. Like it was, and it went on for like three solid that's, seconds. That's I was why like, I was out. Right, he thought he had warts on his cock. Yeah, so we got a close up of it. That was just a little odd, you know. I, I I've never seen a close up of a vagina like that. Hasn't happened once on the show. Like nobody's zooming in on any titties. Was there I, a close that's up? What, yeah, it was, yeah. It it was just cock. It was like you you saw like belly button. It was like belly button to the to like bottom oh. of thigh cock, and he's like holding it, squeezing it, like like is this a wart on my cock? And the guy's like, yeah, yeah something about you know they only last five. Uh, years. In but my memory, really it was me a, into the episode. It was like really a got. full body shot where the guy was standing in a room, buck naked. Like I don't remember him. Just... I sit really close to the TV. Maybe I, maybe my perception of that I, cop is different me. than reality. Yeah. But I it, feel like it, it was definitely a full body shot for sure. But it was so focused on his wiener, I could see why you'd be like, "Yeah, just I, cock right there." <laughs> I, I saw a lot of cock. Um, I got similar like... tunnel focus on uh, when Doctor Manhattan's big blue dong was walking around. <laughs> you know, yeah, it was like, "What the hell?" Head. Like, you know, <laughs> it had like physics. So like every step, okay, jiggle like, physics. <laughs> Someone worked hard like on that baby. Trunk just kind of getting shifted and swaying around and stuff. It's like every those time. dead or alive games when they play beach volleyball. It was like the jiggle physics, but with the wiener. Yeah, it absolutely right? was. Yeah, I watched Definitely. the extended version of that film. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. Extra, a lot of extra dong. Uh, at least thirty seconds of extra dong. In that they cut. cut it out of the main movie. <laughs> it really happened. And it was a circumcised dong, which didn't make any sense because like. Was it? Yeah. I didn't rewind. I, I kind of just... I, I just kept I'm going to go on. watch it right after this yeah. now. <laughs> You've convinced me. I got it on my phone. I like the... Just <laughs> 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 once in a while. Yeah, you know, Wait. just go back and refresh myself, you know what I mean, every now and then. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was a good movie. I liked uh, how they handle superheroes that and, and the way they fight uh, in that movie. Uh, yeah. So, so, I guess... Uh, you want to call the show there and tell everyone to check out our sponsors, Dollar Shave Club and uh, Movement Watches down there in the uh, description below. PJ, thank you very much for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for coming on, dude. dude yep. Hey, nice, I have... nice chatting with you. Yeah. Oh, well, awesome, you guys. You guys, very, very much respect for all of you. Kyle, Woody, Merka, tons of love. Been watching you since forever ago, bro. So I'm very excited to be here. Since I've been like maybe 18 and I'm 24 now. So birthday this weekend. Uh, if you guys want to give me anything, I'd like maybe a big cake. Just and a put shirt. your address out there. I'm sure good things will happen. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> totally, dude. Give it Seriously a go. though, an honor, you guys. Super duper fun. And um, yeah, I only had, slept for like three hours, so I hope I was all right. Yeah, uh, no, no, it was great. Dude, where can everybody find you? Where can everybody find you? You can find me at my house. The address is no. Uh, yeah. My YouTube channel is O V E R T F L O W Overt Flow. <laughs> Uh, about to hit 120,000 subscribers. Just hit 100K. Mm -hmm. My little silver play button is coming in. It's amazing. Super excited about that, you guys. Really um, something that I'm excited about. I'm actually, I want to tell you guys this before we go. I'm actually about to. So, you know, Infinite Warfare is coming out, right? Mm -hmm. I'm still tight with all the guys at GameStop, so I got it, right? <laughs> but check that out. Beautiful. Look how, look how realistic and real this is. Here's the code for... Uh, Call of Duty, 
and everything. <laughs> but I just put this together because every year I do this thing where I troll people on like Omega at GameStops at the conventions where I pretend like I have the game. It's totally Advanced Warfare, like with some cover art on it, right? <laughs> <laughs> I pretend like I have it, and then I like swap it out in my hands, and I'll break the disc, but it will be a fake disc. And I'll break the disc like at GameStop, or I'll break it like on Omega, or just like at a gaming conventions or whatever. People love that the series. Last year got like five million views. Nice. About to start that again. So That's really awesome, excited. Dude. <laughs> super yeah. excited. We'll All check right. him out. And thanks for coming on, man. We'll have to have you back again. Awesome. Love you guys. Two eighty-five. Two eighty-five.